0: Pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long runtime as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cockfistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest. If you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy.
1: Episode 139.
2: There's already like 7 million podcasts. Talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a wall brad But it's all been done before. We don't wanna be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it's, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, do it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can erase it, let's and break the tougherware party. party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftover, and with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. I'm pretty sure that the only talent is the band. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch it's pop culture leftovers five
3: four three two one all right hey welcome to pop culture leftovers the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded i'm brian i'm jake and, and we're the leftovers. leftovers. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking fun.
4: Yeah, enthusiasm, awesome. yay. Yeah, hammer
3: time, whatever. Stop! Hammer time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it's fucking, it's sad when I've gotta to have to have a fucking warning at the beginning. And that's good, that warning I'm gonna put it, I'm putting it at the beginning of every podcast from now on.
4: Yeah, that'll help out.
3: Yeah, I'm sure it will. (laughs) It'll stop all negative
4: comments you ever receive. (laughs) I'm sure it will. It's over.
5: These guys cuss a lot.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining zero complaints from here into the future. Yeah, it's going to be
1: smooth (laughs) fucking sailing
3: with you assholes going forward. So... I don't know. I'm not even going to ask you, like, how's your week? It's like, whatever. Same shit, right, Jake? Totally. Yeah, okay, thanks. Moving on. Frank? Yeah, same. Yeah, fuck off.
5: <laughs> we're so cool. <laughs>
3: ah, Jesus. I, I didn't do shit, either. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Next week, we're going to have two shows. One where we talk about X-Men Apocalypse, and the second bonus episode, we'll discuss AMC's Preacher, as well as the Flash Season 2 finale, which I'm sure Jake will just... Have tons of input on that one, yes, yes, and, and as well as you, Frank. Oh, yeah, Frank just don't know where to get started on that one. <laughs> and, he's, and he's just heard all these negative comments about it. Actually, I haven't. I, yeah, oh, yes what you said on that one episode. Now you're acting all now you're acting all stupid and this, shit. This last episode, I haven't heard anything bad about it. I oh, the last episode. Yeah. I'm talking about the last episode <laughs> you were on. Oh,
5: yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, sixty minute finale for the Flash.
3: They're all 60 minutes. Oh. Some shows do double down on the nah, I don't think. I don't think they're only an hour and a half, two hours. It's not The Walking Dead. Yeah.
5: Although I do need to try to do some uh of this CW shit. i got to double check and see if there's any way I can get it from my cable provider. That CW shit. That's the biggest holdup is I don't have easy access to this stuff.
3: The biggest holdup is you don't watch it, Frank. That's your big. to have to buy each
5: no, tre- no, fucking series on iTunes.
3: You did buy the first season on iTunes. Yeah,
5: Flash. I haven't watched.
3: Your biggest holdup is you. Yeah, yeah. For that, just yeah. admit it.
5: For that one season that I already purchased, yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. Just admit to yourself <laughs> you don't want to watch it.
5: I haven't seen anything that makes me. Oh God, I need to see this yet. I, I did start watching Arrow a while back, but it, it didn't keep my
3: attention. Mm.
5: That's not to say it's anything bad about that. Just other things took up my time at the time. It's not that it was bad.
3: You're not keeping my attention right now, Frank. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bloodline, uh, season two, returns May 27th. That means nothing to either of you. No, it no. does not. Nope. Another show that both of you don't watch.
5: Marvel fanboys.
4: I do not. I do not. I heard a lot of good things, though. That's Ben Mendelsohn yeah. in the first season, but not in the second.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, as far as I know. I don't... Unless there's a flashback scene. Yeah. So, you know. You hyped for that? Bloodline season yeah. two? Yeah, I like Kyle Chandler. I'm a big fan, so... I don't know if it can be... If it can live up to the first season. First season was fantastic, but... We'll see. Plan on doing the binge? Gonna watch that in a week? Yeah, I don't fucking... I don't know. I'm I'm having a shit week <laughs> already. <laughs> now I gotta open this fucking thing. Oh, we got a one-up oh, yeah. box. Hey, we got that. a one-up box, so... Ah, oh, god. Nice. Somebody got a knife. Uh, not, not for the box. The I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> s- <laughs> slit my goddamn wrist. i go grab you one. <laughs> I was gonna offer I you got know. it, I got it, all I right. got it. Jake, alright. Uh, this week's sponsor is One Up Box. Nice. So then we're gonna open up this month's One Up Box and the, see what we've got
2: The inside theme is here.
4: disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you really murdered that One Up Box. And the theme is RPG. So Ooh. there we go. We've got a piece of cardboard. We've got a advertisement. We've got a bookmark. It looks like a uh, 3D bookmark. It's like a Final Fantasy menu type thing going on there. See, Frank, there you go. Oh, that's cool. Pretty neat bookmark. If uh, i read books. we got some stickers. They look like, uh, are those Assassin's Creed emoticons? I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, it looks like uh, Assassin's Creed emoticons. All right, we've got a second bookmark. Looks like the exact same as the first one.
3: Might All right. Might, might two, be an accident. Two bookmarks. Well, we're just cleaning cleaning up this month, aren't we, fellas? Yeah, dude. We're bookmark Whew. hog
4: heaven. Shit. <laughs> We've got a pin, which looks like a guy with a necktie attached to his face. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah.
3: Looks like a guy with horns. Exclusive Viking pin. Okay. Or an exclusive uh, necktie wrapped around my face guy. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. it's e- either or.
4: <laughs> it's one of the two.
3: <laughs> it's a fucking Viking. We've
4: got the button. It's got a panda with a sword. So, that's exciting stuff. Oh, look, a Funko Pop.
5: Oh, the pin. I recognize what that is. That's the Dragonborn. It is a
4: World of Warcraft Funko Pop. So, oh, man, they even disappointed me with the Funko Pop. So that's mm. kind of a bummer. What is it? Any Funko Pop's Soulbinds? a Funko Pop, though, I guess. I don't even know who that character is. Though. No, me either. I'm not a big Sylvanas from Sol- Warcraft. Sylvanas from Warcraft, and yeah. then we got the T-shirt. Let's see what this motherfucker looks like. Uh, it looks like a panda trying to outwit a fox.
3: Is he trying to take a shit on the fox's head?
4: <laughs> I think I think you are correct. He's uh, saying ha ha
3: ha. He's is he, take he trying a shit to be on an Assassin's
5: head. Creed panda?
4: I have no idea. It kind of looks like since it. Since when was Assassin's Creed an RPG? There's so much Assassin's yeah, that's, Creed stuff.
5: Yeah, that's more of an adventure, if anything. Not
3: actions per se, but not RPG. Well, it might not be Assassin's Creed then, guys. Looks like I it don't is. know, that
4: looks
5: pretty definitively Assassin's Creed.
4: They're called Creed, Assassin to me. Emoji Stickers.
3: What did, was it? I
4: don't know, okay. Stupid. It's classic uh, one up box. The works. They plan don't really is have the, cool. the property, they, they just kind of mm. do knockoffs of but things. Yeah.
5: That Dragonborn pin is kind of cool if you wear ties. Yeah. What? The what? It's, that's the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Uh, you can have it. Cool. Occasionally I'm forced to dress up.
3: Nice. All right. All this and more could be yours if you subscribe to one up Box. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> go to OneUpBox.com. At the checkout, you can enter in the code POPCULTURE and... They'll send you this stuff to your door, too. And you can... You heard all the fun we were having over here. <laughs> this is the
5: best, <laughs> most honest advertisement I've ever heard. You
3: guys... Bookmark? Huh? Bookmark? No, I... God, it's a I, quitter strip! I don't need my house full of garbage. Um... So uh, pretty cool. I like I'll gladly bookmark. take some of this garbage. I like the bookmark. I know, I know. You don't care about. It. You got little trinkets all over the goddamn house. I, I guarantee you it's like you walk in one room <laughs> and you're just tripping over fucking Funko garbage and all He's that, got that other a shit. Wall
5: of funkos, he does. <laughs> I, I got
4: my newest
3: loot crate yesterday. Oh wow! Oh
4: man, it had uh, an Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt. It is the sweetest thing ever. Oh
3: god, it's just
4: <laughs> I was super hyped. A
3: home. You know if you want to fill your home with trinket bullshit. Uh, sign up to oneupbox.com, and they'll send you, I don't know, maybe you'll get an oven mitt next month. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be awesome. I don't need just, another one, no. no. Oh, I know. You've already got your one. But, you know, how many coasters can a man have? That, I, a limitless, correct? I, I As agreed. many coasters. How many keychains can one man have? Keychains and pins and buttons and stickers and one t-shirt of a panda taking a shit on a fox. <laughs> I mean, it's just the fun doesn't end. So go to... That's the ultimate assassin, though. Go to
1: oneupbox.com.
3: Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to plug (laughs) us here. Go to oneupbox.com. At checkout, uh, type in uh, pop culture, and that'll give you your first month for $9.92. Ooh, what a bargain! Every other month, they'll send you stickers and buttons and little tinker toys and uh, what else? Uh, I mean, coasters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Door stops? Yeah. It's too bad. They need to send an intervention for all you <laughs> fucking assholes that subscribe to every one of these boxes. <clears throat> oh,
4: yeah. I, I really cut down on it once my subscriptions that I got for gifts went away. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, just, just you, get need all the to, you need to ask once. for different gifts. Yeah. Yeah, you need to, like, hey, you know that money you are spending for those gifts? You know, throw it in a different direction. <laughs> Give me a gift card.
4: Yeah. Why not know something about me and buy something that you know I actually want? Mm-hmm yeah so oneupbox.com join in on all the fun we have to be their best sponsor (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, uh, we've we've got um, we've got some iTunes reviews this week nice I can't find shit on this computer you know god damn it (laughs) I already hate this episode (laughs) (laughs) that didn't take long
4: (laughs) yeah I mean, you got a free one up box, though. What's not to love? Um, can I
3: pause? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, we're back, and Frank is back with a second bottle of wine already. Yeah, yeah. wow! Jumping into the jumping in the old second bottle of wine already.
5: Well, it's. A, you know, I know my it's house been ten
3: be. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Been ten minutes.
5: Well, I don't have to drive home today. That's true. Yeah,
3: yeah. To take advantage get, of that, to get 2020. fucked 2020. up in front of the old family. <laughs> <laughs> and what else is new? Yeah. <laughs> Drink responsibly.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm at home.
1: <laughs>
5: That's as responsible as it gets.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for iTunes reviews. All right. If
2: it's one star five, we don't give a fuck because we really
3: All right. Yeah. Thanks for all the iTunes reviews this week. I want to thank everybody out there who sent one. You're so wonderful. First one comes from Perfect Storm 007. Uh, it's a it, we're starting. We're gonna rock it with a one star. Yes. All right. So yeah. Here we go. So we got Perfect Storm 007, uh, named after a Mark Wahlberg, George Clooney movie and a James Bond
4: moniker. Yeah. Spoiler: They all die at the end of Perfect Storm.
3: God, yeah, it's it's a true story, based on a true story. I, know. I mean, when do you ever have like a a lost at sea story where it turns out to be like good? <laughs> didn't that? I don't know that Chris Hemworth, did he survive? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, me neither. But that was like in the eighteen hundreds and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, that was based on Moby Dick. They don't ever we don't you don't ever watch like uh, movies about successful sailings.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tom Hanks and Wilson even Gilligan's Island, their ship, their their fucking ship got. Deserted on an island. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Castaway ends okay, but it's pretty bad up until then. I never even saw it. You never saw Castaway? No. If hmm? yeah, that was a flight, that wasn't he wasn't. You know what I mean? Oh, good point. Oh, good plane point. crashed. Yeah, plane crashed. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> this
4: show fucking sucks. Ghost <laughs> ship. That wasn't very good either.
3: It's uh, it's it's a one star. It's oh, titled uh, it's titled terrible language. <gasps> oh my. I can understand the occasional use of profanity, but every other sentence is excessive. Learn to communicate. And then we have, a, in quotations here, profanity is the effort of a feeble brain to express itself forcibly. So, you know what? Okay. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah. 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 We got oh, fucking. Wow. Uh, Who is the guy? In, you ever see, uh, what was that movie uh, with uh Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. The guy in the bar talking to Matt Damon about history and shit. Yeah, I guarantee it was that fucking asshole that wrote this. That Probably. fucking know it all. It's one of those fucking know it alls that fucking. And he had to quote somebody else, just like in Goodwill Hunting. He had to quote somebody else. I can't stand number one. I can't stand people that fucking that uh, that are so unoriginal that they can't be intelligent on their own. That they've got a they've got to fucking quote Spencer W. Kimball. To fucking come off as intelligent.
5: Fucking plagiarize that shit.
3: Yeah, hello Melvin. And then, I, <laughs> people that fucking, that, 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 that can't, that can't be intelligent, and then fucking just put in their own quotes, they have to quote somebody else to come off as more intelligent. Yeah. And then people that aren't funny, that are unoriginal, and they have to quote Tommy Boy, like they're fucking hilarious.
4: I'm gonna get on my high horse and use someone else's
3: computer. I'm, mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm such an unoriginal fuck that I've gotta get on here and like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, big fan of this one. You're a fucking parrot. You're a fucking parrot. Polly, I'm going to shove a cracker up your fucking ass. Perfect storm. That's the perfect storm. Me fucking shoving (laughs) crackers in your asshole. There you go. The perfect storm. Fuck that guy. Perfect storm, 007. Fuck 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 you. Here's somebody else that can go fuck themselves.
5: uh, (laughs) Maybe they could fuck each other.
3: Kitster Quadraneros. Uh, Six-hour show, question mark? Two stars. Here, it starts out with, yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Like, who fucking says
4: yikes? (laughs) Like Inspector Gadget or some bullshit? Wasn't
3: it like... Shaggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoinks. (laughs) Cheekies. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't start out with (laughs) jeekies. Yeah, get a clue. Yikes. Six-hour podcast. I think this could be a new record. Good to see them splitting it up into two parts. Hopefully this trend will continue as it's easier to consume. Just my two cents. You know, fuck off. Don't listen to the fucking show, asshole. It's
5: not like the fucking app doesn't stop where you're at and pick up later, you dipshit. What's the fucking
4: difference? How is it easier to consume? Yeah, I
5: split it up into two parts. It's the same amount of time, dickwad. There's not an official beginning and an end either in those two parts, dumbass. If you don't, yeah,
3: fuck off. (laughs) I'm sick of little fucking whiny bitches. Fucking little whiny... Any internet bitches? And this is another one of them. Kitster, So I hope this is the last episode you listen to, you son of a bitch. I hope this trend continues. You know what trend's going to continue? Me fucking reaming your stupid fucking ass. Kitster. (laughs) Who who gives
4: a podcast two stars and then tries to give them advice about how to move forward?
3: Where's this podcast? Yeah, where's your fucking podcast, (laughs) Kitster? (laughs) Your 30-minute your podcast that nobody gives a shit about. About pod racing. At least I got people listening to my stupid ass, my feeble fucking brain that I can't express. My feeble fucking brain, right there, Perfect Storm. Got people listening to me for five to six hours. What does it say for you? Son of a bitch. Yeah, so there, there's our iTunes reviews. People love us. <laughs> Not a good one this week. Feel the, no, nothing. Feel the love. Feel the love, gentlemen.
4: Wow, fuck. Yeah. God, I'm fucking dumb. I just said fuck.
3: Oh, God. shit.
4: <laughs>
3: you fucking did.
4: You learn how to fucking communicate. We got this podcast. <sighs> this six hours. I should yeah. learn how to communicate.
3: Mm, this show's going to blow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, like I told you guys, like uh, I, I'm off caffeine. I'm off carbs. Um, I'm back off of nicotine. Yes, I started smoking again. Now I'm back <laughs> off it again. So what else am I not? I'm just drinking water. No carbs. Back working out too, right? Back working out. You're not drinking. I'm not drinking. That's another thing. So I'm going to be a little. I'm going to be a little belligerent and agitated. This episode, it's because I've cut myself clean off of like everything that I love. So, but you have this podcast. You love it.
5: (laughs) 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 Fuck. Mm. Mind candy.
3: You guys ready for Good Pop, Bad Pop? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, fuck it.
2: <laughs> it's
3: time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Mm, not used to you sitting over there. I don't like it. You want to move? Yeah. You want me to sit where
4: Frank is? Yes. All right, cool. I don't like it. I'm keeping right. my chair. Pause this up.
3: I am. <laughs> I my- okay, yeah. I, I feel better now. Do you? Yeah, I got you across. Uh, you, you, everybody was sitting in different spots. I like it when you're sitting right across from me. Yeah. And I don't have to look right at Frank. I wouldn't
1: <laughs> want to look right at I'm, me either. Fuck. Yeah, That's <laughs> I
3: mean, the way I like it around here. So.
4: Yeah, it's good. I don't have to. I can see just mostly you now and not Frank either. I
3: know. It's fantastic. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking If about, we could this, just hang up a sheet, we have like could pretend I'm not here. Yeah, like a barrier. Here. Like a shower curtain <laughs> right. or something. Yeah. I can get that. I'm best heard, not seen, believe it or not. All right, Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to our show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system.
2: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success—a Tupperware party.
3: All right, first let's just talk about uh, let's talk about the old, uh, the new Ghostbusters trailer. Sure. Uh, what did you think?
4: I thought it was decent. I thought it was actually better than the last one. Um, last one, I gave it a taste it. This yeah. one, still a taste it, not a yeah. Tupperware yet. But I mean, like I've said in previous episodes, I don't want a Tupperware trailer for a movie
3: that's a comedy. That always scares me when, when I'm. There getting, are they're all they're already showing you like the funniest parts in the movie at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly.
4: I have to assume that we're not seeing the funniest parts of this movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of it they're holding their cards close to their chest, that we're yeah. going to see when we see the movie. Yeah, and for a comedy, that's what I prefer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still just as excited to see this movie as mm-hmm. I have been. Nothing has deterred my excitement.
3: All right, sex is Frank. Go ahead and toss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I tossed the first one because it. Because you're sexist now, yeah uh, it has too it had too many beats from the original movie, and this one I like the Leslie Jones bits with the concert that was great because that's original that's new, that was funny, that actually made me laugh. Uh, the other bits in the trailer that were just rehabbed. a
3: huge demon on her.
5: Right? Yeah. She's pretending it's not there. Just She's like, oh, home. On, just perched on her. Yeah,
3: right. that was very funny.
5: That was good. And then when she went to jump in the mosh pit, yeah. they just let her drop on her back. She's like, I'm not sure if this was a race thing uh, or a lady I, thing.
3: Yeah, I didn't really care for that joke. I cared I, more I, for the... I, I don't know. I just thought that like, like somebody jumping in a mosh pit in, like the year 2016 and like people getting out of the way. I just felt like okay, that might have been funny like 20 years ago. But, yeah, like, I'm right, sure we've seen that joke before. Yeah, exactly. Like, did Wayne's World do that? I I don't know. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. But it was like it wasn't that funny. I love like the demon perched on her shoulders. I thought that was great. Yeah,
5: yeah. That was fun. Uh I'm gonna taste this one uh, because I'm hoping like what Jake said that they're they're not showing us everything. And I,
3: it to me, it's a misstep. Yeah, because you got. Uh, Classic, classic Jake. Jake and Frank relationship here. No. I'm going to untaste this one because of what Jake said.
5: (laughs) Well, then ask me first next time
3: because it wouldn't have changed. There's still there's
5: still too many original beats in this he's like, like little, where they're in the use your little
3: lackey it's like bullshit. it's like anytime time I ask Frank to rate something no. it's like uh, what's going through Frank's head is like uh, uh, how would Jake rate this no W W J D what would Jake do bullshit
4: well, I ain't
5: got enough brain power to think about what somebody else best well, case something. he needs to
4: change his Suicide Squad rating uh, well, maybe he will yeah that'd be nice
5: <laughs> anyway but they, they they still showed you know bits from the hotel. When they're just getting there, and it's like the same kind of scenario, but a different spin on it. I, I'm not. I, I don't hate the idea of this movie. It just doesn't do anything to excite me, though. I do taste the trailer. I have a little bit more hope for it now because I saw something that was new, original, and funny. So I want to see more of that. I hope there's a lot more of that in this. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they're holding that back for the actual film itself.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna taste it too. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was. Fun. It was I mean, it's. It, it wasn't like. Uh, you know, side-splittingly funny. No, right. But it was still fun, and I, I do get a kick out of seeing like them kicking ass, like in the flash clips towards the end. I agree. I, I can't agree. wait. I can't wait to see this movie. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it doesn't suck. It, it, I mean, there's a lot of great talent involved in this. Man, you've oh. got you've got Paul Feig, who's done, Paul Feig, excuse me, who's done some great movies. Everything he's done has been pretty good. As far as I know. I never saw The Heat, so I can't really say anything about it. I haven't it. seen Spy yet. But uh, Spy did really well. Um, Bridesmaids was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Feig's a really funny guy. And then, you know, you may not like Melissa McCarthy, but she was a member of the Groundlings. And she has brought some of her Groundlings follower, uh, Groundlings friends into the movie. Michael McDonald and her were in the Groundlings together. He's going to be in the movie. We saw a little bit of him in this trailer. Uh, we know that we're going to get a lot of SNL alumni yes. in this movie. I'm looking forward to it, you know? It, it's a different Ghostbusters. And, yeah, for people that are like, well, it's not my Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's like... Dan Aykroyd and those guys are a little too old. Bill Murray didn't want to come back, and Harold Ramis—God rest his soul—he's dead. So it's like we're not going to get anything different. I didn't want to see that movie.
4: I didn't either. Even ten years ago, when they were all still, you know, good to go, Mm -hmm. like I. Yeah,
3: it would have just been a bunch of like, oh my god, we're getting too old for this jokes. Yes, that's what it would have been. It would have been we're too old, we can't do this, and then it would have been them passing the torch to like younger. People and then like ten years ago, they probably would have passed it to Shia LaBeouf, just like fucking mm. Indiana Ugh. Jones did. and We'd oh, all be God. screwed. So I'd rather, you know, what if this movie is if this movie's okay or whatever, whatever. But if it's if it's great, I hope people eat crow. Yeah, on
4: this one, for me too. It. I'm hoping for the best. I love Kate McKinnon, and I. I I'm hoping she gets some notoriety being in a, in a good comedy movie that makes a lot of money so she can get some bigger parts
3: and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So. Kristen Wiig as well. I'm a big fan of her. I know she's been getting parts like nobody's business, though. Yeah. Let's talk about Star Trek Beyond. We got the second trailer for this one. Yes. And it came out. I, I'm i going to start off. I personally think this should have been the first trailer that they came out with. Yeah. As, I because I think that this trailer is a lot better than the first one that they came out with. Um. And maybe I wouldn't hate this movie or the idea of this movie as much had I not seen that first trailer. I think the second trailer is a lot better. I mean, it's like finally they're doing their voyage. They're going out there. I don't know what those little nano flying bots are that are destroying the ship are. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But, like, Idris Elba sounds and looks great. I mean, the character design of his alien species mm-hmm. looks awesome. Um, but, I mean, I think... I've got a sour taste in my mouth because of that first fucking trailer.
4: Yeah, I I tossed this trailer. Honestly, I found it to be very boring, with Hmm. like nothing really like to get me excited about seeing this movie. I I guess it's a little bit better than the last trailer, which was like you've called it Guardians of the Galaxy Star Trek. Yeah, it was. But I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm just so fucking sour from Star Trek Two still that I just, I just have so little interest in this movie whatsoever. I
3: think it's, I think it's a combination of like, it's also coming out after the force awakens. And I think like nothing's really going to, I mean, ever since guardians of the galaxy and force awakens have come out, it's like, what else can compete? So,
4: and the enterprise is like, it's just like the fucking shield helicarrier. I mean, Mm -hmm. they fucking destroy it. Like every other fucking star Trek movie. Yeah. And
3: we see it here too. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. I tossed this. Frank, toss it?
3: No,
5: I'm going to taste it. Uh, the tone is more Star Trek than what that first one was. And, yeah, I mean, I think that they were desperate with trying to reach people a little too early, so they went with the humor cut. And Star Trek's not, I mean, that's not what it's known for. There's there's a lot less humor in that with the exception of, like, episode four, uh,
3: the Journey Home. Um, than there is in any of the Star Wars movies. The humor comes also from like characters that are like fish out of water characters, exactly. Like you yeah. know like Data and Spock yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that. that's where the humor comes it, from. It's
5: never all intentional and in your face. Right. The first one was just too silly, but this one's got more of that serious tone, consequences for humanity kind of thing that I've come to expect from Star Trek. So I don't want to count them out yet. This did a lot more for me than
3: what that first trailer did. So yeah. I'm going to taste it.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Simon Pegg is a co-writer, though. You're going to get humor.
3: Like, they're going to... Well, yeah, of course yeah. we won't. yeah I know that. And I, we saw that in the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm
5: hoping that the movie itself is more like what the second trailer is as opposed to what the tone the first one tried to set.
3: Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. It's like uh, we, we can sit here and praise Guardians of the Galaxy for its humor. Mm-hmm. But, like, if Star Trek does it, then it's like we've got a problem with it. I was fine with the humor in the first movie. Me too.
4: I thought mm-hmm. it really hit. I just haven't seen anything.
3: Kirk was banging alien babes long before Star Lord. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so it's the truth. It's just the truth. So I mean, you know, it's like Kirk did it first. Should be like their mantra,
5: right? But it has to be like in a in a practical setting, like something that you would expect from that kind of a film. Where in the first movie, it, it did come off as be as feeling very much like their juvenile years. You know because they they were just getting out of Starfleet and stuff and finding their way. Mm-hmm. We never got to see them at that young of an age, but they're growing up and it's time to let them go ahead and be grown up and then be fill the suits that we are accustomed to. I don't want it to be silly and, and humorous. Guardians, because it's kind of its own thing, people didn't really have a cinematic universe to go off of from it, and only comic readers yeah, would but have it. Yeah, if
3: you're the studio and you look at the first Star Trek movie that did gangbusters in the theater, right. look at the formula that made it successful. I mean, are you going to totally just retool the third movie just because, no, they're not pandering towards the Star Trek fans, and that was clear in the first movie. Agreed. J.J. Abrams made a Star Wars movie in the Star Trek universe, and that's why the movie blew up. But now, unfortunately for uh, the the studio, Star Wars is in theaters. Right. Star Wars, we're going to see another Star Wars movie in mm-hmm. December.
4: Yeah, and then every fucking December after. Yeah,
3: so like, what can they do different to stand above the rest? Well, I I, I think this is it. This is make-it-or-break-it time. Yes, right? I agree. They <laughs> had their two movies. First movie was great. Second movie was... I, it still did well financially, mm-hmm. but it was just uh, viewed as... like a uh, Critics hated it. Yeah.
4: I think a lot of fans did, too.
3: Yeah. I was just getting to the fans. Yeah, yeah. It was voted by fans the worst Star Trek movie ever
1: Ooh, yeah. in a
3: poll. So, yes, fans hated it, too. <laughs> and so I, that's the thing. It's like they've already set a precedent with these movies... I don't know how you can drastically make yourself. St- how do you st- how do you stand apart now from Guardians and and, and from Star Wars after you've made bo- two of these movies that were so similar?
4: Yeah, hopefully, what they'll try to do with Justin Lin at the helm is have some really spectacular action set pieces. Yeah, that could be what really makes it stand out. You know, really yeah. like ten fifteen minute long. Big time action set pieces, right? I it mean, seems they, like
1: from
5: the trailer that's the direction that they're headed.
4: It's hard to tell though, with it being so clippy and everything. That's like true. if it's just like a thirty second thing, or if we're really going to get like a a great fifteen minute action set piece.
3: I loved my favorite part of the second movie. Probably the only part that I liked was when him and Khan are jumping out they're, when they're flying into that one kind of like doing like a space dive mm-hmm. that, Oh right, yeah. into that one like spaceship mm-hmm. and they got to go through like it's almost like the side, like really small like needle sized hole they got to go through or whatever right.
4: yeah that part was cool
3: that was I, my favorite part I think the first one
4: looked so cool too like the locations look so spectacular and different and I think from what I've seen in the trailer for the third one and from the second movie all the locations look really drab mm. like I was I thought the locations were very colorful and exciting in the first movie
3: like and, and you don't need colorful locations though to make a successful movie. I'm like I, I'm, I'm not saying for Star Trek you don't have to. I yeah. mean, look at Star Wars. I mean, we're back up. Pretty, Jakku was pretty much Tatooine. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, you know, we got Star Killer Base, which was pretty much Hoth. You know, and then. We got Takadana, which is pretty much like, oh, we're back on Endor. Yeah. Some of that,
5: too, in the first movie was the contrast between, like, the Apple Store pristine look of the bridge of the Enterprise and also the dark, dank, like, cavernish look of that one ship from the first film. Yeah, and the planet they were
4: on was very unique looking in the first movie and everything. I don't know.
5: When Vulcan was blowing up?
4: Yeah, it was where they were like hanging on the edge, getting ready to fall into that. I, I'm, yeah.
3: I'm just saying, like a good story is going to make a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought the The Force Awakens had a great story, and it, I mean, basically everywhere they went looked like a location that we'd already seen before in another Star Wars. movie. Agreed,
4: there were no spectacular locations or yeah. imagery. And I mean, in the, the only thing Awakens. that was different was
3: maybe octu at the end, where we're looking at the island where Luke's at, and mm-hmm. like everything else is like something we've already seen.
4: Yeah, very indoor, very tattooy. Yeah, I agree with that. And
3: like even like p- even the base that. Uh, the uh, First Order but um, the Resistance was on even looked like Yavin 4
4: yeah I just with Star Trek I think like such a theme is exploration that let's let's show the audience something worth exploring you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we'll see
3: maybe we haven't seen everything we've only seen a couple trailers hopefully I I
4: want to like this movie I don't wish this movie to be shitty
3: oh I hope it's great too I love the first one yeah Uh, and let's talk about, last one I want to talk about, last trailer, Sausage Party. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, Did you watch this, Frank? Yeah. Uh, I actually saw this, they actually showed this in the theater yesterday as well. Oh, wow. (laughs) But, uh, let's talk about Sausage Party. Um, that trailer. Uh, Frank, go ahead and Tupperware. Oh
5: my god, yes, that was great. That was, that was hilarious. Fucking food cussing all over the place right at my Yeah, basically it's
3: like, it's like (laughs) Toy Story meets food meets Dick and fart adult humor. Hell
5: yeah. yes, <laughs> and
3: it it's yeah it's all like a uh, CG animation. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. yeah, it's like what you'd see out of uh, fucking DreamWorks or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to have Seth Rogen voicing a wiener that's trying to get into a bun and then cussing all over the place that that was great. Plot I don't give a fuck. It was funny.
4: <laughs> I thought the plot was very inventive. I- I'm gonna go ahead and Tupperware of this too. I thought the plot was very clever. Like the food, it's like a pet store where the puppy's pushing up against the glass mm-hmm. wanting to get picked up by the, you know, the new person taking them home and everything. And yeah. they assume that that's what they want being in the grocery store. They don't want to be stuck around there. They want to move on and be picked and selected to go to a home and mm-hmm. then to have the dark turn to find out what happens to food when they leave the grocery store.
3: Oh man, when, they, when they first show the potato <laughs> yeah. and the potato is just like cheering like, yeah, I'm the first one chosen. And it's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. He's like Jesus Christ! <laughs> this fucking
1: hurts. You're peeling off my fucking skin. Yeah,
4: I thought I mean, the plot and the conceit of this movie. I think is the biggest reason I'm Tupperware in this trailer. Yeah. Right? I think the plot is genius. Oh yeah, like I can't believe it hasn't been thought of before. Well, I'm it's glad so it's. I'm
3: glad it's going to be rated R too because if yeah. like yeah. kids are seeing this movie. Little kids are not going to want to eat anymore. Right. Yeah. Kids are going to be starving themselves to try to You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
4: And what a fucking pedigree of a cast this movie has, Yeah, too. Paul
3: Rudd, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Salma Hayek, Edward Norton, Jonah Hill, Michael Sierra, Bill Hader... Uh, Danny McBride, uh, Nick Kroll, uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah. It's insane.
4: Unbelievable. So yeah, I'm super excited for this movie this summer, but I didn't see a date. Do you have the info on that?
3: Uh, let's see if I can find the date. It comes out August 12th. Okay. So it is a summer release. Summer is being stretched a little bit more yeah. into August now.
1: Yeah. Guardians so,
3: kind of started that trend I sure, like a couple absolutely. Of years ago. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, I Tupperware it as well. Looks, looks fantastic.
4: It does look fantastic.
3: Did you watch Nice Guys? Yes. Did you want to have a review? You want to review it? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, we watched The Nice Guys. Uh, it's, uh, set against the backdrop of 1977 Los Angeles. The Nice Guys open, opens when a uh, single father and licensed PI Holland March, uh, is hired to investigate the apparent suicide of famous porn star Misty Mountains as the trail leads him to track down a girl named Amelia he encounters less licensed and less hands-off private eye Jackson Healy and his brass knuckles, uh, and his brass knuckles both hired by the young hippie. However, the situation takes a turn, when, for the worse, when Amelia vanishes, and it becomes apparent that March wasn't the only party interested. As both men are forced to team up, they'll have to take on a world filled with eccentric goons, strippers dressed as mermaids, and even a possible government conspiracy. It's directed by Shane Black. Your favorite. Who directed Iron Man 3. I don't mind Shane Black when he's doing movies like this, Jake. Yeah. I, I never you. have, but when he does Iron Man 3, I toss the fuck out of it. Uh, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, it stars Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, uh, Angor, A- Rice plays Holly March, uh, Matt Bomer played John Boy, and then Margaret Qualley, uh, from, uh, The Leftovers. We yeah, have
4: daughter from The Leftovers, so uh, I was surprised to see her pop she up. She
3: plays Amelia. Um, What did you think about The Nice Guys?
4: What did I think about The Nice Guys? I thought The Nice Guys was a pretty good movie. It wasn't quite a Tupperware for <laughs> me. But I by no means hated it. I mm. thought... Um, Ryan Gosling and, um, Russell Crowe had really fantastic chemistry together. And I thought Ryan Gosling was hilarious in quite a few scenes of this. He really had me cracking up with the high pitched voices he was doing and everything. It was really funny. I thought the story was a little bit convoluted and I don't know. I just kind of didn't really even care by the end. It just, there was a little bit too much going on, mm-hmm. I think. And they needed to keep it a little bit, keep it simple, stupid kind of. Mm-hmm. And we would have had a little bit more fun with this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I mean, it was, I'm glad I went and saw it. I was also really impressed by the uh, recreation of the 70s that they achieved in this movie. There's one scene where they go to a car show, and we see actual footage from the car show. Mm-hmm. And then the movie kind of shows off how well they did by transferring from the video to like actually seeing the car yeah. show and HD in the location. And I, I, I was impressed. I said, wow, they really did a good job recreating this 1977 mm-hmm. car show. It feels like mm-hmm. I'm there. What would you think?
3: Um, the movie it did make me understand why Gandalf and the dwarves kept climbing up uh, Misty Mountains. <laughs> <It> totally <laughs> that makes that makes sense to me now. Um, that was uh the Ty Sh- not Ty Sheridan. Uh the little boy, that was the little boy at the beginning yeah. with Misty Mountains. Yeah. That little boy was the same little boy from Iron Man 3. Oh. Also okay. uh Ty Simpkins. Is his name? He was in uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, I thought it was the Jurassic yeah. World kid. Yep. Uh, anyway, I th- oh, man, this is so this is a hard one to rate. I'm gonna just give it a low taste it. Mm-hmm. I, it was, and it's almost a taste it. It was just one of those movies where I thought the last 45 minutes were awesome. I absolutely love the last 45 minutes. And there's some stuff leading up to it. I love the child actors in it. I thought they get Like, the little girl was great. Oh, the daughter was good. She was really good. It just... There was a lot of stretch where, like, I didn't really care for Ryan Gosling's character. Like, the parts where you thought he, maybe he was funny. Mm-hmm. I'd say he hit the mark about 50% of those times. Other times, I was just like, man, this... He's just... I don't know. I just really wasn't digging him. Yeah,
4: I really liked him. Even, yeah. Like, right from the beginning of the movie, when he takes, like, a couple minutes to adjust the napkin yeah. that he's going to punch the window with. Yeah. found that very funny.
3: Yeah. I'd seen that in a trailer. Oh, I had not. I had seen that already in a trailer, where he, like, cut himself and shit. So. I, c-
4: I could see that taken away from it. I kept... <sighs>
3: Also, like, halfway through the movie, I kept thinking to myself, like, when did Russell Crowe start metamorphosing into John Goodman? Yeah. You know? Wow, yeah. I was wondering if... I'm like, like, man, God, I remember him in Gladiator. He was really fit. I thought the
4: same thing. I was like, did Russell Crowe do method acting and let himself go for this movie? Or has
3: Russell Crowe let himself go? Has Russell Crowe just let himself go, and he's, like, turning into John Goodman?
4: Yeah. (laughs) I agree.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of John
4: Goodman in him now. I have, I have really laughed hard at the sequence where, you see, he falls asleep in the car, and that was kind of silly, but when they call back to it and he's looking for Russell Crowe's, uh, ankle gun, oh I yeah. found that to be really funny. Yeah. That was one of the biggest laughs
3: for me. Yeah. So. It's alright. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I didn't think it was that great, but <laughs> alright. I love the way the 70s looked. Yeah. Um. Great soundtrack. Yeah. I didn't really care for the villain, Matt Bomer. No. His John Boy was not my favorite. I agree. I think that they could have got like a more uh, veteran actor, more experienced actor. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking like, uh, but I, I kept thinking of like, not, not necessarily Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. but like an actor that, that could do the same job that he did as a villain in like Fargo
4: yeah shit i say get billy bob
3: thornton that's a good Then fucking get billy bob thornton you know that's good that's a good call yeah so i don't know it was okay i i it's one of those that i would definitely i don't i don't think that you have to see it in theaters oh completely agree just red box it yeah and i probably will never watch it again (laughs) see that's that's i kept thinking that too yeah even certain taste it's i'll watch it again yeah but, like, I don't think I could see myself watching this again.
4: Yeah, sometimes I taste it on a second viewing becomes the Tupperware. Yeah, that's true. Like you're, I don't know. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, eh, if this was five bucks on Blu-ray, I'd pick it up, though.
3: Yeah, but it's still, for me, it'd still be sitting in the plastic. Uh, I'd yeah. just be like, oh, I got a great deal. <laughs> I got a great deal on a movie that I'll never fucking watch again. Because, <laughs> like, even if somebody comes over... I'll be like, hey, have you seen this other movie that I'm more excited to show them that I know they're going to love?
4: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, this isn't a movie that I would be taunting to my friends either. Right. So, so yeah. Eh. Wasn't terrible. Yeah.
3: Wasn't fantastic. All right, Frank, talk to us about a video game or something. <laughs> That's all I do. Yeah, I know. Uh, played a shitload of doom. I, You know what? I rented it too. Did you play it? Uh yeah, I uh I had the game. I forgot to take it back to Redbox. I had it for 3 fucking days. Oh shit. I had the thing for 3 fucking days. How much I, okay, I want you to take a guess how long I played this game. 15 minutes? An hour. Less than 15 minutes? More. Half hour? Mm, about 25 minutes.
5: Well, was it because you were just in a hurry to get it back or you just did I it had for three days. it for
3: three days. No, I was I I met, in a
5: hurry. I meant like when you finally popped it in, was it right before you took it back? No, it was on right? the
3: first day. Really? I was procrastinating. Did you not like it? No, I liked it. I thought it was really nice. It's a video game. I it was game, fun. It's a, a video game. That's all the more Brian puts into it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's like, I, I don't know. There's, like, there's just like I'm, a time where I have realized that there's just a time where... I when I'm playing a video game, even if it's a fun video game, mm-hmm. I feel like I could be doing something else. A lot of I people feel are like I feel like I am like accomplishing that. nothing. Yeah. I'm looking at a screen, I am shooting things that don't exist. <laughs> I I don't feel like I'm like when I was a kid, I had an imagination and yeah. I felt like I was a part of this world. <laughs> now I just feel like I there's something else I could be doing. Like yeah. I could be, I could either be watching something or I could be out doing something.
4: Yeah, reading a comic. Reading
3: a comic, something. Fuck, anything. (laughs) But instead it's like, yeah, I'm just shooting demons (laughs) that keep regenerating. Yeah, it's never gonna stop. It's never gonna stop. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. I get these games. You, I, I get it. This is no, what they do. I've played
5: a lot of video games, and no,
1: ugh. no, you don't say. <laughs>
5: and Shocking. like lately, especially with this new generation of consoles, it's it, it's like even with things like Destiny and other games like that, and uh, Quantum Break, where they try to make you feel like you have these god powers, you still feel like you're nerfed. Whereas in Doom. Fucking running around to a heavy metal soundtrack, ripping arms off of motherfuckers, beating them to death with it. It's been a long time since I felt so badass playing a video game.
4: You played a lot of fucking Destiny, though, to be giving it shit right now.
5: Well, Destiny right now is kind of like the chick who went from being a prude to a whore. Yeah. Like it was a hard time to get anything out of it before, and then they put an update out in April where she fucking gave up everything to you all the time. You get bored with that when it's so easy. I would bet
4: a hundred dollars that in a year, Destiny will still have more playtime logged under its belt than fucking Doom. Well,
3: though, more than likely because th- that's kind of the thing. Is like Doom is shallow in comparison. Jake's got to turn everything into a gambling situation. I do. I do. I bet everything. Everything. I it, doesn't understand. he doesn't he do that a lot. I guess I don't know. I,
4: I do. You yeah. do. Yeah, I like the Oh, yeah, now
3: games he games. agrees with you. Fuck,
5: I don't know,
4: man. Was, I think Dunk it was an idea already with got the
3: got
5: question a good buzz mark there. there. Uh, well, I mean, with Destiny, there's other things to be considered, too. I mean, like in the fall, they'll put out another DLC content that you don't have to pay for. Why do you
3: have to get him talking about fucking Destiny again? Yeah. He said he didn't like it, and he's gonna talk about it more.
5: Right. I'm, I'm, I've, I haven't played it in like two weeks at this point. Two weeks? Yeah, that's oh, a long time oh, for me. Oh, oh, oh.
4: Wow. But anyway, I mean, like, Doom. Bride's quitting smoking, for, like stopping <laughs> Destiny. <Yeah. laughs>
5: Hell's frozen. The Cubs are good, Hell's frozen yeah. over. Right. You guys
4: are really fighting your demons.
5: <laughs> Cats
4: and dogs <laughs> living <literally Yeah>.
1: together. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, like, Destiny. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I, just, Destiny. I just made all the other, like, uh, the original Ghostbusters fans cry a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: Doom calls back to an era where how smooth and fast the game was meant a lot more than like how expansive it is. Mm. Where I mean, it, yeah, the the campaign and the multiplayer are almost like two different sides of a coin. They run on the same engine, but the campaign is a little on the stale side. You go and kill demons and you just clear a room and to move on to another room. But that's like the original Doom was. The the multiplayer is isn't like anything that what you can play right now anywhere else. It's incredibly fast. You don't have to worry about reloading anything. It's all about whatever power pickups you can pick up and just speed. Like if you can get an edge on somebody as far as an angle because the maps feel really randomly generated, mm-hmm. which is kind of a good thing because anymore people put so much effort in to make something look realistic, it's realistic as fuck, but it's not fun. And this is just fun. I mean, it was fun to grab a hold of and kill the shit out of things. And then you got this uh, glory kill button when somebody's flashing yellow. Depending on your angle, you do a different, like, execution move. Yeah. Like, I've dropped onto people from above before doing that shit, and I use both feet to stomp their chest cavity and cave it in and then rip their head off. Uh, I've become a demon and shot rockets at people. It, it's fun. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's worth spending 60 bucks on. Because, I mean, you can only play the same thing with the same parameters so many times before it starts to get a little old. I, I plunked down the money for it, and I'll play the shit out of it and get my 60 bucks worth. But for most people, I, I would say wait until it hits either like a bargain bin or do yourself a favor and rent it first. Play it for 15 minutes like Brian did.
3: 25. <laughs> no, it was, I mean it was – a yeah, 25 minutes, and it was a fun 25 minutes. Right. I got to a point in the game. Where there was a lot of enemies that were sneaking up on me and trying to kill me. And I was just like, wow, this is just too much.
4: Yeah, you didn't have any incentive to want to try to get better at yeah, it. Yeah,
3: I was just like, wow, this, this is really fun. Like, I enjoyed it, like, starting off, like, taking my shotgun, mm-hmm. and, like, blasting demons in the chest and shit. I was like, oh, this is really <laughs> fun. I might really see myself enjoying this. And I'll tell you, they are great 25 minutes. Yeah. It was. But after a while, it's just like, wow, this is just too much.
5: That's why they run out of legs anymore, a lot of these first-person shooters that come out anymore, because they're not focusing on story at all. They're focusing entirely on yeah, like, video balance. Games just, they and, aren't,
3: video games aren't made for me, Frank, anymore.
5: I get you. I know that. I It's get not
3: made for me anymore.
5: Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm going to taste it, because while, while it's a blast, it's it's kind of like the shock value. You first start playing it, you feel fucking pumped. And then after like three hours of it, you're like, uh, okay, I just got killed for like the millionth time.
3: Or twenty five minutes. Puppy. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so I mean, I, I I taste it. It just doesn't have like really long legs for a shooter. It's a lot of fun in short bursts, though. So I mean, it kind of depends on what you're after. Yeah, I think
4: Jay kind of liked it more than you seem to. He tempered really? it. Yeah.
5: Nice. It's fun. There's just there's I mean on the gaming side there's just so much shit coming out. I don't have much of an attention span.
4: Yeah, so. I'm not playing shit till Final Fantasy 15 comes out.
5: That's yeah, what. I got it pre-ordered. I don't know. I'll buy it.
4: Yeah, you sound so excited!
5: <laughs> that that, that, that uh, platinum trailer that they put out—that's a free download. It should still be available. It uh, didn't didn't do much for me. I mean, it's more action oriented than a Final Fantasy should be, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, I love that. I tupperware that platinum demo.
5: You love Kingdom Hearts too. It, it harkens back to like the battle system from that. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just not what I would expect from a Final Fantasy.
4: Yeah, I like that better than the Kotar battle system we got in the last two Final Fantasy games.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the, uh, like, paradigm active battle system. That that, kind of fell by the wayside. I hope they don't ever go back to that. So try new things. I can hear you dying over there, Brian. (laughs)
3: Yeah. um Hi God! It's like one of those things. Like uh, the last game that I played like religiously was uh, Halo Three for the Xbox 360, and I dropped off of systems. I don't even know why I bought a PS4. I, like, it's a hard, great
4: streaming device.
3: That's I love yeah. it to watch Netflix and Crunchyroll. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, let me throw this out there: download. Um, uh, if you have Crackle now yeah. on there, you can watch all of Robotech on Crackle. Oh, wow. oh nice! Uh, they just added Robotech. And then also something called Pluto TV. Yeah, what's that? It is just like basically like internet TV, and they've got different channels. And one of the channels is uh, an Onion News Network channel. Oh, that's kind of cool. Where they show a lot of like old Onion News net, like you know, clips and stuff like that. And it's and they're all just like spliced in together. It's hilarious. <laughs> and then there's a Mystery Science Theater 3000 channel. Ooh, and all they play is the old Joel episodes. 24 hours. This is all on PlayStation. You, on On your PlayStation, just download. It's called Pluto. You could probably download it, maybe even on your phone Tend or something. To but it's called Pluto TV, and they've got a Mystery Science Theater 3000 channel that has all the. They just stream the Joel episodes all day. Nice, Joel Hodgson, the original creator. Before Mike Nelson came in and did MST3K, he was doing it. And so all the Joel episodes, which I haven't seen the Joel episodes in years. Now, is it streaming or can you start them at the beginning whenever you want? It's streaming.
4: Okay, okay.
3: You can't start it. You can't pause it. It's streaming. Uh, Okay. Um but yeah definitely check that out it's pretty fucking cool for like a couple channels you know yeah and they've got like movie channels and shit like that too like all free too they were showing like vanilla sky that tom cruise movie Uh, that i hate i did not like that movie either Um, but yeah i mean it's all free yeah uh i want to talk really quick about neighbors 2 oh how was that uh it was just as good as the first one um, I thought the first one was a taste it mm-hmm. and this one was just as good. There are parts in this that are actually funnier than the first one. Okay. Um, I thought the realtors they had, there's two realtors in the movie were absolutely just hilarious. Like both these realtors are competing against each other and it's, it's Billy Eichner who does, who works for Funnier or die.
1: Okay. And then
3: this other comedian lady and they're like, kind of like arguing back and forth and you got Seth Rogen there and all this stuff. And like, the argument starts to fall apart and shit, and so Billy, Billy Eichner just like looks at them, and he's like, yeah, we, yeah, we fucked once. <laughs> talking about the other, <laughs> talking about the other realtor. And I'm just like, oh my god, I just, like, that's awkward but hilarious. Um, there are some funny moments in the movie, and, uh, I loved, like, how they showed, like, the sorority, like, they showed how that sorority started Mm -hmm. and it starts off that um, kind of a twist that uh, Zach Efron's character is going to help them start their sorority. Like, he feels like this could be a calling for him. Oh, wow. Like, so he's connected to the sorority. Yeah, That's, yeah. That is a twist from what the trailer makes it seem. Well, yeah. Yeah. You'll have to watch the movie for everything to make sense. But, like, the way it started off, it was just like, wow, okay, this is very, very interesting. So I like this. Um, I liked it, man. I actually – I wouldn't say I liked it more than the first one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I liked it less. It's, like – on par with the original and you can't ask for more when it comes to that in a comedy, in my opinion.
4: Wait for Redbox?
3: Yeah, this is definitely something that you'd want to, like Redbox or just like wait for it to come out on HBO. Mm. And then, uh, I think like it'd be a nice thing to just watch when you're bored. Yeah, I plan on watching it. So, to taste of it. Um, Seth Rogen's hilarious in it. Um, Frank, you'll be there'll be some shit in it that you're going to love. I think, I think, Guys that are fathers are going to get a lot more out of this than I would because ah. there's a lot of jokes about being a dad and raising <laughs> okay. a daughter.
5: Oh, gotcha! And
3: like, there's one point where like the the kid, the realtor's in there showing the house to another couple, and Seth Rogen's kid, this like little girl, walks in and she's like holding mommy's pink dildo, uh, pink vibrator, <laughs> and the pink vibrator is going off. <laughs> and 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 they're like they're like they're like oh the realtor's like oh that, that's great she got into your got into your uh got into your uh drawers and pulled that out the dildo and she's playing with the dildo and she's like that's not a dildo she's like that's a that's a that's a toy that's it's from a japanese manga or something it, it's really funny man it's really funny so you'll, you'll appreciate it being a father and there's like, there's like, there's a scene where Seth Rogen's like holding his baby, and it's a baby girl, and like his buddy's holding this baby boy, and his buddy, they put him together, and he's like, "Yeah, one of these days, you two are gonna
5: fuck." <laughs> 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 and it's just like, I kill a motherfucker! Who <laughs> said that? Yeah.
1: Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, though. Oh shit! Yeah. So I don't know. Whatever. You'd, you'll laugh at it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, gotcha. Gotcha. Have you seen the first one, Frank?
5: No. I I, I hadn't got I had a chance to look at that yet. I watched a shitload of uh Doctor Who this week though. Oh, did you? I got through the seventh season. Oh, nice. And I watched uh Day of the Doctor. Yeah. So the next one is Time of the Doctor, which is Matt Smith's last
3: episode. Yeah.
5: So I'm curious to see how that goes. But yeah. I uh on uh Angels Take Manhattan, the last mm-hmm. episode with the Ponds, I teared up. Yeah. I admit I teared up. That's good stuff. Yeah. Good writing. Great. It seems like the writing through the Matt Smith years isn't quite as deep as what it was uh, in the uh, Tenet years. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was a lot more timey-wimey convolution
3: with it. Stephen Moffat just wasn't, and he didn't do every episode, but, like, his best stuff was with Tenet. Yeah. Stephen Moffat's best stuff was not with Matt Smith, in my opinion. I mean, right. there, were good, right. there were some good episodes yeah. in there.
5: It was more topical, though. Right. It was more fluff. I mean, and and whereas when the the regeneration first took place, and we got Matt Smith, I was kind of like, eh, yeah. I miss Tennant. I, I like Matt Smith's run; it's more goofy than what it is with Tennant. But I, I like that we got to see the contrast of that on the day of the Doctor, where you had Tennant and Smith both in the same room at the same time. That was right. cool.
4: Jake, what do you got for us? Uh, I read some comics this week, actually. I um. Checked out Civil War II, the new event series from Marvel, or Mm -hmm. Civil War II number zero from Marvel. Um, Brian Michael Bendis wrote this. Oliver Copiel did the interiors. Um, Yeah, I am – right off the bat, the art is fantastic in this book, Mm -hmm. but I am going to toss this issue. It's a zero issue. Yeah, I – I just can't believe what Marvel wants their fucking fans and readers to do. They want 4.99 for this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's 22 pages. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I read it in less than 5 minutes for 4.99. 4.99 it gives you less than 5 minutes of time. Wow. Um there's really no like we know the main conflict in Civil War 2 is going to be between between uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Zero Iron Man in this. Captain Marvel's in it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, the three main characters are War Machine, Captain Marvel, and She-Hulk. None of their stories are interconnected. It's like basically like five or six pages for each. And this did not get me excited for this event in the fucking least. Wow. Like, it was really fucking disappointing. It's one of the worst comics I've ever is,
3: read. Is, Miss, is, uh, <laughs> Cap, is Captain Marvel still, is she, is she still hanging out with, like, is she still on that space station with Alpha Flight?
4: Um, it seems like she is with the Ultimates right now. And their mission is to stop. So she's not hanging out with Puck no, not in this comic. She briefly brings up Alpha Flight and like okay. what their mission was. Which, okay. Which I haven't, hadn't read any See, of that. See, I've been
3: reading the new Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, it's by, uh, Michelle, uh, Tara Butters and Michelle Fizikas who were, um, the, the they were, producers for the Reaper TV show. Okay. And so I really like them. And so I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll read their run of Captain Marvel. And like, that's basically what it's been. It's been her out in space ha- hanging out with the uh, members of alpha flight and uh, dealing with some shit out there. So that sounds cool. So alpha flight's not Canadian anymore. It's they're Yeah. They're like, they're, they're not, they're out in space in the space station. Oh, that sounds yeah. kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um,
4: the president is in this talking to war machine And grooming War Machine to be the next president is one of the big things going on in this. That's kind of stupid. And he was saying that, you know, eventually he's saying we're going to have our first superhero president, that that's something that's going to happen, and that he would rather it be someone he grooms to be that person Mm. than, like, Tony Stark just comes and buys the presidency so I thought that was kind of weird. I didn't know if that was foreshadowing to what's going to happen in Civil War II because we still don't know the crux of Civil War Two. Mm-hmm. Like, why is there Team Iron Man and why is there Team Captain Marvel? Right. We really don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm. There's some stuff with the uh, Terrigen Mist show up at a uh, Ohio campus and trap two people into cocoons. And then one comes out looking like kind of like this demon creature. And then the other one comes out looking normal but then when they see the demon creature they totally like destroy the whole fucking campus and it looks like a bunch of the city of ohio Hmm. and i don't really know what that lead up is to let me see if i can find this page for you so you can see this it's really fucking weird you're great here's this demon coming out of the terrigen mist yeah and then all of a sudden he doesn't know what happened and the whole fucking city just gets fucking destroyed so that continued. That was very odd. <laughs> I just, I can't believe, like, at $3.99, I would have been pissed at this book.
3: Yeah, but $4.99 is $4.99 ridiculous. $4.99 is
4: ridiculous. How they could charge $4.99? Well, they know you're
3: going to pay for it because it's the big event, you know?
4: Oh, it's such a fucking ripoff. Like, I assume that all the issues are going to be $4.99. But I would hope they're not going to be just 22 page, five minute reads, all of them. I usually expect Bendis books to be a little bit more wordy than this too and have Mm. a little bit more meat to them. But there's really like the dialogue. It's a really fucking fast read for a Bendis book.
3: Yeah. So, ugh. This was garbage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I picked it up. It's not, I'll get it in my next shipment. <laughs> so, I'll have fun reading it, I guess. Yeah, it'll
4: be a great time. I also read the first two issues of the new Black Panther series.
3: Oh, I have the first issue. I haven't read it yet though.
4: Um, it is written by, it's the first time this gentleman's ever written a comic book. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Tanishi Cotes, mm. And drawn by Brian Stelfries, who I, I do recognize. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was pretty good. I'm not going to Tupperware it, but I'm going to give it a taste it. I was definitely intrigued. I read the first issue and then immediately read the second issue. And it was a lot of fun. You know, catapulting off the success of Black Panther from the Civil War movie. Um, It's a lot of drama dealing with him and what do they call his group of women bodyguards? Dora
3: Milaje, or something. Dora Milage, that's yeah. correct.
4: There's a lot of drama between those two. One of the people in the Dora Milage has kind of turned against Black Panther hmm. and he imprisons her and then these people that are like refugees from Wakanda like free her. And are like teamed up with her to kind of go against Black Panther. It seems like Wakanda is really split right now, and everyone's really pissed off at Black Panther because they've had all these like floods. They had Doctor Doob kicking their ass. Yeah, um, Shuri, who was the female Black Panther, has been. She's not
3: dead, but she's like between
4: life and death.
3: Do you think that's who we saw in the Civil War movie? Uh, I don't know. Yeah,
4: I-, I, wonder- I was wondering that. I was wondering that too. Yeah. And, uh, but this was really good. For this, for this being this guy's first comic book, I'm very impressed. Oh wow, okay. So, I will, I'm gonna keep reading this one. I'm gonna give it a taste. It, the, the villain was kinda blessed so far, but it's two issues. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these That's com-
3: a, I'm, I'm getting that. Like the Daredevil, like the, like the new Daredevil with Charles Soule, the villain was kinda crappy. Yeah. And now with, um i'm reading black widow okay and black widow the first issue it's it's uh and it's mark wade writing and chris samney the daredevil uh, team yeah yeah so now they're writing black widow and so it's like okay i gotta check this out first issue was a silent issue mm. those can either be awesome or just kind of like eh. for me it was just meh because it was just like her escaping mm-hmm. shield and i was just like okay whatever it was all right second issue said- when Sorry? you say a silent episode, silent, or a silent issue. issue,
5: is there no dialogue in it whatsoever? It's just images?
3: No, I lost my hearing. Like I started to read the book and I lost it the book Because when you're reading that's that has it such physically an made me like as soon as there's certain colors and there's certain panels, like if you read, it's achromatic. if you look at them, it can cause you physically to like lose your hearing. So that's what I mean by a silent issue. Jake knows what I'm talking about. Every once in a while you'll pick up a book and it's different for everybody. Jake could read it and have no problem. Yeah. But I picked it up and I all of a sudden I can't hear shit.
4: It's why I read mostly Marvel, because it seemed like some of the DC mm-hmm. books were doing that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's it was, like I'd want to go see a movie, but I just read this fucking flash issue yeah. and I couldn't fucking hear anything anymore.
1: Yeah.
3: Like like if this was like a silent episode, like you would not say shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, yeah. like it would just be me and Jake, and like you would be off in the corner, like you know, not saying anything, like no. just
5: rocking slowly and laughing to myself.
3: Honestly, no, honestly, you're right. It's like a silent issue. Is just like there's no, there's nobody saying anything. That's kind of a cool concept. It can't like Batman did it a couple years ago with the death of Damian Wayne, and G.I. Joe famously did it, yeah, um, with Snake Eyes, yeah. And, and 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 so there's been some great issues, but for me, like this was just like. I love Mark Wade. It's just like I it was a it was a weird way to start off the first issue.
4: I agree. You would think that'd be something you'd do like on an issue four or an issue right, five. Exactly. Like establish your character. Yeah. And then especially when with the number one, you're gonna get so many new readers and like they're not getting any exposition whatsoever to the yeah, yeah. character.
3: So in the second issue, it was really cool though. Uh they're at a uh like a secret uh it's a secret shield uh cemetery. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody knows where this is at. And, like, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, like, when they die, they don't have their names on the on the, the markers. It's just their... It's just, like, numbers. And so you've got Maria Hill talking to, like, another, you know, head S.H.I.E.L.D. guy. And they're having this conversation. Um, the entire time they're talking about, you know, they're talking about uh, Black Widow and, like, kind of, like, how they need to get her into captivity and what a detriment she can be and... But you know he's talking about how she's so skilled the entire time they're having this talk about Black Widow. There are people that have found there are like um, uh, hitmen, assassins who have found this location, okay. and they're trying to take out the two. They're trying to take out Maria Hill and this other agent. Oh wow! And Black Widow's there, kicking their asses. It's it's like raining and everything, so they can't hear everything. And she's stealthful. And like there's one point where she's like literally like right behind them and she stabs one guy in the stomach and he's bleeding out dying. And if they turn around, all they'll see is like her holding this guy up like weekend at Bernie style. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like, it looks like he's mourning with his like, you know, like with his shoulders slunched. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Slunched but he's dying. He's like, she's like carrying this dying Assassin away from, like, the gravestone.
4: Oh, that sounds like a cool issue. It,
3: it was really cool until you get to, like, who the threat is, and it's, like, this guy who looks like, he's got, like, a Bane jacket on, like, a Bane coat on, from, yeah. like, from, uh, Dark Knight Rising. Was that what the last movie was Rises. Called? Dark Knight Rises. And he's got, like, I don't know, like a black mask on, and he calls himself the, calls himself the Weeping Lion. Mm. He's kind of a lame villain so far, but other than that, the issue was great, so. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I love Chris Somney.
3: Well, it's great just to see this team back together again, even if it's not Daredevil, they're doing something. Yeah. They're doing Black Widow. So I high taste I actually I low taste the first book and then I I high taste the second one.
4: Hopefully that book can get some issues under its belt. It's they've tried Black Widow like quite a few times in the last ten years. This
3: could be like I mean, this could be like the new Hawkeye. Or even like the new Daredevil, really, you know?
4: Yeah, it'd be nice to see him get 20 issues under the belt, sure. like actually make a mark on the character. Yeah,
3: be- before they reboot. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um. Did you have anything else? Uh just a, a real small thing. Okay. You want me to go? Or yeah, you... go for it. Um, I just have a retro. Good pop, bad pop. I watched uh, Speed for the first time in over a decade the other wow. night, and uh, I yeah, I can't remember. It's probably it was probably VHS. Was the last time I probably watched this fucking <laughs> wow. movie. And, uh, wow, I was just blown away by how well it's whole hell hold up, you know? It was crazy. It's a, a Tupperware still to this day. Um, it was wild to see things like payphones take part in like an action plot mm-hmm. and seat and everything. You're like, holy shit. And I mean, just, uh, roller coaster of a movie. Like, the two hours just flies fucking by when you watch this movie. And I'd kind of... It's been a long time since I watched any 90s action movie, and I forgot, like, how those movies always ended. Like, movies just don't end like this anymore, where... Most of these movies
3: you go see nowadays, like you have the, the movie big... ends with them laying down, kissing, yes, and, and then the camera pulls away, yes. right, yeah, exactly, I remember
4: like any other movie, like if that movie comes out today, there's like ten minutes of exposition after that scene, yeah, right, but it's yeah. it's like. He says the line to her again about how you don't want to start a relationship in an extreme circumstance because it always ends up bad. And she says, well, let's just make it about sex then.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) They
4: kiss, they pan out, and they roll fucking credits. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, what movie ends like this these days? This is fucking incredible. Pacific
3: Rim. Yeah. Pacific Rim. They just – they put their heads together, and then they were kind of like side, and that was the end of the movie, right? Yes. Pacific – okay.
4: That was was classic. Yeah.
3: Twister ended – like, similarly, too. Like, they were belted together
5: at the end, and then the Twister went away, and they were talking about, oh, we need to make plans for the, uh, yeah, the last.
4: Twisters is a 90s action. He's
3: movie. asking what yeah. movies today. Uh, yeah.
4: Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, they all, a lot of them I remember ended like this. Like, the yeah. Weapon ended like this, mm-hmm. where it's just you have one last scene, and you're literally like, they're still kissing, and they're rolling the fucking credits.
3: Right. Yeah. I was just like, holy yeah. shit. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah.
4: You do not see endings like that. Yeah. Uh, I thought this movie really made the most of its time. I, I texted Brian that I was watching this, and like, yeah. his first response is oh I miss Dennis Hopper yeah and I was like already like a half an hour in this just like oh man Dennis Hopper is so fucking
3: great. Right (laughs) before Dennis Hopper died I was actually watching um, Graham Norton and he had um, interviewed Dennis Hopper on his show And, like, you know, this is, like, literally, like, months before Dennis Hopper died. And I'm just like, oh, man, I love Dennis Hopper. He was a great interview.
4: Oh, yeah. I've seen interviews with him before, too. He was fantastic. Super funny and
3: charismatic. God, I miss him. He's such a great actor.
4: Oh, yeah. But I I highly recommend it. If you've... I mean, obviously, most people have seen Speed. But if, like me, you haven't seen it since VHS days, it is a great movie to fucking revisit. I mean, it really holds up still. Like, even in the Fast and Furious generation of these car movies, like... Wow. Yeah. Um, Sandra B. is so fucking awesome in this movie. So charismatic. Like, it had been a long time since I'd seen just spunky, funny, hilarious uh, fucking Sandy B. Yeah. Uh, when she hits the baby carriage and thinks that she just <laughs> ran over a yeah.
1: fucking yeah. baby.
3: Yeah. Like, it's a cans. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, man. It was so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a fantastic time revisiting Speed, though. Highly
3: recommend it. Do you want to go really retro? Yeah. I watched a movie this past week that I probably hadn't seen in about 15 years. Oh, what'd you see? One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh yeah, oh, wow. that's great. Haven't seen it in like 15 years. Honestly, like the only thing I remember from the movie is how much I loved it and then Chief like ripping like the water thing. That big water station out and throwing it through the window. I had forgot pretty much everything else.
4: That's the best when you revisit something you know you love. and I yes, can barely remember it. I can it. barely
3: remember it. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah, fucking Jack Nicholson, 1975. You got fucking old school Christopher, uh, Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Danny DeVito. My God, that movie's a Tupperware. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, Robert. Just on
4: TV or something.
3: Yeah, uh, it was, uh, it was on HBO. Oh. Uh, and I just happened to record it. But uh Robert Parrish, who was a center for the Boston Celtics for years, his nickname was Chief, and he actually got it from Chief from When Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
4: Oh, wow. So That's a unique nickname. Yeah.
3: Um, let's see here. I want to talk about... Um, yeah, Juicy Fruit was like... <laughs> <laughs> juicy Fruit, and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nothing could make the guy talk until Juicy Fruit. Juicy then, Fruit. Then, yeah, soon as like, soon as he got a piece of Juicy Fruit, fucking all the words started coming out. Back in the days, they had great product placements. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna, real quick, I want to talk about three, movies that I, three documentaries that I watched on Netflix. Oh, I'm going to rapid-fire these. First one is I hate Christian Leitner. These are all sports ones. Okay. First one is I hate Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner was a basketball player, college player, uh, a very divisive player. People either loved him or hated him. Everybody that loved Duke loved him. Everybody that hated Duke, which is mo- the rest of the country. Yes. Uh, he was really
5: aggressive, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Um, I I I Tupperware this. I did not know as much about Christian Leitner uh, before going into this. I remember he was a journeyman in the NBA, and I remember him playing for the Dream Team. But I never watched – I saw his shot, you know, like the shot that he's famous for. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't know anything about his career other than that because I never really cared. Um, He's an interesting guy. It's I Tupperware this. Um, The next one I want to talk about is The Prince of Pennsylvania. Um, Foxcatcher the movie came out a year ago Mm -hmm. two years ago whenever the fuck it came out I watched it I didn't like it I always thought to myself if I knew more about the story I might have Tupperware'd this movie Went back and watched this documentary. It's about John Dupont, the fucking crazy motherfucker that ends up killing the dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to give this a high taste it, and, and it might help me next time I watch the movie because I probably will watch. I was going to ask
4: my next question: Are you going to yeah. revisit Foxcatcher?
3: Yeah. Well, there's another documentary that I'm going to watch too. There's two of them on Netflix. Okay. There's one called The Prince of Pennsylvania, which is this one, and there's another one called like Team Foxcatcher or some bullshit. And that's an hour and a half. This was only like 50 minutes. Mm. I'm going to watch both of them. Then I'm going to go back and watch the Foxcatcher and see if I like it more i'll give this a high taste it though the final one i'm going to give it a tupperware the final one's called Sheik. uh it's about the iron sheik. oh, oh cool. nice and it's on netflix it is fantastic it, it it goes from like his time uh growing up in iran uh he was actually a bodyguard for like the shah which i guess is like like I, I iranian royalty there okay. he was one of their bodyguards it was also like a uh, an olympic gold wrestler um and uh, like the real deal the real deal and then he comes to the US to get away from Iran um comes here and then basically starts to wrestle um didn't really get his didn't really become popular until there was tension with the US and Iran mm-hmm. and then he capitalized on it and then he became the ultimate heel oh yeah um from there you know we all know how you know uh he beat uh, the champion at the time uh what was his name oh shit can't remember i cannot remember either. bob backland oh Bob. Backlund. so he beats bob backland um gets the title and then they kind of just groom him to be the villain that hogan will beat um this has great people in it uh jim ross is in it mm-hmm. uh jake the snake talks in it uh his wife his kids uh you learn about one of his he has three daughters. Uh one of his three daughters is murdered. Oh shit. And that's where he turns to drugs. It goes over his drug addiction and what it,
4: decade was she murdered in?
3: Uh I I'm guessing the nineties. Okay. Um but yeah, he goes into drug he goes in a downward spiral and goes gets into drugs. And then it be, then it talks about him being like a viral sensation mm-hmm. uh, and a Howard Stern celebrity, you know. So I Tupperware this. It's called Chic. It's about an hour and a half, and it is fantastic. Yeah, I'm interested Cruise. in that. Definitely watch it, man. Okay. I actually met him and talk. I would lo- I would have a lot more to say now. I saw him wrestle in person, him and Nikolai Volkov.
4: Yeah, me too. Me I too. saw
3: them together as a tag team, but I actually met him. About six years ago, and just kind of said hi, and you know, like he was, you know, I enjoyed watching him wrestle as a kid. Didn't have a lot to say to him. I think I have a lot more to say to him now, after watching this documentary. Seems like a really, really interesting person. So. Chic, huh? It's called chic, okay. Yeah, it's called The Sheik chic or Sheik. Chic. Okay.
5: I really love all the documentaries and behind the scenes stuff that you get from like the WWE because all yeah. the stuff that happens behind the fucking camera is way more interesting than the bullshit that they come up with to try to put in front of it. Yeah. Uh I, I back in the day I used to watch a lot of the Hart stuff and all the drama with that stuff and then I, I was actually watching the WrestleMania when his brother died and like a, a lot of the fucking, you know, like they're a family even though they don't seem like it. The the tight knit group of people yeah. that travel together.
4: He did not die at a WrestleMania, though. Uh, Owen. Yeah, not not a he died at a pay per view, but it was not a WrestleMania. Are you sure? What? Hundred percent.
5: I was watching whatever pay per view it was where he dropped from. He was supposed to come in from like the top of the. We
3: died as a show in episode one thirty
5: nine. Fuck that.
3: Man. Agreed. Yeah, yeah we
5: <laughs> Nobody talks. <It's> true.
4: <laughs> this show's dead. <laughs> but- no, no, yeah, he did not die at WrestleMania.
5: I just know I watched the pay per view that he did die on because it was—I mean, it was very obviously like not part of the script. They held everything let's not up. Gonna, let's
3: look of it up builders. later, guys. Yeah, gives yeah. a fuck. He's dead. Oh, um, shit. God rest his soul. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to pay my respects. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna send his family a one up box. Fuck. Oh, oh, anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> Never mind. No, I want to watch the new Jake the Snake documentary that just came out a few months ago, but it's not, like, I don't know where it's available other than maybe, like, iTunes or something.
4: Oh, yeah. Is it a WWE film or is it something independent? Yeah,
3: I couldn't tell. I assume
4: The Sheik was not a WWE film. I assume Mm -hmm. it was independently done.
3: Yeah, I didn't see WWE before because, you know, McMahon actually kicked him out of the WWE. Him and Hacksaw, it It talks about that. Him and Hacksaw Jim Duggan drinking and driving and then him getting caught with cocaine Mm -hmm. It talks about all that. I remember when that happened when I was a kid. Me too.
4: Did they talk to McMahon at all on the
3: doc? No. No. No Hogan. They got clips of him. No Hogan either, I'm assuming. Hogan's there. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Cool. They, they show, they, Hogan is at conventions and stuff like that, and that's where they get the interviews with him. Ah. They show him and Hogan together and, and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, there's also, they're gonna, uh, Hollywood is gonna be making an Andre the Giant movie. Oh, that's awesome. They've optioned for it. I don't know who they're gonna cast to play somebody that's seven foot five, <sighs> 500 pounds. Um, I, we've seen them do amazing stuff when, in, um, um, Harry Potter making look, uh, Hagrid look as big as he can, is as, mm-hmm. as he is. Yeah, right. That's true. I think, and we've seen the hobbits looking all small and shit. I think Hollywood can do it. Just be interesting to see who they cast. But I want to see, I want to see this movie. I want to see this movie about him as a young boy in France and then being discovered and then coming here and all the bullshit shenanigans he got in. While he was here, I want to see all these things of like you know Andre the Giant shaking somebody's hand and you literally see their hand like disappear. Yeah. Or you know like people just impressed by like the size of just, just this guy. He had a massive fucking head. Yeah. I I met Andre the Giant. I, I didn't. Like, I never met him, but I saw him. Yeah, I was like in Tan perfect. and shit, yeah. and it
4: was fucking imposing. I'll tell yeah. you that much.
3: I went to a boot shop though where after he had ordered some boots in. Oklahoma from this boot shop, and they were going to make them for him, and they they made them, and he ended up dying. So they had to, they just kept them on display, oh, and awesome. these boots were huge, fucking huge boots. They're like snakeskin boots or some shit. Remember
5: what size they were?
3: Oh God, I, I was. 14, 15 at the time. I just remember they were size fucking huge.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know Shaq like wears like size 23s. I'd just be interested to see where they stack. I don't up. imagine
4: he's got bigger feet. Bigger feet and, wi- and wider feet. Right, yeah, because yeah. he was
5: just a mountain of a
4: man. Well,
3: I, his disease with his disease is every part of him continued to grow mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if his dick was still growing but that that'd be an awesome that'd be an awesome disease to have holy yeah. shit wow. my dick just keeps getting bigger well, never mind Let's i'm not going go right to but
5: like yeah i'm sure there's plenty of women that would opt out of that that big
3: well there's plenty that would probably jump on it too <laughs> but i'm just saying like he had this disease where like every part of him would grow even his organs mm-hmm. so when basically they're saying like when your heart gets so big It's gonna push up against like your 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 ribs and shit. Mm -hmm. You're eventually gonna die, right? It'd be
4: a great movie. It'd be very charming, funny, and then very you know very sad. Mm
3: -hmm. He was dying when he did WrestleMania three.
4: Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah. I would go see that
3: too. Yeah. All right. Take a break. (laughs) We'll be back. We are back. We're back. And it's time for the Pop Culture Leftovers
2: News. Yeah, 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 read all about it. it's, it's not. It's <laughs> not. This I,
3: episode is gangster as suck.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, man. I'm taking my gold chain off then. Fuck this. <laughs> this episode fucking blows. <laughs> it sucks because like I'm used to like coming here and like drinking rum. And now it's like no drinking, no J, no J. But even 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 if I'm not drinking rum, I need my rum. Yeah, rum makes me go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just a belligerent asshole.
4: I don't know. It's the fourth leftover, as we always said. Yeah. Uh,
3: Transformers Five will be titled Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's not well not. Not as awesome as I guess it could have been. With, what was that email we got? It could have been The War of the Nights. The War of the Nights. The night. I'd Tupperware yeah. if they called it The
5: Last Movie. Mm. Oh. Eh. No.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't I th- even care about I'd, I'd Tupperware that anymore. if it was The Last Comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Frank, The Last Joke. <laughs>
4: Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what are you
3: doing? Is that what that? we're doing this episode? Just, like, fucking hurting this guy's feelings? Are we oh, just, dude, that's are fucking we, impossible. Are we just shutting this guy down? No, all episodes. Oh, no, is that what we're doing? No. Right, if I, d- arm d- I dare you to dry you dry say stuff. something, Frank.
5: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you.
3: Don't be like
4: that, Frank. Settle so, down.
3: Well, We've had one and a half bottles of wine. You ain't gonna hurt my feelings. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, Transformers Five last night. What do you, where do you they- take
4: from that title?
3: I mean, what, they were. Hey, they went into that whole night storyline mm-hmm. yeah. in the last movie. Which you made no explain sense. that, to right? Me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we can we can we can assume that just from that last movie that Optimus Prime is the last night.
4: I think that is correct. Yeah. Is he gonna
3: ride into battle on? Fucking? Are they gonna kill Optimus Prime for real in this one?
5: No, <laughs> no. I, don't know.
4: I
3: doubt never. It. That'll no. never happen. Not cinematically. Even if they do, I won't shed a tear. Nah. Yeah. It's Peter Cullen though for me. Yeah. It's it's Peter Cullen. The the I, didn't, so hard. I, I didn't cry in what was it? Was it the second one where he died? Yeah. He like died for a little bit and then came back and shit. Yeah,
5: but you knew he was
4: coming oh, back
3: Sure. There, yeah.
5: The bad thing is like we've got Transformers the movie to compare it to. I don't think they're ever gonna beat that for us. I'm not telling like like younger generations and shit that didn't grow up with that, but they're going to have a hard time beating that for us. Well, I think this transform okay ah,
3: okay, this this Transformers movie is still it reminds me of like the Singer X-Men movies where they didn't have the faith to just go with what the fans wanted. They like Marvel Studios is doing what fans want now.
1: Mm-hmm. Marvel
3: Studios is giving us what we want. We're seeing the characters the way we want to see them, for the most part. Not everybody's a fan, but for the most part, in box office talks, I mean, we're seeing what we want to see on the screen.
4: Yeah, they're we're, not afraid they're, to have to take them out of their costumes yeah, and do stuff like that. We're going to
3: give you a character named
4: Ant-Man. Yeah.
3: That's happening. Uh, here's a fucking talking raccoon. Yes. And a talking tree that <laughs> only says correct. the same three words. Yes. We're, we're not ashamed. This is Marvel's just pulling their dick out, as weird as their dick is. They're, they're, no, they're, they're holding their weird dick out there, and they're letting that dick dangle. People are sucking it. And people are sucking that weird, dangling dick. Yeah.
4: They're getting plenty of action.
3: They are getting a lot of action. And I think that, like, when you look back on, like, the the X-Men movies with the black leather fucking suits and shit, yeah, that's Wolverine. That's a guy, he's got claws. But on the flip side, it's like, okay, it's Hugh Jackman. He's six foot tall. That's not Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine's like, what, 5'4"? 5'3". Five three five four.
4: Singer kind of notoriously like hated like the comic like a little bit like and not hate hate.
3: No, I get it. Yeah. No, like we've heard quotes yeah. uh, about him not caring about the source material. Yeah, that's changed though. You've got Laura Shuler Donner in there. You've mm-hmm. got Simon Kinberg in there. You've got these guys that have seen what's been working for Marvel Studios mm-hmm. and Singer. I think he saw it. You know that it's been working for them. So I think he cares a little bit more. Even though Days of Future Past was not at all like the comic. No, no. It was still very much a comic book movie, though.
4: Yeah, in mm-hmm. the same vein as Civil War. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is not about the comic. Right. But yeah, in the right. vein.
3: Right, right. I think the Civil War movie actually did... A, I think the Civil War movie, in a lot of ways, was better than the comic as far as like not making one character look worse than the other.
4: Yeah, Agreed. In that aspect, I yeah. think the Civil War comic did a better job of creating the reason why we needed the well, registration. Uh, yes,
3: mm-hmm. I get that, but I think like the main th- the main meat of the story though is Cap versus Tony. Yeah. I felt like the movie did a better job of making making you kind of root for Tony more even at the end. Like
5: cinematically it's way easier to be on one side or the other whereas mm-hmm. in the comic it's very easy to be uh anti Tony Stark.
3: I think so. I think so. I think I think the I think the the movie did a better job.
4: I agree. Where the comic, it was pretty plain to say that he was a villain. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I think that's what Transformers is hurting from, and I think that what they need to do is they need to tap into our childhood. I think they need to do what X Men did, and let's go back. Like X Men went back to the sixties. Okay, yeah. let's go back to the sixties. And let's show, let's show young Xavier, young Magneto, let's, let's show people this relationship between these mutants. During the time where in the comics, where they were trying to show, basically they were trying to show what it was like in the 60s. When you had, like, things like, uh, the, the, like, the people, like, racial riots and things like that going on in the 60s. And, yeah, and people not seeing eye to eye on certain things. Even with, like, uh, the politics as far as, like, you know, like in the 70s with Vietnam, uh, and stuff like that. Go, you, you'll I was gonna say, show. I
4: agree with you that that's what they need to do, but I think the difference between Transformers and X-Men is that X-Men learned its lesson and Transformers never has, like.
3: They've all been successful, though, as far as, like, as far as the the money. I get that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, and I, everyone's bigger than the last. Like the last Transformers movie made more money than all the previous ones. I know. Where X Men like kind of got smacked in the ass with the Last Stand. I know, Suit Jake. Yeah,
3: this is Suit Jake. This is Suit, suit Jake. Jake coming. Jake. Out. No, I'm talking like this is my fanboyism coming out. Yeah. Like what would it, what would work for me is going back into the 80s and having Optimus Prime look like Optimus Prime. I don't yeah. need I. He, he's got that voice for a fucking reason. He can have that blast shield up all the time. You don't need to lower that shit, and I don't have to see moving gears for your mouth.
4: Right? Yeah. We need all these hypocrite motherfuckers that all they do. Like I hear Transformers bash just left and fucking right, and then all these same assholes are going and seeing this fucking movie the first week it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like for us to get any change, we have to like, yeah, not support this fucking movie with our fucking wallets. That are... Yeah,
2: but, but for it, us, is,
3: is it the diehard Transformers fan that's going? Is it the people that are saying fuck Bayformers or is it the people that are just casual fans going? Because I don't know who casual fans are anymore. And let me bring this up to you, Jake. And the reason I don't know who casual fans are from the diehards anymore is because I thought last year diehard fans and casual fans would get together and make Age of Ultron the number one movie last year. Mm -hmm. That did not happen. It was Jurassic World. Yeah. I don't know. So, the climate, the movie climate, as far as like who's going to see movies, I don't know anymore. Like, I know Civil War is going to do well. I know, you know what? I know they're going to do well. Yeah. I know it's going to make a billion dollars. But could Independence Day 2? Could that be? Th- don't no, could that be Thank the you. Jurassic World of this year? I I,
4: I think doubt it, it very well could.
3: It really? could but we don't know. Yeah. It's a toss up. No, Frank, it could make it could, literally. It could literally make it's going to do well, but it, it could literally just do well or it could blow up. Did you think going into last year that Jurassic World would beat out Age of Ultron? No. 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 And I'm going in this year thinking Civil War is going to be the number one movie coming out this summer. But what happened last year? Something crazy was in the fucking water, and people flocked to the theaters to watch Jurassic World, and it exploded and it was huge. Uh, and it yeah. made more – it made almost – didn't it make almost $2 billion or something? Nah, yeah. No.
4: I mean I think that – like what you're saying though, that, that, that proves that it's the casuals that make the market. Yes. I get, what the you're, I get what yeah. you're saying
5: because like with like the Marvel movies, usually it's the first weekend or two that they draw in their most money. Then they have a steep drop-off because they attract the people right away whereas the casuals are the ones that wait to see if it's good or not. Like yeah. word of mouth. Word was.
4: of mouth. Yeah, and the casuals just had a fucking fever in to see fucking Jurassic They World. wanted to see
3: something different. Right. They wanted to see something different. Oh, you know what? I want to see a dinosaur movie. I, do you remember Jurassic World? And here they are, here they are. They remember being 15, 16, 17 years old, 1993, going into the theater and watching Jurassic Park for the first time. Yep. Now, now Gen X is all grown up and now we're in. Uh, The theater's taken our kids. And so they want to recreate that moment with their kids. Could Independence Day... To be that movie this year, because now you have all the people that remember. I know Will Smith's not in it, but they remember. Like, oh, I remember the first time I saw ID Four or whatever they call it, yeah. Independence yeah. Day. Yes. I remember the first time I saw it in the theaters, and I loved it. There was nothing like it. It was this awesome alien invasion movie. They're blowing up the White House. Shit was fucked up. See, that was the sequel's off. coming out now. Now I want to take my kids to go see this movie.
5: Don't look at me like no. I'm crazy. I no, don't no, think no, you're no. Crazy I don't all. think you're crazy, but I, 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 think, I think the key ingredient here is Will Smith, because back in the day, when ID4 blew up, Will Smith was known for having summer fucking blockbusters. Like if there was a movie in Will Smith, we didn't
3: was out, have it we did we didn't have Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic World, and we got him in this one. True, and he was the big draw in Jurassic Park. True. So, but what, it, is the big draw the actor or is the big draw the dinosaur or the alien? I think I, it I, needs I think to be Independence the story. Day it
4: was the big draw was not Will Smith. I think it was the spectacle of the movie. I mean that tr- we'd never seen a trailer like that in our lives. They, yeah, but how many movies have fun.
3: we seen? Uh, how many movies since Independence Day? Have We've seen landmarks be destroyed. The day after tomorrow, That's true, all these other movies,
4: but it's got that Jurassic Park recipe sure. that you're talking about. I, uh, the nostalgia, like you said, is for the movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Will Smith out of the equation is not going to take away from the nostalgia. And I'm so not really saying that. Isn't.
3: I'm not saying that it is going to blow up. Right. I'm saying it has the chance because I don't understand. I, I don't have. I don't understand the pulse of the casual viewer anymore. After last year, I don't get it. If you were to guess, if you were to ask me last year, what's going to be the number one movie in the box office for 2015, I'm telling you, even though I hated the movie, Age of Ultron.
4: I would have thought you were an idiot if you said anything else. Absolutely
3: nobody, nobody would have picked Jurassic World.
4: I think Jurassic World is going to make more money than Age of Ultra.
3: And you just got punched in the yeah, face because right. you're <laughs> a fucking idiot. Yeah, this, this, guy, this
4: guy is a fucking idiot. Alright,
3: Poindexter. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: And I, then, like, uh, like a month later I would have been apologizing to Poindexter.
5: you yeah, right. absolutely
3: right. In
4: his glasses back into place.
5: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you think it's that word of mouth, though, that the film was actually, like, a good quality that reached people and helped it to... Oh, I think, like, that,
4: I think that, yeah, people said to other people, hey, yeah. this was a pretty decent movie. And so take week, the week two, week three, week four, we're yeah. still
3: we're taking yeah. people to see it again. Take the family. Take, yeah, take, right. take the family. Go back and see it.
5: So if they're hinging everything on nostalgia, I mean obviously because the movie's not out yet, we don't know what it really is. If it's shit – on nostalgia value alone, it's not going to go anywhere. It might have a good first weekend. Sure, but that's
3: it. Sure. I mean, we can. I mean, we can. We can go down every road and say, what if this? What if that? I'm saying that this movie, if it was like, if this was the pr- first installment of a movie called uh, uh, Alien Invasion, <laughs> I'm telling you that I can tell you flat out, <laughs> Alien <plot>. Invasion. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Alien Invasion is not going to be the Space number invaders, one. Space Invaders, just right. fucking call it yeah. Space now, Invaders.
4: Now, for, for Alien Invasion, you need need to fucking put Will Smith in it, yes. you need right. to put yes. Pratt in, exactly,
3: right? and yeah, yeah, but for Independence Day two right, because it does have the nostalgia factor, the even, if it, even if it even if it 's shit it 's going to get people out in droves for the first weekend, right yeah I mean, I know but if it sucks, then people aren 't going to come back, but i 'm saying we don 't know at this point, mm-hmm. so this movie does have the chance. To be the next Jurassic World, mm. but if it was a movie called Alien Invasion, <laughs> then it, nobody's going right. to go see it yeah. w- unless, like what you said, yeah. you need you need your star power. There's got to be some kind of hook, either right. nostalgic
4: value yeah. or somebody. I mean,
3: into the look, I, I, I know we're getting we're getting we're getting. Are we getting, are we getting Jed Hirsch back in this one?
4: Yeah, I believe we are. Oh.
3: Oh. Fuck, they went no, they they, they, it's they everyone. Vivica for Fox me. is <laughs> coming back. The, yeah. <laughs> Vivica Fox is coming back. Like they dug deep down into that barrel. <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Harvey Farstein, yeah, is he back? <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know he's still alive. <laughs> Can't wait to hear his voice. Hey, uh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I uh, have the raspiest. <laughs> that's what happens when you eat gravel.
5: <laughs>
3: Jesus. Smoke five stogies a day. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, wash it down with gravel. <laughs>
4: uh. That's interesting, though. I I agree. I think Independence Day four does have, or Independence Day four two does have ID four ID four point two. two. Yeah, aren't they making two of them? Isn't it already in greenlit that they're <sighs> doing a second and a third one? I
3: think so. I hate that idea. Yeah, but it could be another one of those things where they're just trying to pump the movie up more, just like they uh, did with the the greenlighting of uh, Fantastic Four 2. Oh, that's true. They greenlight everything. Yeah. Anymore,
5: though, like the fucking telegraphing of like, oh, yeah, we got more planned for this fucking series. Any more that turns me off as opposed to turning me on. Yeah. I, I, I want to know that what I'm going to get in the first place is good as opposed to like, oh, we'll just wait till we got like two or three movies down can the I, line. Can I
3: be 100% honest with you? Like, I, when I saw um, the Independence Day 2 trailer in IMAX 3D, yeah. the effects were amazing. Yeah, they were. Okay. They were. I was like,
4: God You Damn got me. to admit. I, I, when I saw it, I was yeah. like, "Fuck, that actually looks like d- something
5: I have to see." It ha- you I have I've s- seen it on it my phone. I have not caught it on the big. The newer big trailer
3: thing. looks way better than the newer the last trailer. trailer. The newer really trailer, good. yeah. I mean, the the effects, the flying around the ship was the younger Hemsworth is in this one, yeah, Liam like yeah, Hemsworth. When he's flying the ship around and shit, it looks fantastic in 3D. Like, if if anything. If you buy this in 3D, you're getting the you're 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 actually your money's well spent for the 3D. I think
4: so too. It looks to be a visual spectacle. I'm definitely going to see it in IMAX 3D. Yeah, I will too. So Ugh. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admit it. Fucking look great. They they win. Like yeah,
5: playing crap.
4: The aliens win. I hate Independence Day one. If you've I love really? that. Oh, I fucking hate it. Fucking hate it.
3: Really? Wow. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I hated it. Um, I. I uh, when it came out, it wasn't as big a thing for me as it was for everybody else. Yeah, um, I thought it was. I thought it was still good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that um, I would have liked to known a little bit more about the aliens. You know, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like uh, like. Thri-
5: I also kind of like that they didn't. I mean, if we were to be invaded, we wouldn't know the fuck about them. Yeah,
4: you you, sound, you make it sound like it's a smart movie when you say stuff like that, uh, which it hardly was. Like it was popcorn theater.
5: Well, sure. it served its purpose. I mean, they let you know exactly as much as what you needed to know. These fuckers are here, and they're <laughs> going to kill us. I don't need to necessarily have a backstory of their motivations.
4: Yeah, I like that. It, it really did start the trend of um, having a cold start to a movie, though, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. his Day is like one of the first movies I can ever think of where it was just like, well, blam, movie starts, no credits. We call it by its name at the end of the movie. Right. Like it really, like, ushered that. I'll give right. it credit that was for cool. that. I really like that a lot.
3: Yeah, so we started talking about Transformers 5 <laughs> the last night.
4: God, I thought we were only going to take, like, two minutes to talk about that shit. I we know, talked about
3: something it, more interesting. But it spawned more interesting conversations. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which this episode desperately needed. <laughs> Thank you, last night. Yeah. Thank you, Transformers. You've done something right <laughs> in the last 30 <laughs> <One> years. thing. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to uh do any last thoughts with that with Transformers. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Oh, yeah, Mark Wahlberg's back as Cade Yeager. Oh, is that true? Boy,
5: yes. I can't wait to see people try to fucking sexually accost his underage daughter.
3: No, I can't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Comes back uh Transformers five. It's going to be in theaters June 23rd, 2017. So nice. I'm already reserving my seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on movie different. phone right this second. Yeah, no. All right, let's move on to Marvel <laughs> news. Marvel News. Alright, Marvel News this week. Uh, talking to the undefeated. So, yeah, uh, it was, uh, executive producer Nate Moore for Black Panther. He was talking to the undefeated.
4: What does that even mean?
3: It was, I guess that's a news outlet? Like a media outlet? (laughs) Okay. I don't think it's like a guy. Like, like, I've never been beaten. (laughs) He was talking to Goldberg from WCW. (laughs) I don't get that joke. Uh, Uh, but Nate Moore revealed, we'll do our stage work in Atlanta. They've been doing a lot of that. At Civil War, they did a lot of the stage work in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and we're definitely investigating shooting in Africa.
4: Yeah, I think they should.
3: Both Marvel and Ryan feel that would be really good for the movie. We just haven't drilled down on it yet. The Correct me if I'm wrong, but the scene of Wakanda with the... Uh, the rain the waterfall mm-hmm. at the end uh at the first post credit scene in Civil War that was filmed in Brazil
4: I I cannot
3: say yay or nay on that. Okay so that was filmed in Brazil I know Brazil. it was
4: not in Africa
3: Yeah it was not in Africa I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm 99.9% sure pretty it was Brazil
1: sure. Pretty sure pretty,
3: pretty pretty sure But it's uh I think it was filmed in Brazil so uh yeah uh shooting in Africa that's pretty exciting, man.
4: Yeah, they should do that. That yeah, would be awesome. Should. That would really give it like it, its own like levity and prestige, yeah. I think. Yeah.
3: I mean, they could do that or that's I think that's what they should do, but it's not like it's not like The Jungle Book was filmed in Africa either, and that looked like a fucking jungle. Yeah, that's true. It was all green screen.
4: It was all green screen.
3: All of it. Everything but the boy. Yeah. The boy is just standing there by himself. god, that kid was so incredible. <laughs> a lot of people didn't like him. Really? Can you believe that? Yeah. I can't believe it. Those he was, I thought idiots. he was fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. his first gig. Yeah. All green screen. But I, I don't want to see them do that with a Black Panther movie. Agreed. I, you know, like, some of his suit is already CG. I just don't want to see, like, Chadwick Boseman and other actors standing in front of a green screen. I don't want this to be, like, the making of, uh, the prequels. Yeah. Where they're just stand- I would love to see them actually out in the jungle and- I think that would be fantastic.
4: Yeah, it, I, I cool. think Wakanda needs that mm-hmm. I, it, to really give it that grandiose like feeling, like that yeah. it's legit. Yeah, but like, I, but also
3: remember the Jungle Book. I mean,
4: I think you could do both. Though. But remember, and I think that's what we'll get
3: him jumping. Well, yeah, you can. I guess you could do both. But see, like, like remember, like the scenes of like the little boy jumping. Uh, on the tree branches and like finally the land, remember that scene at the beginning where he's jumping and hopping along the branches and that yeah. lat, he jumps on the dead branch and it breaks That scene was all CG, and it was so amazing. It's like, can you imagine, like, you know, like the Black Panther running through the jungle like that? Yeah. That would look so spectacular.
4: I think it's the best of both worlds. I think for the action sequences, you go for the CG, but when you have, like, him addressing his people and stuff like that, then you're at a real location. Yeah. I think you kind of mix the worlds.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's just as long as everything looks the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could
4: see like having like the main Wakandian village. If
3: they can make Robert Downey Jr. look like he's fucking 19 again. Yes. They can do this. And yeah. they get better at
4: that every fucking time.
3: Yeah, Michael Douglas looked young as shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
4: even the Robert Downey Jr. was the next that level. Was, that was, that was
5: really, really, really next level.
4: Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, I hope it's a, a mix. I want to see them do some some live shooting in Africa. How much money did it cost to make Robert Downey
3: Jr. look younger again? <laughs> How much know. was that one scene? Yeah, one million Mickey bucks. Gosh. You know, pretty soon they're just going to be able to do that yeah. with every character. It's like, we don't need to recast Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just have Harrison Ford be Indiana Jones. I'd wondered if they're headed that way
5: because, like, especially like in video games, they're doing a lot more like facial specific animations. Mm-hmm. I- I've seen, um, oh god, what Nathan Villian in fucking Halo Five, and it's like fucking like pit mark perfect on his fucking face. They can make anybody look like anything anymore.
4: Yeah. So I got a question about that. So does Robert Downey Jr. still do the performance when they do the effects like that? Like, he, I would think you'd have to. And then they're putting the effects
3: over a Robert Downey Jr. performance? I don't know. I've, been, I've not seen the breakdown of how they do it. Yeah. But I would imagine that he's doing, that he is acting it out. The
5: mocap can be so, so specific anymore. It can catch like inflections, you know, like facial differences, and then put that on a younger frame. Mm. So, I mean, it's it's his acting still but on a younger picture.
3: yeah remember when they made steve steve rogers chris evans remember when they made him before he took the the, yeah. the serum yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean that looked for being a movie that came out in like what was it 2009 Eight or nine? Yeah. 2008 That's 2009 right. that that looks pretty good too
4: i guess what i'm asking is how long until the actor isn't with us anymore like, how, when can we do those effects? You know what I'm saying? When can we bring actors back from the dead without them delivering a I think it's, like, voice. It's the voice.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got to be the voice. I, I, I don't know. I mean, because I don't want everything looking like fucking weird... Looking weird, like what was that fucking Tom Hanks CGI movie with the train and shit? That oh, po- oh Polar, uh, Express. Polar, Polar Express. Polar Express. Yeah, that was yeah. like garbage. Yeah, like I, that's what I, I don't want. I don't want people looking like Polar Express, like like looking with their little dead eyes. Yeah. You,
5: you wouldn't think so, but like the facial expressions and stuff, like with this mocap, to the point it's it's advanced to when you have somebody that's not present, you can mm-hmm. really tell because. The image does not match the voice and what's going on in the scene. Really good actors have the ability to express shit with their face as well, and it translates when they're here and present with us. So I don't think that doing it with a dead person is going to have the same impact because it would all be guesswork as far as like how they would look when they're giving a specific line. Yeah, I could see that.
4: The technology is great, though. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah.
3: Alright, guys, there's some tons of casting news coming out of Marvel this week. Yeah. Uh, let's get started here. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who starred in Jessica Jones mm-hmm. uh, and uh, had a cameo in Daredevil season 2, will be reprising her role as lawyer Jerry Hogarth in Iron Fist for Netflix. Good. Glad to see her back. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll kind of like tie the worlds together uh, a little bit more. Um, heard a lot of rumors about people wanting uh, Kingpin. Cast in the Spider-Man. Yeah, movie. I heard a lot of that this I week heard too. That I heard too.
4: that um, D'Onofrio himself was kind of trying, being a proponent of that, saying that he wanted to be in the movie.
3: Do we really want that? Mm-hmm. Do we really want to see this R-rated, mature character in a PG-13 movie? Your I opinion? think we
4: don't. I also don't want to see his story. I want to see his storyline solved can... in the Netflix stuff. What's that? I also don't want to see his storyline. Like, I want to see. He was created in the Netflix universe. Yeah. I want to see it come to fruitation in
3: that universe. I don't understand this whole I wanna see my Netflix characters in Marvel movies movement. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It's like you've got like in an episode of Jessica Jones, you've got fucking Luke Cage railing her <laughs> and then you wanna put these characters in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Which which I know like we, we can see Marvel movies go a little dark but they're going to get about as dark as like Empire Strikes Back dark, right? Agreed. I mean, it's yeah. going to get PG-13 dark, but Agreed. it's not it's not like fucking like Jessica Jones where, you know, old girls getting eaten out under the sheets. Yeah. It's not like fucking people getting shot in the fucking face. Right. And rim, limbs getting ripped off. Heads and like,
4: smushed into car doors over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah.
3: And I know that people's arms get ripped off in Marvel movies. It's a thing with yeah. all of them. Yeah. But, but I understand, like, it's not as dark. And so it's like, I don't under Just because you like character in something doesn't mean that they would mix well in another part of the universe because I feel like The Marvel Netflix stuff is so dark that, yeah, you're not going to see Kingpin slamming some motherfucker's head in a car door uh, with a car door in a Spider-Man film. Agreed. You're toning that character down. You're basically neutering the Kingpin at that point. Mm -hmm. It's like, why fucking throw him in a Spider-Man movie just because you like Spider-Man and just because you like Kingpin? Are you not thinking this all the way through? Yeah. It's
4: the medium. If you're gonna do it, do it very small so that's not an issue. You know what I'm saying? Just prove that he's in that universe, pulling some strings in the background and get out of there. Like, don't give him too much screen time.
3: I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: Like, it'd be cool just to, just to connect the universes. You know, we see Mm -hmm. that, we see him like briefly in the background, like signing the check or something. But when you start giving them screen time, like what you're talking about, that it's like Mm -hmm. you're diluting the character. You've got way too much fucking water in your Kool Aid at that point. Yeah,
5: I think a lot of that comes from like casual people too, because they don't understand the concept. No, I don't. I think there's a lot
3: of diehard fans that are really pushing for this that really haven't thought it all the way through.
5: Right. Well, I mean, they're obviously ignorant of the idea of it's completely different mediums. With a movie, they need to get their budget back, so they need to reach a broader audience. So they can't do the things with them on film that they can on Netflix, where they're pretty much off the chain and can do whatever they want to with the character it just wouldn't work there's no way that they could do
3: it and have it be critically and commercially successful unless they're going to want to make spider-man homecoming rated r
4: yeah and i I, my next point exactly is i don't think they totally want a character like the kingpin in spider-man homecoming Mm -hmm. i think the whole point of this spider-man reboot is to make
3: spider-man funny well let's talk about the rumors of like all other characters that are a little edgier, that Netflix is talking about bringing up. I mean, we're hearing about Moon Knight. We're We're hearing about Ghost Rider. Who else? I mean, they're talking about multiple characters.
4: Punisher's getting a series. Punisher
3: getting a series. And then, like, Moon Moon Knight and Ghost Rider, which all can be, like, you can give it that mature content in those. We've heard Misty Knight rumbling. Yeah. And so, like, all these things can be, like, mature content and... That's where you have it. On that, on the Marvel Netflix side. I don't understand why we have to merge every goddamn thing ever. Like, people were upset that Stephen Amell wasn't gonna be the green arrow for the movies and no, stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, why aren't we getting Grant Gustin in the movies for the, the, the Flash movie? And it's like, do you have to, are, do we want everything to have the same problem as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
4: Yeah, that makes even less sense than the fucking Vincent D'Onofrio shit. Right. I mean, yeah they've clearly separated their movie and their tv universes yeah. in dc so like well, and the
3: effects don't even match up
4: yeah exactly i want cw effects in a major motion picture
3: right well and then when okay you put grant gustin in the flash suit yeah and let's say you're, you say, okay, well, Grant Gustin's in the Flash suit, but it's not the Flash from the CW. He's going to be the cinematic Flash. Yeah. It's going to confuse the fuck out of people. Yeah, no one's going to understand it. Nobody's anyway. going to understand it. And then also, even if they have, the, let's say they did combine the worlds, and you've got Grant Gustin, and he's the Flash from the CW, and the Flash in the DCCU. Yeah. So now, his effects look amazing when he runs in yeah. the movies. <laughs> and when he goes back to the CW, it's the same old effects. It makes no sense. It does not work. Agreed. Here, tonally... I mean, that's technical shit. Here tonally they don't work. Yeah, the character doesn't work tonally with what I think that this movie would call for if it is PG thirteen, which I'm banking ninety nine I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that Spider Man Homecoming will be PG thirteen.
1: Yeah,
4: I think you're right. Yeah, but yeah, I think tonally it won't work. They want to make a really fun movie with the Spider Man. movie. Yeah. that's what the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, especially with having uh, you know Tony Stark in it yes. and everything. There's going to be more of that banter and more of that humor. Right. And, oh yeah, let's have this guy that. Smashes people heads in the cars and fucking.
3: You can it like the character it all, all you. I'm sorry.
5: I would just throw it all off. Yeah, it, it, the character itself doesn't fit with the tone of the film. You're neutering
3: the Kingpin at mm-hmm. that point,
5: right? Yeah. To make him fit.
2: But I li- I like the Kingpin, Jake.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, watch more on <laughs> <fucking laughs> Netflix, asshole. Oh, like no, man. It but can't. But I like the Kingpin. I want to see
3: him in a Spider-Man movie, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I've, no, man, I've thought, I've thought about this, man. <laughs> and I've thought about things that I like, and those are two things that I like, and why wouldn't I like them when they're together? I don't know, man. It's like chocolate and peanut butter, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like, and if Marvel
4: ever does have an R-rated movie, like, if that ever happens, yeah. I guarantee you it's not going to be a fucking Spider-Man movie.
3: Right. That's It'll be like... a, well, and I don't, I think it'd be like a Venom Carnage movie, but then even then it would be Sony. Yeah. So, Marvel
4: Studios is not making... Well, Marvel Studios isn't making the Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's Sony that's is. That's true.
3: In conjunction, though. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm technically, yeah. I'm right. If yeah. you want to get it right, it's Sony. Yeah. It's Sony. I know Kevin is on board for this, but it's not going to say Marvel Studios. It's going to say Sony. Sony Pictures.
4: Yeah, it's going to say both, isn't it? Did Did Civil War say Sony Pictures? No, but Hulk, like, Hulk's kind of the same boat. Like, it says, it has the Marvel Studios and Universal logo.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, Mm. we're using Spider-Man in a Marvel Studios film. Did it say Sony Pictures? No. It may have said at the end credits, you know, like, uh, Spider-Man is the property of Sony Pictures or whatever. If
5: they've got faith in it, though, I'd be willing to bet that when those, when the beginning of the movie rolls, we'll see the Marvel... Marvel Studios logo. I agree with you,
3: You always see the Marvel logo at the beginning of all these movies. That's true. That's true. Eh, yeah. I'm just saying, and, and it may say Marvel Studios if they want if they want to trick people. Yeah. But it's right. a Sony movie. Well, yeah. But so you, if it well, says like, Marvel, super
5: casual people aren't going to
3: get. But that. I'm saying it's Sony, Sony, Sony Pictures is going to is going to have top billing when it comes to this movie. Yeah. You're going to see Sony Pictures if uh-huh. you watch Deadpool at the beginning. It's got the flippity doo dah fucking Marvel logo. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't point, matter. Quite well taken. So. <laughs> All right, I'm getting all worked up and shit. I need fucking, I need fucking rum. I need, I need rum and a cigarette. I
5: offered one.
3: I know you did. All right. Um, Marvel announced uh, new castings for Thor Ragnarok that comes yeah. out November 3rd, 2017. First up, Karl Urban will be playing Scourge the Executioner. It's awesome. Uh, Scourge the Executioner, he was born the Ill- illegitimate son of a frost giant and an Asgardian goddess. And uh this guy, he rocks. I don't it. want to watch that porn. Yeah, <laughs> it's one cold pickle. I might watch it, man. I'm into that freaky, You're weird, fucking shit. sick freak like that.
5: I'm,
4: I'm not watching that.
3: Every once in a while, I have just like a hankering for some weird, fucking weird, weird shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, "What are little people doing in the bedroom?"
5: <laughs> Never mind.
3: <laughs> you know I've got a fucking story about fucking midget porn, but never mind. Don't yeah. call them midgets, you un-PC piece of shit. They're little people. Well, that's who God, we are. you just offended all of our... You, <laughs> all
1: of our Peter Dinklage listeners? listens every week, uh, and this
3: is his last episode. giving us a one-star review. Yeah. <laughs> the old Dink is giving the old <laughs> Dink. stink eye. The Dink eye. The Dink eye. Dink <laughs> guy. Giving you the old Dink eye. No, uh, we're talking about Scourge. Uh, Scourge is very PC. He would never call them midgets no never. <laughs> sure no. anyway anyway scourge <laughs> carl urban in a marvel movie carl urban in a marvel movie he, he this guy he wields a magical battle axe and uh found this interesting uh he later joined the masters of evil with baron zemo mm-hmm. That could be happening. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We do have Baron Zemo in this universe. Most likely
4: he'll probably just die though
3: before Mm. this movie's over. I wish they would get away from doing that
4: shit. Yeah, it's scourge though. I don't think I don't think he's like the Marvel Bible people are like,
5: oh my god,
4: we have to have Scourge in eight movies. I'm
5: not so much saying that about Scourge, but just quit fucking killing off your villains. Baron Zemo lived. Yeah, but Baron Zemo fucking didn't live up to the whole lot. I
4: don't know what that means. Yeah, the, maybe he, the, maybe he, the wine can make <laughs> sense of it. No, he
5: had a little fucking you know uh, place in the background. He set things up. He himself wasn't like imposing or the main nemesis of that movie. Yeah, but I disagree. He but, was the
4: main nemesis. Yeah, he was.
5: But it wasn't like they all had to come together to of take scenes. him down.
4: Well, that was his whole point. That's what made his plan so brilliant.
5: Right. But what I want is I want a villain that persists. Like, so the, the main
3: drive of the movie was Cap versus Iron Man. Right. But the As guy, guy pulling the strings right. was Baron Zemo, the guy that lost his family in Sokovia mm-hmm. that then thought it'd be a great idea to destroy other families and kill other people to prove a Point
5: like if if you've got one villain that carries, I have on, a problem
3: with that. Now.
5: <laughs> have it be the you, the weakest fucking villain that they've offered. You think Zemo's the weakest villain they've offered? Malikith? As far as like any any fucking innate abilities, yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. He doesn't have any superpowers.
3: Uh, no, I, 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 no, I get what you're saying, Frank. I get what you're saying. I, I felt like the, like this guy's motivation. Yeah. Like I can understand like somebody being pissed off at the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then going the whole Scoot McNary route and like going to court and like, <laughs> fuck mm-hmm. you Superman. <laughs> Scoot McNary. But, makes me. Baron so Zemo routine. on the flip side, it's like this guy, his fucking family was killed and shit. Yes. And, his elaborate plan was to like bring them down and make them fight each other, mm-hmm. but he killed like so many other, uh, more innocent people in the process.
4: <laughs> yeah, he seemed like such a family guy. He did. Give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, he's
3: listening to like, you know, his wife on the phone and yeah. shit like that, that one message that he's got on his phone and shit like that. And, yeah. And then, so a lot of like, I get it, whatever, whatever. If that's where they want to go with the character, that's cool, whatever. I still love the movie.
4: Yeah, I agree. I loved Gmo in it. He was pretty cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to not like him as much now. I
4: liked him a lot more when I saw it the second time than mm. the first time, and just his arc, I thought it was very interesting. The
5: only fault I'm thinking of, it's is better than that, Malekith. Yeah. I mean, I, other than him, you only have Loki that persists. Everybody else got killed. Have a fucking villain that persists after. Have him be an imposing villain. Have him be a threat
3: afterward. Just, just have what they're him be doing. doing. They've got Zemo. Who knows what they're gonna do with them? So yeah, we'll have Scourge. I've, But I mean, they killed Crossbones in this last one, right? So I mean, and he
5: was cool right up to the fucking minute that they fucking axed him within the first fifteen minutes mm -hmm. of the film.
3: Well, Frank Grillo's just got to make like at least three or four more Purge movies. (laughs) I'll be honest with you; those are a guilty pleasure for me. I've not seen past the first one. The second one is awesome. Really? The second one was great, and it's all Frank Grillo, man. And this third one coming out, can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch it. I'm dead fucking serious. I've I'll still be still got the first one on my DVR. I haven't watched it. It's yet. a guilty fucking pleasure for me. I fucking love those Purge movies. That's funny. Can't purge me from the Purge. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's has to be out there a fucking mask. Fuck yeah, motherfucker! You know what rhymes with Purge? The thing that we should be talking about: Scourge. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. Frank was gonna be, Surge Cola? <laughs> no, Surge isn't a cola. It's a, no, it's a carbonated. You're giving me too much credit for thinking si- it it's a fast. citrus uh, yeah. beverage. Now we're talking about citrus beverages. <laughs> I prefer mellow yellow. <laughs> no, like, mellow yellow is that, like, too popular up here. It's no, mostly it's down still, south. You can yeah. still get it up here.
4: I like it way more than dew, though.
3: Ah, oh, no that way. That gives a shit. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not fucking waving either flag. Oh,
2: oh. T- over here. I just drink yeah. shit. Fuck you and your mellow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> They're fucking carbonated drinks. I don't give a shit. I don't really have a voice. Gives <laughs> a fuck. For people fight
5: more over beer.
3: Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Marvel has also cast Jeff Goldblum as Grandmaster. Uh, he is one of the oldest beings in the universe. He's also obsessed with learning and playing games from other civilizations. Uh, he's devised tournaments and contests and challenged opponents to kill uh, in games of uh, high stakes. So, are we, is that where we're going to get our Hulk versus Thor battle? I think so. I think so, I too. I think so,
4: too. Yeah. Sounds like the Beyonder a little bit yeah. in the description. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff Goldblum painted in blue, going to be pretty awesome.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum will be great in the Thor atmosphere. I think yeah. I'm really excited about that. So yeah, both these guys, all the Thor casting got me really excited. Uh, we've already got oh, Kate beautiful.
3: Blanchett as Gila, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Idris Elba's coming back, Anthony Hopkins, Tom Hiddleston, uh, Jamie Alexander as Sif has not been officially con- confirmed. Uh, she was asked this uh, asked about this. And on Twitter, she tweeted "Don't worry" and a winky face. Mm. So I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, the Warriors three have not been announced if they're returning or not. So hmm. hard to imagine
4: a Thor movie without Sif and the Warriors three.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I guess we can take her winky faces. Don't worry, I'm I'm in it. Yeah. Maybe. I hear that our negotiations are still underway,
4: and she has hope. Yeah, don't worry, you can still catch me on blind spot. <laughs>
3: Shit or get off the pot, Michael Keaton. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I guess the, I guess it's happening though. You really think so? It's in final negotiations. Uh, what a dick! What? You see the tweet that somebody Are you just let upset out with the whole Birdman thing. Yeah, get the fuck over it. Get out of here. Get Michael the Keaton. fuck over it, Jake. You want a good fucking movie or not? It'll be good without Michael Keaton. Fuck off! I mean, he's a great fucking actor. He's going to be a great fucking villain. Yeah. Come on, this could be the best superhero movie. Of all time, yeah. it, this very well could be the best superhero movie of all time. Do you want Joaquin Phoenix, or do you want Benedict Cumberbatch? This is who they wanted the entire time. yeah this is who they wanted. They tried to get him negotiation it over negotiation it. stopped, and then they, they, they Marvel actually started looking at other actors. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Just like a vulture, we're gonna circle back around to this guy. <laughs> and they circled back around to this guy, and this is who they fucking want. Mm-hmm. They want Michael Keaton. They have a vision for him, and Marvel Casting, hey, hey, am I, am I, am I right or am I right? Marvel Casting's been pretty damn good up so, this, so far. Oh yeah, I
4: agree. Mm-hmm. I agree.
3: So if they get their guy, I'd say nine out of ten times when they get their guy, they get their guy, and we all love their guy. Right. And if Michael Keaton's their guy, I wanna see what they're gonna do with him.
4: Yeah, I'll get over it.
3: Just a little can bit. you blame him for the whole Birdman movie though? I yes. mean, I can't. Yeah,
4: it's like biting the fucking hand that feeds
3: he didn't want to be. No, he didn't want to be typecast after that. And I, I think he's proven as an actor after Birdman and Spotlight mm-hmm. that he's had a lot more to offer Hollywood all these years. People kind of been sleeping on him. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten some parts here and there and shit, but he's not been where he should be. And I think Hollywood kind of slept on him because everybody just viewed him as Batman. This is not fucking Dustin Diamond and Screech. This is not Jaleel White with Urkel. This is fucking Michael Keaton. He is not Batman. Yeah. He can be – he can play other parts. Yeah, I agree. So it's like I kind of – I I feel like he kind of made a statement with that movie just like I feel John Favreau made a statement with Chef Mm -hmm. that Marvel kind of did him wrong. You know,
4: yeah, so yeah, I hear you. Not as overtly though as the statement in Birdman. I'm not got to really read between the lines on the chef thing.
3: I guess so. I mean, if you know the story, it's not that easy to piece it together. Yeah. If you don't know about you know John Favreau's relationship with Marvel, then it might go over your head. But yes. like me knowing it, as soon as I started watching the movie, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. This like, is John Favreau saying, "I'm going to do it my way." This fucking this. I'm gonna do it my way. I'm gonna make this movie my way. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reinvent myself as a fucking actor and a director. And so I just think that maybe Birdman, everybody knew him as Batman, and of course it got like the Oscar recognition. Mm -hmm. You know, so
4: yeah. I just can't stand that movie. I just. Don't I like loved it. it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, I I think all movies are art, and to to say, oh well, these movies aren't art. And, you know, these aren't real movies. It's just some fucking in the air bullshit.
3: No, I think I, I mean like it's not like I, not like I have to agree with it. Yeah, but I think it was a bold statement. Yeah, I think it was a bold statement. And I think it was a very personal story that he's telling, and so for that, I can appreciate it. I don't have to agree with, like, you know, I love comic book movies. Yeah. But think about that. Think about think about that. Think about something that you love turning into something you hate when you're not getting out of their jobs in Hollywood that you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the one thing that you, okay, I love Batman, and now I am Batman or whatever.
4: I, I forgive Keaton more than I forgive the director and the writer of the movie. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Because for him, he really believes that. Yeah, I mean, he really does not. He thinks those movies are like the lowest of the fucking low.
3: I think this says a lot for Keaton, actually doing another fucking comic book movie. Yeah,
4: it'll be it'll it's be interesting like, to see him as a villain. It's kind of yeah.
3: like the Olive Branch. Now, I don't know if he's doing it because it's like they offered him a buttload of money. Now, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, it's also weird that like before Civil War came out, he said no, or or a talk stopped or stalled or whatever it was. Now, Civil War has done over a billion dollars globally. And all of a sudden, Michael Keaton's been final negotiations to play the villain for Spider-Man Homecoming.
5: Do you think it would end up being a one and done? Or do you think that part of what he wants is something that's ongoing?
4: Uh, I think Marvel wants it ongoing. Hard, Hard saying what Keaton would want. Yeah,
3: I'm with you there.
4: I just hope it's not one of these scenarios where we're offering a very talented actor a buttload of money and then they just come in and phone it in. Cause oh, we've seen no. that happen. In, I mean,
3: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is not a Glenn Close situation. I mean, but Kevin—it could be a Kevin thing. Spacey
4: situation. I mean, Kevin Spacey is a fantastic actor, and he just totally phoned it in in that Superman movie. Do
3: you think he really phoned it in? I—I I, I didn't like the performance. No, I
4: think it was—I don't think it was good. I don't think he had his heart in being Lex huh. Luthor or really cared about it.
3: I don't know. I can't really say to that. I just didn't. I didn't like the performance. Yeah, I didn't like. The, I didn't like the whole setup of the movie.
5: Yeah, it was all yeah,
1: really it was weak. terrible.
3: They 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 didn't think that Superman could stand on his own two legs anymore. That you had to involve the original Donner films mm-hmm. in order for you know Superman to stand on his own. Those movies are so beloved that you can't. You know what I mean. You yeah, can't. Right. You can't go away from this. Um, Glenn Close, she phoned it in for Guardians. Oh yeah, yeah but she he, wasn't a big part of that movie. No, no. But Robert Redford, I
4: thought, killed it. Robert Redford killed it
3: in fucking Winter Soldier. Agreed. I think Tommy Lee
4: Jones kills it in the first Captain America movie. Yeah, mm, yeah, big yeah,
3: yeah. So yeah, I think Michael Keaton. I think Michael Keaton. If he does this, I think he'll. I think he'll put a. I think he'll put all into it. Good. I hope so.
5: I would hope to think so, given the just like exposure that that movie itself would have. Yeah. The, Who do you the think the villain's going to be? I think if it's
4: Keaton, it's Vulture. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm like ninety five percent that would be what happened. Yeah. I mean, Feige's gone on record to say it'll be a villain we've never seen before. Yeah, and that narrows it down quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: yeah, I don't know. It's not going to be Mysterio. It's not going to be Rhino. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking forward to th- I, this. This very could well be like the best movie, comic book movie ever made with. Iron Man, Spider-Man, you know, with Michael Keaton cast in it.
4: Yeah, I've never seen that cop car. I know you saw it.
3: Uh, cop car um, with... Oh, yeah, the, the Tim... Was it Tim Miller? Yeah. Not Tim Miller. He did Deadpool. Um,
4: it's the same guy directing the spider Joe Watts? Yeah. Joe Watts or something like that? Yeah, I've never that. seen this guy's work before, so I'm not...
3: It was a taste it for me. The ending sucked. Yeah. It was that Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, it was, a, it was okay. <laughs> We'll see. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of involvement with Marvel and stuff. And so, I don't know. I think all the pieces are there to make a great movie, except the director's not amazing, in yeah, my opinion. So I agree. Let's move on to uh, DC. Did you guys have any more from Marvel? Was there no. anything else that I missed?
4: No. Loved all the casting out of Thor that we got this week. Uh,
3: let's move on to DC News.
2: Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy D.C. News. It's time for D.C. News, you fucking pieces of shit.
3: All right, listen up, you fucking pieces of shit. Here's your D.C. News coming straight in your dick hole. Variety is reporting that C.W. President Mark Pedowitz, that's a horrible fucking last name. It almost oh, funny, sounds like uh pedophile. Yeah, pedophile. Pedowitz. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ouch. Geez, knock it off, Mark. They're too young.
4: Keep your Pedowitz
3: in your pants. Exactly. <laughs> Mark Petrovitz spoke uh, about their uh the CW superhero TV lineup and said our annual crossover event this fall will be the biggest one ever. So it looks like we're going to be getting an epic four-show crossover. It's going to include Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow and now Supergirl who's joined the CW lineup who they've already started promoting commercials. Wow. For Supergirl joining the CW Uh, I watched the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow, and right before like one of the last uh, breaks, they had a Supergirl moving to CW commercial. I was just like, "Holy shit, they are ready!" Yeah, they Mm -hmm. jumped right on that. Jumped right on it. Um, There was also a little bit of an acknowledgement about what I alluded to last episode, where I said Callista Flockhart might not return, uh, but discussions are in progress, and she wants to return. Um, I think it's just the fact that they are now going to be filming up in Vancouver It's the logistics, and not in Los Angeles. And it's like, you know, that's gotta be, a hu- I mean, her home is probably in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she gets off work and then just goes home. Now she's going to be like, you know, living out of a, uh, out of a trailer or whatever, you know, her a hotel, uh, a hotel right. something up there. And it's like, you know, probably away from Harrison and all that shit. You know, and so it, it'll be a, a kind of kind of a big move for her, especially if the season if the show goes, you know, four, five, six seasons.
1: Yeah,
4: maybe secure her for season two, and then naturally ride her out of the series in season two.
3: Oh man, she's a huge part of the show, though. Mm-hmm. She's a huge part of the, of the show. Uh, she's a huge reason to watch the show, mm-hmm. and so losing her would be a huge blow um, to the show. I mean. she's great i mean you've got her on one side and then you've got like the guy that plays max lord on the other side and he's great okay i I love their villain he's kind of like he's it's kind of like supergirl's version of lex luthor this guy max lord max lord yeah so um i'm looking forward to the crossover though uh it answers the question though that they are going to have her in the universe somehow yeah they're going to work it away for
4: that crossover or really work her in permanently do you think
3: uh, I'm thinking, see, that's a thing. It's like, I don't know if it's going to be like a, like an Earth-3 type situation where she, she jumps over to their world for a while. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work it, man. Or if they're going to combine all the worlds somehow. Hmm. If any show can do it, it'll be the Flash. Yeah. It'll be the Flash that does it. Um, Legends of Tomorrow finale was, it was okay. It was okay. Spoilers for that, but... Um, um, yeah, I'll give you spoilers. Uh, Leonard Snart, Captain Cold, mm-hmm. sacrificed himself and died. Oh, that sucks. And But it was fucking awesome the way he did it. Yeah. But we know he's coming back because they've already reworked his contract so that he comes back next season and does, like, some Flash episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. And then okay. he might do some Legends episodes. Um, Hawk Girl and Hawkman, their story arc ended.
4: You haven't really cared for them either, have you? I am...
3: Fucking thrilled. (laughs) Um, So I am thrilled that they're gone. Um, But they did introduce um, a new character, Our Man. Oh, so Our Man from the Justice League of Justice League of Superheroes or some shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to be joining the team next year. That's cool. Anyone
4: important cast as him?
3: uh, Some guy that was in some show.
4: I've seen that, I
1: think. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it, uh, it's some guy. I know he was in some show. I just don't know what guy, and I don't know what show. All right. So glad I could help out. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. Might be a good break for him. All right, guys. THR uh, had an article titled, Batman v. Superman Fallout. Warner Brothers shakes up executive roles. Did you guys hear about this? I did. Yeah, I did. John Berg and Jeff Johns will co-run the newly created DC films in an attempt to correct course-correct Warner's comic book movies. The fallout from Batman v. Superman, Donna Justice continues to ripple through Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. The Burbank-based studio is making changes to the way it handles its DC entertainment-centered films, giving oversight of the feature projects to a pair of executives and creating a dedicated division for the film. Current executive VP John Berg and Jeff Johns, DC's chief con- content officer, who successfully launched the comics label's Foray into television will co run the newly created DC films according to multiple sources. Um, the move is part of a broader refinement of executive roles at Warner's, which has suffered a disappointing run of movies and has vexed producers and filmmakers, some of whom complain about murky, uh, about a murky green light process. Um, see, I've got a lot. Actually, there's a lot to this article. Um, I guess we. I guess we, let's talk about this. Uh, Jeff Johns, uh, he's going to be the new Kevin Feige for DC. Makes uh, sense. Great decision.
4: Yeah, I, I think get someone that understands the inner workings of creating the comic book universe mm-hmm. in this position. Um, even putting aside all my Zack Snyder hate, I, I just don't think that's the guy that you need to like interconnect all these movies. Mm-hmm. Like even even if I love Zack Snyder, I feel like I would feel that way. Yeah, he's a unique director with a unique vision that's good for one series of the movies. He's mm-hmm. not your guy you want to go to.
3: But this so, is not this is not a Wachowski sibling film where they can just do whatever the fuck they want to do. This is not Jupiter Ascending. Yes. This right. is a fucking property yes. that's been around for 75 plus years, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you need someone to rein these guys in? You kind of do. Yes. The yes. answer is yes. You need... Yes. And Jeff Johns is a great guy to have him
4: great guy as far as dc properties go i don't think you could have picked better yeah
5: i just watched uh man of steel again this past week for the first time since i saw it in the theater i still love it even though i hate on batman v superman as hard as i do i I just don't think that snyder's the guy to handle multiple storylines multiple characters he can deal with like one character one storyline one focused vision but not an ensemble cast
3: uh, I, I I don't I don't know I don't know about that. Um, it makes no fucking sense. I thought to he me. did a great job with an ensemble cast in Watchmen. Yeah, I, I just I think that I just I, I I think that they need somebody to rein Snyder in a little bit.
5: There needs to be one focused vision, and I'm all for that. Yeah, so. I agree.
4: I don't get that. I don't get how on the Man of Steel thing. Like I don't understand how one one person can love Man of Steel. And then that same person can get zero value from BVS. That makes no sense to me. For
5: me, For me, from my perspective, after having watched Man of Steel recently again... Every scene, every action has to do with the development of one character in particular, and that's that's Clark. That's Superman. Whereas in Batman vs. Superman, there's so many different storylines going. There, there's a convoluted plot that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. At least Man of Steel makes sense from beginning to end as far as like motivations, who's doing what for what reason. I don't get that out of Batman vs. Superman.
4: Yeah, but to complete, completely hate one and love the other, I, I don't know. It's crazy to me.
5: One's confusing from a narrative point of view and the other makes sense. I mean, for me it's that simple. It's
3: weird, Jake, cuz like I loved Man of Steel too. It yeah. was like my favorite comic book movie. I loved it. Yeah. Thought it was great. After watching Batman v Superman, which I tasted, I am not rushing to go back and watch Man of Steel now. It's kind of it's kind of like affected like my anticipation for, you know, I don't know. Everything
4: but Wonder Woman.
3: Well, and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Can't wait for Suicide
4: Squad. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
3: What's interesting, though, is like I, this is what I was kind of confused about. Let me read the rest of this article from uh. THR. They said, with Berg and Johns, Warner Brothers is attempting to unify the, uh, the disparate elements of the DC movies. With a seasoned filmed executive and a comics veteran, that together hopefully can emulate the way Marvel Studios has produced its films under the vision of President Kevin Feige. But sources also say Warner still wants to remain a filmmaker-driven studio. As part of their as part of their new jobs, Berg and Johns will become producers on the Justice League movies. I have said in many episodes that Warner Brothers considers themselves a filmmaker studio. Mm-hmm. With this move, though, as uh, they're trying to still say that they're a filmmaker studio, but doing this, are they going against that? Are they going to piss off filmmakers?
4: Yeah, I feel like you can't do both. If you've got a, someone who's a producer who's overseeing and 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 kind of reining people in, mm-hmm. to me it ceases being a filmmaker studio.
5: I agree with that, because then you halt the vision of <laughs> anybody that would come in and want to create something new that's outside the lines, but... From what I've seen so far, it's something that the DCEU desperately needs.
4: Maybe, maybe though, on a writing standpoint, they're going to pull the reins. But as far as a cinematography directing standpoint, they're going to completely. Because Jeff Johns doesn't know dick about dick when it comes to. But now
3: you're neutering your filmmaker too. Yeah. In a way. I mean, yeah, visually, you know, you're going to get Zack Snyder. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's like. Okay, you know it's like he he doesn't have like the free reign to do some of the other stuff and, which I think is great I mean I think Prometheus I love the movie, but I think it would have been a better movie had we not had the Ridley Scott rewrites of the script
4: yeah i i, I
3: tend to agree to that so I think that these movies could be f- great going forward with this move, but on the flip side I, I I'm not saying like don't do this like this is a bad move because but you're gonna you might In order to make that omelet, you're going to break some eggs, and you might piss off some filmmakers. The
5: key to that is just casting the right director to the right film. You want the tone, like what that director has proven in the past to be able to provide you, to fit the tone of the They've been doing
3: things – They've been doing things one way though, Frank. They've been know. doing things one way. Right now you got Zack Snyder, this guy who's had, pretty much had a lot of freedom making these movies, just you know fucking up the DC universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, it's just he's just like a little kid picking up a puppy dog and just flinging it around and shit. <laughs> just you know, just you know, little kid, you let him loose in the fucking let a little kid loose in a china shop and they just destroy everything. Uh, I'm fucking around. I love Zack Snyder. I know. I was like I'm, I'm kidding. I love Zack Snyder. Huge fan of Watchmen, 300, Man of Steel. I love all his movies except for Sucker Punch. But anyway, I like I like Zack Snyder. The thing is, it's like I think if they try to rein him in now, it could piss him off. He's had so much freedom. You see what I'm saying? Right,
5: but I think some of that goes into the combination of like the story you're wanting to tell, the writers that you put with it. If it's a focused vision, I think he can do a great job. Mm-hmm. But when it, when the focus is too scattered, when it's too broad, he has a hard time being able to bring you any quality visuals, any quality cinematography that like slams home the point of what that narrative is. That's
3: a good, that's a, good, that's a great point.
5: It's it, when it's just too loose and too all over the place. He can't focus on any one thing
3: and like drive it home.
4: It's a really good. I don't good think point. the cinematography is what the problem in Batman v Superman. No,
3: recently. no, no, I don't either. But 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 see, the thing is, like what what Frank's saying though makes perfect sense to me, because even with the cinematography being as beautiful as it was, in my opinion, and some people don't care for Zack Snyder's cinematography, they don't think it's as beautiful. as I think as it's I do. the best
4: part of Zack Snyder.
3: Okay, I think the cinematography is fantastic, um, but those scenes where it's supposed to hit you as hard it even with the great cinematography it doesn't like i got more out of like i'm not saying the cinematography and like the marvel movies is shit it's really good mm-hmm. but it's it's not on the level as the creative like the the artistic level as like a Zack snyder right in my opinion but like when you've got like scenes where like you know fucking like tony is uh you know finding out um that uh that, that the uh, spoilers for civil war that Tony's finding out that the, the winter soldier killed his parents mm-hmm. and you're just like, Holy shit. Yeah. And you're just watching him on the screen. But then Zack Snyder gives you like, like all this amazing cinematography and his whole thing is like, my name, my mom's name's Martha.
5: Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: As, as beautiful as the cinematography is and as, as amazing as the action that we've seen before that was mm-hmm. visually if the narrative is not as good as crisp and as cohesive as it should be right we're getting a scene about two guys named with their mother's name Martha
5: that uh, like the the way and, that and, we're, was,
3: and then we're and then we're getting a mountain scene where dad's talking about drowning horses <laughs> okay
4: so you think that we're going to fix that with the Jeff Johns. Yes.
3: Yeah, hopefully yes. so. I don't think Jeff Johns is gonna give, be giving us uh Paul Kent talking about uh, Mr. Ed drowning in a river. Okay. <laughs> Bojack horseman fucking, you know, <laughs> suffocating under the water. Right. All
5: right. Yeah, that narrative's gotta match the visuals. And that that was the fucking weakest. Yeah, it's the, vi- if the, to the
3: visuals are as striking as impacting. It's gotta you gotta have the narrative there to really have it hit home too. Right.
5: Yeah. yeah. You can't just say, oh, both our moms are named Martha and have it work out. But visually, Batman vs. Superman was more striking than Age of Ultron by mm-hmm. far. Just as an
3: example. Yeah, yeah.
5: But the the story isn't there. Not that it is necessarily so much in Age of Ultron, but the story in Batman versus versus Superman is non-existent compared to what I saw in Man
3: of Steel. No, there's a lot of story in Batman v Superman. It's just not cohesive. There's a lot of story. Yeah,
4: there's a lot of story. There's a lot of story. No argument there. They needed
3: to trim it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
4: All right. I can get behind it. I'm already behind Jeff Johns being in charge of this shit.
3: I'm in charge. I'm in in charge. I'm, (laughs) who am I, Charles? Anyway, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down for this, man. This, this actually was great news.
4: Oh, fantastic news.
3: Uh, let's see here. Oh, listen to this. Uh, the Warners parted ways with, uh, screenwriter Seth Graham Smith, who was to have made his directorial debut with The Flash. In another example of post-Batman v Superman Fallout, the studio didn't feel confident in a first-time Helmer and is now looking for a more seasoned filmmaker who can not only handle a large 150000000 million-plus uh, movie, but who can also have an authoritative, uh, authoritative stamp. Uh, and the studio is working to smooth out the third act of Suicide Squad. Mm. Uh, it's big August movie for director David Ayer that could change the perception of its DC line. The pick trailers have generated massive positive interest in the all-star actioner actioner that features DC villains, and the studio wants to make sure audiences' expectations are not only met but exceeded. Um, Suicide Squad recently underwent major additional photo, uh, additional photography. Multiple sources say it was not to add humor. To, it was to clear up the issue. Sources say it was Suicide Squad that escalated John's involvement in DC movies. He was already co-writing the next Batman standalone with Affleck, and he's involved in the film's post-production. He's definitely Feige in this universe now.
4: Agreed, agreed. It's it's right. interesting to see how fast he's um, being involved. Like, yeah. Already coming up in August Suicide Squad, we're going to see Jeff John's Mark.
3: You know, you look at the performance of BVS, which should be, which that movie should have outperformed Civil War,
5: yeah, it should have been the number one movie of the year,
4: yep right,
3: absolutely, and so they 're trying to correct the course
5: people talk about trolls for d c and that, and i 've seen multiple posts about people talking about the exiting of this director for the flash, asking if if that means it 's already doomed i wouldn 't say that it 's already doomed. I would say that there 's still time, and there 's still hope for them to correct the course of the ship. Given the fact that it's not like a, that it was a big name director that was helming that. No, we've pissed all over this director.
3: Yeah, I mean, oh no, yeah, but I, well, but see, the thing is, like, they already lost, uh, you know, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, those were those were the guys that were originally supposed to be doing this movie. Right, they left to go do the Han Solo movie.
5: Right, I mean, well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that that's a mistake. Yeah, getting but, to
3: work on,
4: with Lawrence cast in for right. his final movie and everything, of course yeah. they did.
5: But, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm all on board for this. They need to have one unified vision. And, honestly, it doesn't worry me that much that they're doing rewrites and stuff and, and, and third-act reshoots. Because if they have an idea, if they have something that's going to make sense throughout the whole universe, then I'm all for it. That's what this universe desperately needs, yeah. one cohesive vision. Yeah,
4: yeah. I yeah. agree, I agree. And it's, it, having Johns do it rather than Snyder is a step in the right direction.
3: I agree with that. <laughs> Alright, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, finish DC News.
2: I'm fresh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be
3: Alright, hey, welcome back. That was, that was fun. It was, good times. <laughs> we did nothing. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that was fun. We
4: were all on our phones for like 10 minutes. Yeah.
3: Um, uh last bit of DC news Variety is also reporting that Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment are developing a new standalone movie featuring an all-star cast of female DC heroes and villains with Margot Robbie attached to reprise her role of Harley Quinn hmm. uh, Robbie will also produce the picture which will not only feature Quinn but popular characters such as Batgirl and Birds of Prey also making uh, appearances uh, who exactly will be considered the lead opposite Robbie is still unknown Exact plot details are also unknown currently. So,
4: hmm, isn't there? What's the team of DC villain females that they had a comic for, for?
3: Oh, like Poison Ivy. And yeah. What was that called? I can't remember.
4: Because uh, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah.
3: Yeah. God, why am I fucking
4: drawing a blank? That's yeah. not Birds of Prey. Is not it? Birds of
3: Prey. Oh shit!
4: It's gonna drive me fucking crazy. Give me a second. All right, we'll pause. All right. <laughs> Didn't have the impact I thought it would either. Yeah. What was it? <laughs> what was it called Gotham City Sirens yeah
3: I don't know and <laughs> you remember that you remember everybody remember that yeah yeah I, I remember yeah cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah man
3: I don't know man um is this a, is this just a rumor
4: yeah I don't know I, Variety's I, I,
3: reporting it so I guess it's true
4: I could be better off making a Harley Quinn solo movie than doing this
3: I know that they've
5: got a property planned for her but I hadn't heard the bit about you know other characters with her
3: yeah yeah I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, uh, did you hear about Margaret Robbie bitching about, uh, her wardrobe for Suicide Squad? No. No. Very upset that she had to dress like really skimpy and stuff. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Frank's like, he's is Frank over there. No, 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 what? no. Fucking Wolf of Wall Street motherfucker. You're telling me she's Sh- worried about what the fuck she's wearing. Well, no, that was her first big gig, man. She, she did that. And honestly, like, she told, she was embarrassed by that. She told her parents, that there, she's like, yeah, there's nude scenes in the movie. She's like, but it's not me. They used a body double. Right. So she was, like, really embarrassed about that. So, yeah, she's not happy with it. She's just one of these actresses that you... She'll do the fucking nude scene to get famous, mm-hmm. and then when she gets enough fucking power behind her, she's like, now I don't want to do it anymore.
5: That, that's so fucking stupid, though. Oh, whatever,
3: Frank. Like, like, can you be... Fuck! Like, it's different for women. Shut the fuck up, man. It's not like Brad Pitt's, like, doing dick scenes. Like, it's not like Brad Pitt got famous for, like, showing his cock off in every fucking movie.
5: Well, yeah, but it's not like that... that was does, the she only for offer, for does she have more to offer... Does she have
3: more to offer than just her body? Frank. Yes, she does. Frank's all pissed off that she's not going to dress skimpy and get nude. No, no,
5: no, 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 no! I, I don't like the idea that they want to bitch about it and then use it to get where they want to go and then bitch about it. Yeah, it does that's seem, bullshit.
4: It just seem odd that she would accept this, like this role. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like part of this role. Yeah, like that's basically like the Harley Quinn new 52 costume. I know. If you got convictions
5: they're fucking convictions and you hold them whether you're fucking poor or not. You don't do it to get famous and then be like oh no I'm not going to do that
3: anymore. I got tons of convictions There's a but you pay me enough money (laughs) those convictions go out the window.
4: Fuck. So do you think future Harley Quinn appearances will be a fucking I'll punch a baby in the face.
3: Stay with my kid. I'll punch a baby in the face for the right
4: amount of money. So do you think f- future appearances as Margot as Harley Quinn are going to be less skimpy? It, it sounds like it. Yeah. It sure does. But what
5: are we going to see? We're not going to see the fucking jester uh, costume, are we?
4: If, if it's up to you, we will. Yeah, if it's up to you, we will. And she'll, and she'll be talking to her accent, too. I'm
5: Harley yeah. Quinn. It was jarring, okay, god damn it. I missed the J! <laughs> uh,
3: you know, it's fucking, yeah. When
5: she fucking issued such a perfect Brooklyn slash New York accent in the fucking Wolf mm-hmm. of Wall Street, for her not to have tried at all for that, it was mm-hmm. just
3: weird for me. Yeah, toss it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a shit. <laughs> <Shush>. <laughs> God damn it. That was an awesome trailer, dude.
5: That yeah, was, that was great.
3: I like the second one better it. than the first. Yeah. Second trailer was, I thought, uh, second trailer was great too.
4: I thought they were both thematically the same.
3: They were great. Yeah, I did too. I felt no difference. You can like, toss one and the yeah, other. we got Queen yeah. and then Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, what's the difference?
5: And
4: even more jokes
5: in the
3: second one. Well, I, I guess at, at this point.
5: point, it's probably just like the course of time or whatever else we're exposed to. At least you have two fucking trailers. That I don't know how thematically like, the
3: same. Like right now, I don't know how you're keeping the shit from falling out of your mouth. I don't know how I never it. do. It
5: it just comes out. I'm as surprised as you are as to what comes out of my mouth.
3: I'm fucking with you, Frank. I know it's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. No, I love the first trailer and I love the second one. Yeah, they're so both they're there. both fantastic. Uh you guys ready to move on to Star Wars? Oh, I yeah. I didn't know we weren't recording. You thought you didn't think we were recording? No. Are you serious? Well, yeah, I've been talking to the mic and
1: <laughs> Oh we are? Yeah. Oh
3: shit, okay. We're totally recording. Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, I said, hey, we're back. And oh, we, oops. Then we paused. Sorry. And I came back and started talking. It didn't even
4: felt like he was talking like he was recording. Like, yeah. We should have had him to say some real oh, scandalous oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> you mean more scandalous than the fucking shit that I say when I know we're recording?
3: <laughs> Jesus. All right, Star Wars news. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he got it! What's Amisa saying? You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's <laughs> not true.
3: That's impossible! <laughs> All right, guys, I want to start hey, off. I just heard a bumper. Are we recording? Shush! <laughs> <Josh, laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, guys, I just want to... Yeah, spoiler warning, we're recording. The uh-huh. <laughs> word! But speaking of spoiler warnings, we're going to have huge spoilers for Rogue One and Episode Eight in this edition of Star Wars News. So, Ouch. Spoiler warning.
2: This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls the
3: spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right. Making Star had information on the Rogue One visual guide. Here's the article. Uh, Edelweiss uh, has shared the motherload of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, images and information. A full list of names was published, revealing all of the highly skilled soldiers, fierce warriors, Rebel Alliance Captains, Enforcer Droids, and Freelance Assassins from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, the cover to that book is
1: awesome!
3: Uh, the information is from the Rogue One, the official visual story guide book, listing on Edelweiss. You can pre-order the book on Amazon, due out January 24th. Florian at Jedi Bibli Effect found the information and tipped us off to the awesome release uh, there is a new TIE striker for the Empire. Did you see that TIE striker? Yes. Looks dope as it fuck. It dope as fuck. Uh, and the U-Wing for the Rebels. Uh, for the ad-ad, it says ATACT on the bottom of the page. Uh, the ATACT could be an all-terrain armored carrier transport for all we know. But it could also be a placeholder piece of text. The U-Wing doesn't say U-Wing anywhere on the page either. So there is a chance that's the name. Both of the ships remind me of Star Wars The Force Awakens concept art for the Resistance ship. The book also appears to confirm Y-Wings, ATSTs, and Darth Vader. Yes. The Enforcer droid is revealed along with two other alien creatures we have seen, we have never seen before that are part of the main cast. The appearance of Darth Vader in the images seems to confirm what we have been reporting on the Sith Lord. You can see our initial reporting on the Enforcer Droid here, blah, blah, blah. It goes over the cast and their names. Jake, what are you looking at there, man? That's that
4: cover, that visual dictionary. I was trying yeah. to find an HD picture, but Yeah. I was just, I was, you were going to read names off and I was going to try to point them out Yeah, to myself.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the cast, of course, we have Jer- Jen Urso, who's played by Felicity Jones. Okay, guys, here we go. Ben Mendelson. He is director Krennic, not Grand Admiral Thrawn, so no. settle the fuck down. <laughs>
4: settle down. And we kind of already pigeonholed what his place in the mm. movie was going to be a few episodes ago.
3: Diego Luna's character's name has finally been confirmed. We heard the rumor that his name is uh Cassian Willicks. Well, it's Captain Cassian Andor. So it is Cassian. But I've also heard it could be Willicks. Hmm. It could still be Willicks. So we'll find out. Um... Also, uh, the Enforcer Droid, Alan Tudyk is playing that Enforcer Droid. Yes. The name of the Enforcer Droid in the book says K250, but I'm also hearing as many pages that call him K250 also put him down as K2S0. Hmm. So So someone
4: writes a sloppy five.
3: Something like that. So uh, Yang Wen plays Bayes. I have no idea who that is. The first character that we heard their name was going to be was Riz Ahmed's character of Bodie Rook, and that's been finally confirmed. Um, Donnie Yen plays a character named, uh, Chirrut. That's the, the guy with the, the stick. Samurai sword. Or I hear whatever. he's blind, is okay. the rumor. Yeah, he, not a samurai sword. It's like a, like a bow staff. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, he plays Chirret. Um, Bistan is another alien creature. And then, uh, Darth Vader is Spencer Wilding and James Earl Jones. So it's confirmed it is this new guy Spencer Wilding.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. On this book cover, I mean, he's like front and center of the fucking cover. So he's not there if he's Mm -hmm. not going to be in the movie at all. Oh yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, they go on to say here. Yeah, when we heard about casting some time ago, we heard his last name was Willicks. The information here makes me think only, uh, makes me think we only see Mads Mikkelsen, Jin's father, in flashbacks we had We heard about him walking in a field in a sequence that sounds like a flashback of gins. Bodie Rook was first heard back in November and listed on his agent 's website. Oh, it didn't go into it, but I 've also heard that Cap uh, Willicks could still be his last name, but they got the cassian right um so, man, a lot came out. Was there anything that you, any takeaways that you had from it? I was just
4: excited from these visuals. Like I, there's this alien right here that I just love. I can't wait to see like motion on the movie. Like with this giant mouth with these, mm-hmm. it's like a round mouth with teeth coming out. Did you get his name? Do you know which n- alien name his is? That could be Bistan. Okay. I thought he was really cool. I thought this alien that kind of looks like an ugna, or it's like a little small cat creature in a suit. It yeah. was a really
3: cool-looking creature, Yeah, there's too. a couple. There's one called Bistan and one called Pow. I thought the droid, the enforcer
4: droid, looked really cool. Yeah. Just the, the visuals of this movie look really awesome mm-hmm. to me. Like, the good guys almost look cooler than the bad guys in this movie. And oh, that's, yeah. that's very unusual for Star Wars.
3: Well, a lot of those bad guys, like, we've seen the designs except for, like, the death troopers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, these new guys, they're just like, uh, this is like the fucking bad news bears of the fucking, like, good guys <laughs> and shit. Just yeah. this ragtag group of you know, fuck ups that all get together. Yeah. It's exactly. going to be fun, man.
4: A lot more freedom, I guess, for character design when it comes to all those ragtag new guys. <laughs> yeah. And, everything. and it really shows like they, they've really used their imagination instead of just aping previous aliens and characters we've seen in other Star Wars movies. Yeah. So really cool. Really excited.
3: That's crazy that this fucking leaked. Like, you know what I mean? They're trying to sell that fucking book. I guess, man. That's crazy, though. I'm really looking forward to, to Rogue One. So. Yeah, me too. Me too. Same. You guys want to talk about uh, Star Wars Episode Eight rumors? Yeah, let's hear them. Let's talk about Star Wars Episode Eight. These always scare me.
4: Why? I, I, I don't know. Why do they scare you? I'm a little... Like, I know we do the podcast... Are you a spoiler pussy? Even if we didn't do the podcast, I would still read as many spoilers as I could. Yeah. But it's always disheartening to hear to hear the like the absolute spoilers. Oh. Like I wish I wish they could do a
3: better job keeping I wish we couldn't figure this out. You are a spoiler pussy. When
4: it comes to the episode 8 stuff
3: I am. Oh man, I'm. You know what? I mean. It's like we 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 knew pretty much like a, a lot of the spoilers for the Force Awakens, and I still love the movie. Oh, I,
4: I, I'm the same. I'm I think the like same.
3: part of the part of the journey for me is just like figuring all this shit out, finding out what's real that we did talk about and what's yeah. fake. You know, right? just
4: like part of me is like, what would it, what would it have been like like not knowing like yeah. s- some of the big key moments and stuff like that.
3: Yeah. But even if we
4: didn't do this, there's never been a Star Wars movie in my lifetime that's come out. Yeah. Where I didn't read the shit out of everything. And shut that was the fuck happen.
3: up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, <laughs> Why are you crying over something that you're not going to change anyway? You've got a problem.
5: I, it is true. <laughs> the cool thing is, is that a lot of the rumors is stuff that gets scrapped like at the last minute and shit. Like I, I read, and I hadn't. I admit I hadn't been listening, but I don't know if you guys talked about where <laughs> where. Where Luke Skywalker's hand was supposed to open, guys. Up big fan, seven. big fan. Haven't <laughs> been listening.
4: <laughs> All right, let's. Hear, I'm going to grab my dick hole. Let's hear the spoilers. Oh, are you done? I yeah, cut, pretty I, much. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Hear the rumors about the hand
3: opening scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. hand opening scene that yeah. was actually going to happen. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
4: Thank God they changed it. All right. Yeah,
3: Star Wars Episode Eight. Jake, you just kind of talked about this last week talked about we had a listener say like uh, uh I'm gonna make the title War of the Knights yes and you were like who are they talking about the Knights of Ren those guys aren't gonna have any fucking involvement in the next movie yeah looks like I'm wrong this next this next rumor yeah. is all about the Knights of Ren I know I actually did read this
4: already <laughs> all I right. thought the same thing I was like wow I spoke one week too soon yeah. <laughs>
3: I should have just shut the fuck... <laughs> no, dude, I was kind of like... You, you were back. No, I was kind of like right there with yeah, you. Yeah, you were like, I agree. Oh, don't try You're to right. let me into your shit. No. no. <laughs> it's too late. Dude, I was thinking it was going to be called... I totally said, like the whole time, this movie's going to be called War of the Knights. Yeah. Totally thought it was going to be called War of the Knights.
4: I thought it was going to be called of The Last Knight. <laughs> oh,
3: fuck. <laughs> they scooped that shit up. Goddamn yeah. them. No, I, I I was in agreement with you. I didn't think like the Knights of Ren would be like such a big deal. But here we go. Here's an article from MakingStarWars.net that basically destroys any belief that the Knights of Wren are not going to show up <laughs> in the next movie. Yes. Uh, recently, I glipped some photos on the set of, uh, set on the water at Malin Head. On the shoreline were seven men in black. There might be more, but some of the people are hard to make out. Uh, all of these people are wearing all black with helmets, resembling medieval knights with weapons. The characters are not wearing the black covers to hide their costumes like they did back at Dubrovnik. These are actual black costumes. Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's actually a couple different things we can talk about. When um when uh Daisy Ridley films a scene mm-hmm. before they film the scene, she's actually wearing like a black something black over her. Yeah. And then when they do the scene they take her out of it. Also, when they were filming in Dubrovnik um, that that everybody called it the funeral scene or mm-hmm. whatever, the Han Solo... It's not a Han Solo funeral scene. But it, people were talking about those people walking in the streets. They were all wearing black. So this is not that. They're saying that this is not... These are it.
4: their costumes.
3: These are their actual black costumes. It is my opinion and the source's opinion that these are the Knights of Ren. Kylo Ren could have... Uh, could always have another gang of warriors in black, but I think it's likely they're the guys we saw in The Force Awakens. There are black-helmeted medieval-looking figures going after Luke Skywalker and Rey on the coast of Aktu. Two. The guys I once referred to as Jedi Hunters back in the day were described in the same way back during the production of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, from what I have heard a few times, Ray is reluctant, if not angry, at Luke Skywalker because she has to kill Kylo Ren and she doesn't want to do it. The scene that follows appears to be when the showdown finally begins. I suppose she accepts her duty or has no choice but to fight.
4: This Is this third act shit? It sounds like it. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, at, it's definitely not first act. It's either late second or
5: third. But do you think that we're going to see a conclusion We've heard. to that conflict in the second movie? We've heard. Uh, what did you say, Frank? Do you think we're going to see an end of that particular conflict in the second movie? That they're not going to wait until the third film. Not to an end but, end,
1: but I
4: mean, if, even Empire Strikes Back gives us Luke versus Vader. No, it's true. So the movie,
3: but... the movie starts on Act Two and it ends on Act Two. Yeah,
4: that does seem wild, and <laughs> unless the other main storylines have a lot going on too. Because, like
3: I thought at the beginning of this movie. That we're going to have a scene where Kylo is brought before Supreme Leader Snoke. Mm -hmm. And Kylo says, you know what? And and we talked about, like, you know, what's what's Snoke want to do? Well, it was in the opening crawl of the last film. He wants to hunt down the last Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Yes. So I thought that Kylo would be brought before him. And, of course, we'll have that classic, like, Hux versus Kylo, you know. Of course. Going on with Snoke. Like, uh, no, daddy loves me more. No, daddy loves me more. <laughs>
4: My mission's better. My, yeah, exactly. More
3: important. And so, but I think, like, you know, fucking um, Kylo's kind of got holding on to some information in his hip pocket that Hux doesn't know that he has. Mm-hmm. And Kylo's going to say, you know what? When I did interrogate her, I've been piecing things together from her mind. I saw an island. I saw, you know, I saw an ocean.
4: Yeah, and we know what he did, that he did,
3: and I think he's going to know where the location is, and I think at the, I, I always thought at the beginning of the movie we're going to get a scene of like his ship showing up to octu mm-hmm. and chasing Luke and Ray off of octu but I don't know.
4: Hmm. I still think we're going to get that Snoke Kylo at the beginning. Yeah, I think we're going to see that Kylo ship at the beginning as well, but I think it's going to be to show up with Hux to talk to Snoke.
5: I saw, and I can't remember where I saw it, that... Um, but why
3: Why would he show up at the end of the movie to Act 2? So you're basically saying Ray and Luke are going to be on Act 2 the entire movie up until the third act.
4: Yeah, I, I see it being possible. I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on with the other characters. I think, much like in Empire Strikes Back, how, how much of the movie was Luke on Dagobah getting his training and everything, I really think Ray and Luke are going
3: to be on Act 2 for a majority of the movie. Yeah, it's just weird to think that there's no movement... And that, like, the big reveal is, like, Kylo Ren, by the end of the movie, knows where Luke's at at this point.
4: Okay, I hear you. Maybe it's end of second act. Yeah. I, don't, I definitely don't think it's first act of stuff. I really yeah. don't.
3: Yeah, but it, let's break down this scene, and then we'll revisit this conversation. Okay. How does that sound? Yeah. Sure. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the text below is what the source witnessed Luke Skywalker and Ray are on Ahch-To just before nightfall as the sun sets in the background and it starts to rain. Ray's hair is pulled back. She doesn't have the vest from seven on. That makes sense. We we've, we've seen the picture or we've heard the descriptions that she's wearing more like a tunic. Yes. that looks like one of Luke's old costumes. Mm-hmm. Luke and Ray are wearing the costumes we described before. Uh, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren turn up along the coast. Kylo Ren continues advancing towards the heroes with the Knights of Ren. Kylo does not wear the mask here. Kylo has the same cross-guard saber as he did in 7. It's the same design. It's the same sa- I don't think it's the same saber, because that one got cut in half, right? Yes. At the end of Force Awakens. People were saying, like, oh, did she cut his hand off? But what I thought happened was she cut the lightsaber in half. That's what it looked like. The big spark? Mm-hmm. It looked like she cut the lightsaber in half. I could be wrong.
4: I think he repairs that lightsaber.
3: He could have repaired it then. Because okay. it's
4: got to be the same crystal making that same effect.
3: Yeah, yeah um so we've got the we got handyman kylo repairing the lightsaber <laughs> yes yes yes. he went on youtube how to repair lightsabers and he's like well, he already made one i'm You're fucking a, with yeah, ya. Yeah, yeah i'm fucking with you. yeah he probably fixed it i want to know if he gets because he didn't get the helmet mm-hmm. the helmet like when when he killed his dad that helmet was thrown down on the on the the on the gang playing yeah
5: walkway catwalk
4: whatever. yeah the catwalk on the catwalk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just drops it by his side.
3: <laughs> yeah. So he never went back and got it. No. He just I'm sure, sure one of the people grabbed it for him. Somebody went back to that
4: after No on their way out. After it exploded? On their way out. <laughs>
3: I don't <laughs> they think. They grabbed so. it right. I'm, I'm, it I'm joking. <laughs> okay, good. I think like maybe we have the chance to see maybe a new mask in this one to very, sell to sell more toys. Very possible. possible. That's a great reason. Yeah. 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 You know, give him a red arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! um, okay, Kylo, cost, Kylo's costume looked the same as it does in Seven. But they're not talking about the mask.
4: No, he has costume. no mask according
3: to them. Ray and Kylo Ren duel one on one and end up fighting along the cliff facing, uh, uh, the cliff face overlooking the nighttime water. Kylo wants his revenge after Ray disgraced him. The Knights of Ren go for Luke Skywalker while Ray is left for Kylo. Luke Skywalker engages the knights on the beach while, Ky- while Kylo attempts to kill Rey. The first black knight has an axe and moves towards Luke, but is force-pushed away to his death after being thrown through the air. After Luke dispatches the first knight, he ignites his green lightsaber. Luke moves through each knight one by one. Rey and Kylo's battle moves up to the side of a cliff. Suddenly, Ray is nowhere to be seen. She's taken out of the battle. She's either wounded or appears to go over the side of the cliff. Doc Brown and the DeLorean rise up with Ray on top. <laughs>
4: no, I'm kidding. Oh, man, I was going to say this jumped the shark. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Luke Skywalker casually walks towards Kylo to finish him, but Kylo retreats when he sees his crew defeated. Luke Skywalker is a badass Jedi, and he'll destroy your squad. One source commented, a lot of wire work was used. Um, Of course, for all the force pushing and stuff. Right. They go on to say here, they kind of explain again, they say, Luke Skywalker fights the Knights of Ren using the force and then his sword, a mixture of wizard and warrior. While we can confirm that Luke does use his lightsaber, we think we can confirm the color too. The lightsaber was green for the light rod on set.
1: Yeah.
4: Which makes sense. Yeah, you can't 100%... No, that that'll be the color of his
3: lightsaber though because that's all post they it matches up with everything that they did in seven though right. yeah all yeah. of them used light rods in the first one and the colors matched up they did it yeah, would be really weird finn, for them to finn using, the color
5: just
4: out of there hand. wasn't a lot
3: of lightsabers yeah, in the yeah. last one but the ones like it was just kylo's and then the other one that they used for finn was blue okay because i know they didn't do that in previous star wars they never so. did that in other star wars yeah. movies Um, So it appears Luke still has his return of the Jedi lightsaber after all these years. There were also white flashing effects used in the battle. The question is, does Luke let Kylo run? Can he not kill him for familial reasons or because Rey must do it as part of her training? The impression I get is that Luke knew Kylo would run and allows him to. Luke's behavior doesn't indicate he believes Rey is killed or anything like that. My guess is they may film something back at Pinewood of Rey hanging on for life or injured on the side of the cliff. It sounds like Luke Skywalker arrives in time to save her from Kylo's treachery, and Rey is really uh, is a really good free climber after all. We theorize that the location is the final Jedi ruin site Luke and Rey need to visit. Uh, based on some rumors... Out of Pinewood, we also theorize that Kylo may be running inside the location Luke and Ray are heading towards, so the fight will continue inside the spooky ruins of the Jedi Temple. There, so this is a different location.
4: Yeah, it's still on that planet, though, right? It doesn't say. It says we That's theor- where the Jedi Temple
3: is. We theorize that the lo- he's in the search for Jedi temples
4: on that planet, though. And I it thought.
3: sounds like it sounds like in Bloodline, he might have been doing that with Kylo too. Mm. You know, them searching the galaxy for answers. And, they, you know, this is what might lead them to Act to They might just, just be on a different island on the same planet, yeah, I mean, guess.
4: I disagree with their um, theory that possibly Rey may have to kill Kylo herself as part of her training. Like, that seems completely...
3: Yeah, they're just yeah, coming up weird. with different, you yeah. know, scenarios. Um, do you think that if they
5: do hold off into the third act for that, that the first two acts are going to be interspersed with them, having, like, mixture of training versus like flashbacks. Because they'd have to fill up whatever it is that they're doing on their own with something. You can't just have more of uh like, you know, the Yoda stuff where Luke's trying to just train her out of hand. Maybe it could be the search for
4: the the temple the whole time that's going on with those two.
5: It could be. There there has to be some kind of like tension there. You can't mm. just be training for two acts. Well we got all kinds of other stuff
4: going yeah, on with the we, other characters. We got
3: we got um we got Finn hanging out with a brand new female character that Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, what, um, what's
4: Poe? I've heard Poe has a much larger role, well, role po, in this movie.
3: Yeah, Poe is sounds like he's overtaking Laura Dern's character. Yeah, okay. you know, um, sounds like Princess Leia, excuse me, um, Sen not Senator General General Leia has been taken out of taken out early. Something she's injured, mm-hmm. and so you know she's been taken out of this battle early, and. That leaves Laura Dern's character in charge of whatever is left of the Resistance. Well, she acts like a complete idiot, and doesn't know how to lead or something, or is just making just stupid bullshit decisions, and there might be a mutiny aboard the ship. Right. And Poe Dameron might be the guy leading this mutiny, because he's trying to do what's right, and trying to do what's right by Leia Organa. So he's got his own thing going on. And then, of course, they're going to flip over to Kylo and what's going on with Kylo and then probably introducing the Knights of Ren. We got Snoke. Yeah,
4: so it's not going to be two hours of of her training. Even if the whole thing takes place and that's what they're doing, it's going to be intercut with all kinds of other stuff.
5: Not that I have any reason to doubt, but I hope that they're able to tie all these different moving parts into one narrative that actually makes sense, like for the story. Because if they're disconnected from everybody else in the in the universe, just on their own on this planet, that there needs to be there has to be some kind of connectivity. I mean, Empire Strikes Back is arguably the best Star Wars movie, and
4: what Luke is doing on Dagobah and Yoda has very little to do with the adventures of Han, Leia, and C three PO. Yeah.
5: He's right. Agreed, but it, it does end up being the driving force for why he leaves early. But if this is at the, f- the
3: end, yeah, if this doesn't make sense for the third the the third act. Like, if this is the end of the third act for our heroes, it doesn't make sense to me. Kind of sounds like the beginning of the third act. Like one be- Kylo runs away. Yeah. They just got Zen saying that he dist- He defeats. The Knights of Ren yeah, on but, the beach, but, and then Kylo runs away. But then he's
4: running after him in this temple, it sounds like,
3: uh, after the fact. We theorize that the location is the final Jedi ruin site Luke and Ray need to visit. Based on the rumors out of Pinewood, we also theorize that Kylo may be running inside the location Luke and Ray are heading towards, so the fight will continue inside the spooky ruins of the Jedi temple there. Um,
4: yeah, that definitely sounds like final act business.
3: Okay, then, shit, neither one of you were on the fucking episode where I talked about um, the other ending to this, where it was um, Vaughn. hmm Vaughn fighting uh, Luke, and Ray was fighting Kylo again. And then Finn shows up and comes in there. He has to blow his way into where they're fighting and shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I, mean, that all I wonder if like it fits into all this. It could happen like that. Yeah, and the Jedi ruins
3: and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's what's going to happen or not. But you guys really should listen to that video. Okay. It's definitely worth. You listening You got a link
4: to. to that? Send me a link to that.
3: I have sent you a link. I think maybe I did. <laughs> I could have sworn I did, or I talked about it or something.
4: Yeah, I mean, we taught You. T- yeah. The episode after that episode, you filled me in on it verbally. Yeah, but that, I don't
3: think you sent me a link or anything. Yeah, I probably didn't. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Right, I'll watch that. Um, but they were signing, like, that was fucking, um, Vaughn was gonna be, uh, Benicio del Toro's character. Oh, okay, mm. okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, hmm. So, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it continues on the inside of that, uh, on the ruins. It just seems weird, like, Kylo would just be going in there. Is he looking? So he's looking for something inside the temple, right? Yeah, there, it's like a race to get to something. I feel like that's the case. It has to end badly then. For it has to end badly for Ray and Luke. Agreed. Kylo wins.
4: Agreed. So I think it's going to end badly. It's
3: the Empire. This is the second act. Yeah. To a three-part trilogy, it always it always ends badly for the heroes.
4: Yeah. Have you heard the title? There was some title rumors. Yeah. Are we getting to that too? The
3: new title of the film could have been leaked. Supposedly a member of star Wars celebration staff leaked a video on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And you can see a poster where the title is fall of the resistance. And this poster looks fucking legit. It does. It looks totally legit.
4: And the reason I brought this
3: up now, I wasn't
4: trying to jump ahead, but I really think if, Let's let's go ahead and buy into that. That that's okay. the title of the movie. Yeah. Then I, I think the, our final stuff is gonna is gonna have to do with that a bit too.
3: Well, the resistance has to fall.
4: Yeah, and I think we're gonna, so we're gonna intercut the badness that happens to Luke and Ray with whatever badness is happening with Leia and Poe and, and the sense. stuff going on on there, and that the final bad moment may have something more to do with that than it does with the whole Ray and Luke storyline.
3: <laughs> yeah. Could good, could something good happen from the Luke and Ray storyline? Could we get a Kylo redemption and then they leave the temple all hunky dory and shit? Next thing you know, Kylo finds out that he's partly responsible for the fall of the resistance or something that's that's really fascinating that or
5: there's some kind of an epic reveal that turns kylo on his head like either like anakin comes to him as a force ghost or something explains to him the error of his ways or some shit he finds out ray is anakin (laughs) no god damn it that's why i don't click on anything anymore because all these fucking theories jesus (laughs) settle down ray's just ray god damn it (laughs) she's Uh,
4: anakin
1: Reincarnated,
4: fuck reincarnated, reincarnated, reincarnated. The
2: reincarnator. <Ray> <laughs> oh, there
3: you go.
4: All right.
2: Yeah, fun. Uh, you I'm guys, buy, I'm buying
4: into that title. Like, I really feel like that's legit. The
3: poster, yeah. Oh, I, I, it looks <laughs> totally legit to me too, man. I to check out the poster, but like, it looks like at the bottom, it's got like the D23 logo. It does, it does it? Looks like this is something that they're going to reveal at D23. Yeah.
5: And when is that again?
3: Uh, it's in Orlando. I don't know the date. When do, uh, It happens in the summer. It happens in the summer. Yeah. I think in July. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like something that they're going to reveal at D23. So, yeah, I buy it, too. You guys ready to move on to emails? Sure. Yeah. Mail.
2: Motherfucker. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: leftovers of the universe. Mail. Motherfucker. <laughs> Universe.
3: You can always tell when our show's taking a fucking nosedive. Mm-hmm. It's because we get less emails. Uh, I think our show just needs to continue to suck it up.
1: Then.
4: Yeah, I, <laughs> I was getting upset about this being a bad episode, but now you're kind of warming me
3: up to the idea. We only mm-hmm. got about six emails this week. Only oh, six. Yeah, uh. I know. I was blown the fuck away, dude. Get ready for short answers. First one comes <laughs> from. Uh, first, yeah, right. First one comes from Chris Brown. Uh, hello gentlemen. Isn't he, uh, yeah, Chris Brown. Yeah, didn't yeah. he hit Rihanna? Yeah. yeah. Keep your hands off, motherfucker. Yeah. Alright, hello gentlemen. Uh, I agree with Frank in all of his sexist talk. And
2: <laughs> that makes perfect <laughs> sense. That's why I hit Rihanna. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
3: Hello, gentlemen. I'm a first-time writer into the podcast, and I want to join the Army. I just listened to the Civil War podcast, and I have to agree with you now, Brian. I, too, also want to see Iron Man in the new Spider-Man movie. I just don't want Spider-Man to be a side piece. Uh, I think he should just train and give guidance to Peter... And fuck off with that shit. You know who I do want to be a side piece though? God damn it. This whole Iron Man <laughs> training Spider-Man. I, I I get it. I get I I want I want a lot more though. I want more than that. Hold on, I'll I'll give him a chance. Let me read this fucking shit.
4: <laughs> what did you what were you gonna say? I say? You know who I want to be a side piece though? And May. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is side piece for real.
3: I think he should just train and give guidance to Peter and let Spider Man fight. His own fight to prove himself that he is a hero. No, come on.
4: Yeah, they should be connected dick to butt the whole
3: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now on to... I don't agree with that. What are you thinking? You just want to have him sit there training him to fight? No. No, no.
4: We're going to have him... A lot more than God
3: that. damn it.
5: That's I think a, Marvel knows enough
3: to especially know. Especially if
4: that. we're getting Keaton. We're getting yeah. RDJ and Keaton face yeah. to face, right? Yeah,
5: absolutely. I mean, oh Spider Man, they're, they're gonna, even Marvel's gonna know that Spider Man needs to take top billing, not only just in name, but also with spectacle on screen. But don't, don't discount the fact that they're gonna use RDJ to do not give
3: it. Robert Downey Jr.
5: a fucking Mr. Miyagi role. Right. Fuck yeah. off with that shit. Like, have
3: him be involved in stuff. I'm sick He'll of it. Try I'm to sick take out. I'm just, I'm sick of people saying. And shit like that. Oh, uh, you know, it's a Spider Man movie, and uh, I just want to see Spider Man in there. <laughs> the, the entire movie, and Robert Downey Jr. can get his 15 minutes. Fuck off. Oh, he's gonna be Give nice. me the movie I want. I want both of these two fighting together and learning on the job. I don't want him guiding him. Mm-hmm. I don't want him being fucking his Jarvis. We well, didn't just, put
5: fucking training wheels on him in Goddamn Civil War either. He just let him have at it with all these other superheroes. Yeah, you,
4: you can or, or train. Just Q, you give him all these inventions yes
3: yeah. you can train him on the job and you can do the job together. He's already so, been doing the fucking job that's kind of the point I want to see I want to see Spider-Man in the whole movie too Chris but I also want to see Tony Stark in there just as much I want to see just as much Iron Man. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah, it's going to be it's a good fucking, it's fucking, this fucking, let's be conservative with our Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. Oh, we don't want too much of a good thing, Jake.
1: <laughs>
4: what are you yelling at me for?
3: No, uh, I'm not yelling. It's yeah, all your fault. God, yeah, like,
2: yeah, don't get so defensive. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> He's old as it. No,
3: I'm trying to make a point, and uh. I just happen to use your name. That's kind of like my way <laughs> for you
4: cri- to to be. I'm not Chris Brown.
3: I know. That's what you get for sitting right across from He just got done saying, I have to agree with you, Brian. I also want to see <laughs> Iron Man. No, you don't agree with me. If you're just saying you want him in there being Mr. Miyagi and making him prove himself as a hero.
4: Did you say that?
3: He said it.
4: But he says he agrees with you. you said
3: yeah, he. No, he says, I just listened to the Civil War podcast, and I have to agree with you now, Brian. I, too, also want to see Iron Man in the new Spider-Man movie. I just don't want Spider-Man to be a side piece. Mm. I think he should just train and give guidance to Peter and let Spider-Man fight his own fight to prove himself that he is a hero now.
4: Yeah, what kind of a fucking person is Iron Man if he's just like, all right, kid, don't get killed. I'm sending you off.
3: Yeah. All right. You got any questions, uh, You know, text me. Yeah, you got right. my number. You got my number. It's, it's life, not like it's I'm going to call death. you a dick. Fuck that. I want to see a fucking team-up movie. I want these two fighting side-by-side. Yeah. They got it. That's what they're all about they right got now, too, is these team-up kind of scenarios.
5: If you're like. Sony, you don't negotiate for 15 minutes of fucking Robert Downey Jr.
3: to let your Spider-Man be in a Marvel film. What I don't understand, I, Jake, I don't understand it. I, Frank, I don't understand it. You got people out there saying, oh, I want to see my, I want to see every fucking Marvel Netflix character in every Marvel movie, <laughs> but you tell people that you're going to get Robert Downey Jr. and Spider-Man in the same movie, and you want to be conservative on the Iron Man? <laughs> what the fuck are you smoking? What the the fuck is wrong with people seriously no, you're right, you're oh but right, I, I gotta have Charlie Cox in the movie I gotta see Jesus. him in there I gotta see Kingpin in this movie you want, You would have You would have D'Onofrio in there you would neuter D'Onofrio and have him as the main fucking villain in this movie but you don't want Robert Downey Jr. palling around with Spider-Man you're out of your fucking mind they
5: don't know what they want
3: they don't know uh, what yeah. they want yeah I, I, I don't know man I don't get it I don't get it Jake that's crazy it's crazy.
4: I mean, even I've come around on this. I was very anti it.
3: For- We've seen a lot of solo Spider Man movies.
4: Yeah. After Civil War, I, I mean, I completely 180'd on this. Yeah. It's like, let's. Have this together. guy says
3: he agrees with me, and then fucking totally goes against everything I've been fucking fighting for. It that's, gives why, them, that's, that's, that's why, that's why, why I'm getting loud. This Just episode. look
5: at look at the fucking. That's why I'm, I'm
3: screaming at you, Jake.
5: <laughs> look at what we get to do. Look at the fucking character development that you can have if you put a Spider Man, a good Spider Man, along with Robert Downey Jr.'s fucking Tony Stark and Iron Man. Oh God! The fucking interplay right there will fucking make him a character you alone. Know,
3: Marvel Studios is saying Merry fucking Christmas. They are giving everybody their fucking wishes. And and I got Chris Brown saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Aren't you glad you finally wrote in, Chris? He's saying he agrees with me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the email. Is, yeah, go, go go beat another singer. Now, the thing, the fucked up thing is. <laughs> call me a sexist, goddamn it. <laughs> go Go beat the shit out of another pop star. No, the fucked up thing is, man. Is that, it's like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it why people want to not see that on the screen. They want to they, they be conservative and just have him be like Mr. Miyagi and saying, uh, you know, wax on, wax off in the background.
5: Fuck that!
4: Do you think there's a chance of that happening at all? No. No. Yeah. No.
3: no way. What a fucking boring movie that would be.
5: Yeah. There's no way Sony, like I said, is going to fucking give up Spider-Man just for 15 minutes of Robert Downey
3: Jr. It was cool to watch Colossus come in every half hour in Deadpool mm-hmm. yeah. and try to recruit him into the X-Men. Yeah. That was cool. That is not this movie.
4: Right. Do you think there'll be more Robert Downey Jr. in Spider-Man than there
3: was in Civil War? Hmm. You know what? The thing is, It's like it, it, it depends. There wasn't a lot of... There was not a lot of... Um, that's a good question, man, because there wasn't yeah. a lot of... Um, Robert, if if you, if you want to compare, there wasn't a lot of Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers and Age of Ultron either. A lot of the scenes, like, we saw of him, he was, like, in the suit. We saw his face. He really didn't have to do a whole lot. You know what I mean? Correct, yeah. I think that with this being a team-up movie, I think we're gonna get a lot of RDJ. I so think we're getting a lot of him. More, more than right. Civil
4: War is what I'm feeling.
3: I think he's kind of really embraced this. I think the, I think he really embraced this because I think we got a lot of him in Civil War.
4: Yeah, I think he feels a kinship to Tom Holland at this point, too. Yes. And I think even on, yeah. beyond an Iron Man, Spider-Man mentor level, I think there's a real-life Robert Downey Jr., Tom Holland mentor thing going on here. True, Where he's, you know... These two
3: are going to have fun on the set. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. wants to help this kid, you know... F- fly for the first time yeah
3: and he's going to help this yeah you're absolutely right i think the the mentorship is actually going to be just like the acting
4: yeah exactly but
3: i think like uh as far as like watching these two together on the screen and everything like that that's what i want oh, yeah. i don't understand like this like the whole mentor role i I'm sure he can be a mentor to peter
4: and i'm sure he will have I, a star convention for him sure i think but it's
3: going to be more than that but i, I don't right. want him to be a mentor from afar i want this to be on the job training yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah let's let's go out and do this together You know what I mean? That's what I want. I like
5: the fact that it's already been established that he's already been doing this for a minimum of six months. Uh, at the time of Civil War, let alone where we get him at in Homecoming, yeah, he's going to been at this for a little while. He's going to be beyond your common fucking criminal and needing help figuring out how to take out thugs with
3: guns. i am not even in i am not even a I'm not even a third into this fucking email and I'm already yelling and screaming. <laughs> oh,
5: That's no. only a third of the way into it. Yeah, yeah. all
3: right, all right, move, move on, move on. <laughs> all right. He goes on to say, "I fucking Tupperware." Uh, he's talking about Civil War now. On to Civil War. I fucking Tupperware. This movie really, f- this movie really fucks me days up. When I watch eat uh... dude, Chris. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this the way he wrote it. I'm not gonna try to guess. I'm sick of trying to guess what people are fucking saying. I'm just gonna read it the way he fucking wrote it.
5: If you sound like yeah, if you sound like,
3: if you, sound like if you sound like if you sound like Tonto on crack, that's your fucking problem. Proofread your fucking shit. He says Jesus, Frank
2: shit
5: yeah (laughs) he says on the internet
3: (laughs) i fucking tupperware this movie really fucks me days up when i watch a eat superhero movie (laughs) like this and then wanting the same for batman v superman and we get that shit (laughs) i know
2: i want to eat
5: that
1: shit too
3: he wants to eat that shit (laughs) not to beat a dead horse but what the fuck dc i did slightly enjoy batman v superman and i am more a dc fanboy but Jesus Christ, Marvel really killed it with this movie. Was never a real fan of all the other Marvel movies, but this one was great. The fight at the airport was phenomenal, as Brian would say. And you spelled my name wrong. You spelled my name Brain. Mm. <laughs> I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and his banter with Bucky and Falcon was the shit. Tupperware Tom Holland. Can't wait for Homecoming. Hope it wasn't, so, it wasn't too long, and really hope you read this Brain. it spells my name <laughs> wrong again. It's B-R-I-A-N. Why the fuck would my parents name me after a fucking organ in the body?
1: Five
5: bucks says he did this off ride. his fucking iPhone where it constantly autocorrected
3: Brian to brain. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> here's, our, here's our son brain. Here's our son kidney. Here's our son pancreas. We,
5: we, we love this motherfucker named heart.
3: <laughs> name him after an in, intestine. Here's our son intestine. The
5: cola gets the shit.
3: Frank's losing it. <laughs>
4: Frank's
5: dying. Over You're in
4: your own little. I forgot. I was like watching the show just for a Sorry. second there.
5: Sorry, Omar. Sorry Omar. I'm good. A
3: little wine world over there. Yeah, it took out both. Yeah, I hope it wasn't too long, and really hope you read this brain, <laughs> and you didn't die in a plane crash. <laughs>
5: what but, really he says that?
3: Yeah, I. I yeah, kinda, you haven't been listening. You haven't Frank. been listening. You'd get it if you had been. So, with all that said, keep doing what you guys uh, are doing, and uh, or don't. No one really cares. Uh later Chris Brown from Montreal, Canada. Uh PS Ryan from Comic Slab should have a permanent spot on the show. You guys are great together.
4: Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <him. laughs> <laughs> All right, brain next email.
3: Next email comes from Death Box Tie. Uh Hey Leftovers Death Box Tie here. By the time you guys read this, my favorite non-superhero comic Garth Ennis's Preacher will be premiering on AMC. I'm going into it with an open mind. This comic is super violent and makes Walking Dead look like an episode of Care Bears. But I know they can't put most of it on TV, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Seth Rogen being behind it kind of leaves me at a taste it till I see more. Seth Rogen is behind this? Yeah, you knew that. We've talked about that many a time.
4: Wow, I did not know that. I I
3: think Seth Rogen being behind this is one of the reasons that you're seeing it on TV. Yeah. So I think you should be thanking him.
4: Yeah, no shit. I don't think
3: that <laughs> Seth Rogen... I think Seth Rogen being a fan of the comic book is going to be the one fighting for this to be... uh to even uh, achieve a, a rating... To where it's going to be, it's going to be able to compete with like The Walking Dead and shit. Yeah, I don't
4: think he would even try to get it on the air if they were just going to fucking shit it down. Absolutely,
3: absolutely. He's a fan of the source material. Yeah, it's not like he's going to turn this into a Judd Apatow fucking show. Yeah, Uh welcome to Wacky Preacher. No, (laughs) and then and then Seth Rogen's going to be preacher. No, I mean I think he, I think him being a fan of the source material, I think that he he wants to see them do justice. Just like I felt like Joseph Gordon Levitt was wanting to see this, a great Sandman movie. He didn't like where the direction, where that was going, so he dropped off. Yeah, totally. So, uh, with that said, they are also looking into creating a TV for Ennis's other book, uh, from Image, The Boys. I would love to see this show, even if Simon Pegg isn't the lead as Wee Hughie, uh, though the character was drawn after him. Aaron Paul, I think, could pull off the Scottish accent and do the character justice. Um. Never read the. Boys. Never read it. Red
4: Preacher. Not read the book. You've
3: read all Preacher. Not all of it. Oh, okay. First
4: I, four trades.
3: So you yeah, ever the first trade. So yeah. Um. Thanks for all you do. Death box tie. So yeah. Preacher premieres tonight. We'll definitely be reviewing Preacher next week. Yes. And so I'm thinking about just doing like a bonus Preacher and Flash finale episode next week. That'll be awesome. Along with X Men. Big week next week. So looking yeah, forward is. to that. Death Box tie, I hope you enjoy the Preacher premiere tonight. I hope it doesn't let down you die hard. See, that's the thing. It's like I see a lot of the die-hard Preacher fans excited for this show. And on the flip side, I'm thinking to myself, like, you you guys are the first ones that are going to hate it.
5: Oh, agreed. You it's what not I mean? going to be what they're going to expect. Well, I'm not
3: saying that. Well, it's not going to be. Right. Yeah, nothing ever is but they could still like it for what it is. Right. But they're also going to be the first ones to hate it if sure. it, if it doesn't live up to the comic. Mm-hmm. People like me that have like, you know, barely any, you know, uh introduction to like the source material, I've just read the first trade. For you me, know, I'll just I'll be read. like, "Oh, okay. All right, cool. Here we go, preacher." Yeah. I like that first episode, but people that have like, you know,
4: they didn't do this part, and they changed that. Yeah, it's like... Blah, sa- blah, blah, blah. The
3: same people that like read all of Hellblazer, all 300 Hellblazer issues, mm-hmm. and then they watched like the Constantine movie, mm-hmm. or they watched John Constantine on NBC. They didn't like it. A lot of those people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because they love Hellblazer. You know, you spend 300 issues, and the show is one way, and then they make crazy changes to the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Some people didn't like it, so... Just Ch- don't
5: transfer as easily from one medium to another as they expect.
3: Yeah. Michael Glenn sends us an email here. Uh, Hi, Chuvmaze, and that's Klingon for leftovers. Oh,
4: nice. What was it?
3: Chuvmaze? Pop culture Chuvmaze. Chuvmay. Chuvmaze. Chuvmaze. Nice. C-H-U-V-M-E-Y-S. The I'll, Chuvmaze. I like it. And we're the Chuvmaze. We're the chuvmaze. Come <laughs> on.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like it. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're I'm the Chuvmaze. chuvmaze. Frank, Frank can't say it.
5: No, I'm trying to figure out what Klingon for left, left out. out is. Yeah, <laughs> Joke not. Uh,
3: really looking forward to this week's show. I am guessing it uh, your reviews for. Uh, I am guessing it your reviews for Angry Bird. Toss it as far as that shitty red bird can fly.
5: Oh yeah, I forgot that came out this
3: yeah, week. Angry Birds, the movie came out this week. Yeah, it knocked off Civil War. Yeah,
5: it's
1: Did got it a
3: really?
5: great
4: cast.
3: Got a great yeah. cast. See, I, that's what I, like I, I I don't understand like the insta insta hate for that yeah. one. I mean, having not seen the movie, yeah. I, I understand like okay, so you can look at the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and it's like under fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I guess if you're gonna look at that and take everything that Rotten Tomatoes says as gold, I guess then you can attack the movie. But it's got a great cast like Josh Gad, Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Um, a Danny lot McBride. of Danny McBride It's got a lot of Great voice talent So it's like Are you just tossing it Because it's Angry Birds And that's not cool anymore right. Or you You know what I mean yeah. I don't understand that
5: From a video guys- game perspective It's like the perfect property Because there really is No story to draw from They can just do Whatever the fuck they want
3: yeah, that nothing's
4: held sacred in as the yeah. as storyline. As long as the pig is greed and the bird is red, <laughs> exactly. And
1: faithful.
3: I mean, like this could have been like the like the next Zootopia, where like people were just kind of like, "Oh my god, I really love this movie." Like Zootopia blew up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it did.
3: Like Zootopia did better than. Did it make more money than Inside Out? Mm, I think, I it, think it may have. I
5: think it may have. It yeah. did really, really, really well. It wasn't like Frozen well, but I think you're right. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I don't know. It did really well. I don't know what the numbers were compared to Frozen, but I knew I knew it beat out one of those other big-time movies, like Inside Out, as far as the box office.
4: Frank's right about it. Frozen's in the top ten still. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah. Frozen's up there. That's right. It is up there. Um, And he says, and X-Men Apocalypse. That's next week, dude.
4: Yeah. Uh, Jumping the gun. uh,
3: And was going to watch this one, but my second son decided to be born that night. I am no spoiler pussy, so can't wait to hear what you think. Oh, he's in Australia, uh, dude. Oh. You guys get it early. Yeah, yeah. they're already watching X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, we Dan have to... West
5: already posted like a spoiler-free review.
3: Yeah, so like we, I have no idea. So we're not doing that one till next week. I won't be able to watch it till Thursday.
4: Me neither. Uh,
3: anyway, like Jake, I am a big Star Trek fan, and with the new show coming out next year, uh, rumors are starting to warp in. I like his little play on words there, this yeah. guy. Warp in. Rumors are starting to warp in. Apparently, it is set just before Next Generation and not on the Enterprise. A new uh, new ship, fucking cool. Uh What does the leftover captain think about this? You're a fucking what, captain? He's talking about you.
4: <laughs> no, he said, I, anyways. No, he says he knows that I'm excited. What do
5: you think about it?
4: No, he yeah. doesn't,
3: doesn't even mention me.
5: He wow. Says the leftover captain, he's referring hey, to you. you're the leftover captain.
4: Really?
3: He says rumors yeah. are starting to warp in. Apparently, it's set just before the next generation not on the Enterprise. A new... Sh- what does the leftover captain think about this?
5: He's talking
4: to you. He's talking yeah. about
3: you. He says anyway. Like Jake, I'm a big Star Trek fan.
5: Right. It's already established here, and he knows what Jake thinks. Yeah, he, he wants to know what you about think. you
3: you're the captain you're at the helm he knows you're a big fan but like what do you think that's what he wants to know he don't give a fuck about me he's calling you the captain
4: I'm pretty sure he's calling you the captain I ain't the captain <laughs> you're I, the fucking captain god damn it you got the fucking ship right there yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. I, I'm super hyped for it yeah can't wait to I've been missing Star Trek on my TV for the longest time yeah. so I was a big fan of Enterprise loved Enterprise so excited
5: TV's really where Star Trek belongs in my opinion I agree yeah the movies are great as far as like quick one-off pieces but like as far as like continuing a universe the TV series is always where it's at they have the best character development as far as like ongoing struggles and things like that within as well as without I always miss Star Trek when it's not on Mm -hmm. TV
4: yeah, it's fun to, you know, get 26 episodes of Star Trek and see like all different kinds of genres and voyages and stuff instead of waiting every 3 years for a movie. It just kind of doesn't really fit the franchise as well as TV. Yeah. Seeing all different mm-hmm. kinds of aliens and planets and cultures and everything. You want to mm-hmm. you want to keep moving with that kind of shit. I agree with that.
3: Do you think that they're making this show just to launch CBS All Access a little bit more?
4: Oh, I don't think it hurts.
3: Right. I don't think it hurts. They're at all. making that they're making that leap into like the Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Mm-hmm. streaming services we
5: are kind of long overdue for for a TV series though for star trek it's been a while since it's been enterprise. a long time like, yeah how long, long like 8 years be, yeah something been, like that the well, last one
3: was the scott Bakula one right yeah, yeah that, that was enterprise, enterprise. Yeah. yeah
5: yeah so i mean it it's but, a but, great but, property to like what i'm saying though
3: is, is like this is going to be like they're going to premiere the first episode on cbs and right. every other episode after that is going to be on cbs all access yes so this is basically them with original programming making <laughs> that leap into the streaming services all Right. Ala hulu netflix mm-hmm. amazon um so yeah this is just them saying we want you to subscribe if you're a trekkie you're gonna s- fucking subscribe
5: i hope it's successful but i don't know that one series alone is going to be successful enough to get me to pay another like seven to ten bucks a month yeah I'm already a subscriber, so I'm good Oh, to go. shit.
3: Fuck. <laughs> but he says, uh, live long and podcast, Melbourne Mike. I, I'm looking forward to it, too. You know, uh, I, I was a big fan of The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. And, um, I didn't. Wa- I don't know. I didn't watch much of, like, Voyager or Enterprise. but
5: I fell off at Enterprise, but I watched all of Voyager. I
3: heard Enterprise think. is really good, though. Yeah,
5: Enterprise was really
3: good. I heard good. Enterprise was awesome. And it's, like, one of those things, like, where I watched the pilot and maybe the second episode, and I just didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was a huge fan of Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Oh,
4: yeah, Deep Space Nine's my favorite, actually. Next
3: Generation's my favorite.
4: I just really like the long form storytelling that Deep Space Nine pulled off. I love Next Gen too, mm-hmm. but right. I just I really enjoyed seven seasons of one story as opposed to how Next Gen was basically one and duns for seven
3: years. Yeah, I just I I, I fell in love with the characters on, on Next Generation first, and so it was like one of those things where like I, it's hard to replace them.
4: Yeah, and to, don't get me wrong, in Deep Space Nine, when Worf shows up, I get super excited. Oh yeah, just right. to it becomes see the that, captain of the Defiant. Yeah, just to see that Next Gen come into it that
5: was my favorite part of that series but I always kind of had a special place in my heart for Voyager because they were out where no one else would, could get to them mm. they were on their own in
3: every issue that but they, they had based. a but they had a female captain Frank yeah. yeah I thought sexist Frank would be fuck
5: that god damn it she was one of the best fucking female lead fucking characters ever because she didn't have superpowers or anything She and they didn't fucking make her like all about having relationships either she was just fucking strong
3: best female lead since young Murph
5: yeah. Hands down. <laughs> I agree. Hands I agree. down. Hands
3: down. <laughs> Next email comes from Cody Shackelford. Uh, hey, Leftovers. Haven't wrote in a while. Just wanted to let you all know I watched Vinyl on HBO, Absolute Tupperware. You hit it right on the head. Loved everything about this show. My favorite character is by far Ray Romano. Also thought it was cool that the Nasty Bits frontman is Mick Jagger's son. Um Anyway, thanks for suggesting such a bitchin' show.
4: I haven't watched any of this yet.
3: I thought you watched the first episode. No. It was uh Jay and then Ryan. Yeah. So both of them watched it. I haven't watched any of it either. No. I thought you watched the two-hour f- premiere. No, it was just Jay. Okay. I also wanted to let you know that I think comic Slab Ryan should be on the show more often. I uh, really liked his input and what he brings to the show. I haven't listened to the comic slobs because, frankly, I don't have the time to commit to another show, and I don't really give a damn about comic books that much. I may send them an email and only talk about pop culture leftovers so I can annoy the hell out of them. Awesome. Haven't seen Civil War yet. Looking forward to seeing it so I can finally listen to your Civil War episode all the way through. Loyal listener, Cody. Uh, P.S. Dan West should have tried to contact more of the Army. I would have loved to have contributed to the show. That fucker shortchanged you guys. Only kidding. But seriously, Dan, get it together. Still kidding. But really hit me up if you do that again. So that's oh. from Cody Shackleford. Nice.
4: <laughs> it feels
5: left out, poor guy. Yeah. If you want to give Brian money, you can always give Brian money. You don't need Dan to do it.
3: I haven't like really had my hand out. Well that's true. I'm thinking of like there's people that want to donate and I've been kinda of, like anti donating and stuff like that. But we've kind of like opened the doors for it a little bit. I'm thinking about maybe in the few next coming weeks starting up a Patreon yeah. and if people want to donate they can donate. I'm not going to beg you to fucking donate. I'm not going to get on here and be like, "Hey guys, it's our Patreon." Uh blah 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 blah. If you do donate, I'll thank you. I'll thank you on the show. You'll forever have our gratitude. But I'm not going to fucking uh I'm not going to fucking like have my fucking hat out and shit sitting on the side of the road with a fucking uh will work for podcasts fucking sign made out of cardboard and shit. Yeah. Yeah, we'll podcast for food. <laughs> Next email comes from uh, Cecilia. Hola, assholes. Well, hola to you, you fucking oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it or she would not right be ba- Right in. back at you, Cecilia. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted a bit of... <laughs> just wanted a bit of advice. Many of my friends have tried to debate with me on why Tom Holland's Spider-Man was not worth being included in the Civil War movie. They say his scenes are awkward, including the ones with Robert Downey Jr., and would rather have more time with some of the other Avengers. What should I tell them to shut them up? Thanks and love from your loyal listener, someone not worthy a nickname she trying to get a nickname out of us? Is that, like, reverse psychology bullshit? Yeah, it sounded like you already gave her one. Yeah, fucking you already bitch. gave her bitch.
1: There you go. <laughs> Does
3: C-
5: she
4: love
3: Zima, though? Huh? Does she love Zima? I don't think she's of age. Yeah. Oh. No, I think Cecilia's, like, 16, dude. Oh, yeah. god damn. Stop trying to get her drunk, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. Shut Shut out of whoa. Probably... <laughs> fucking, uh... <laughs> That dude from To Catch a Predator is going to yeah. come Jeez in here Christ,
2: no, have a no, seat no. with
3: you. No no no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, he's no, going to be no. like, ah, oh, Frank, you can have a seat.
5: Fuck, how am I going to know? I'm just going off of what you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Your friends are fucking idiots, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. What do you man. tell them? Jeez. You tell them the... I, I tell them to put themselves down because they're fucking morons. Right? Yeah,
4: they didn't give Spider Man all that much time. Like, what? What other character did Spider Man rob of time?
3: Not nobody. They say his. Uh, I think they're fucking. I think these guys are fucking hipsters. Yeah, I think
5: they're, like they're trying.
3: To I think they're fucking really hipsters, hard. man. I think you hang out with hipsters because it's like they're like, oh, uh, they're one of the coolest parts in the movie, and they don't want to go along with it.
4: Yeah, they, they could have had more time with War Machine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're saying that his scenes are awkward. Well, Peter Parker can be awkward when he's Peter. Yeah. But
5: it, it was awkward, like, intentionally awkward. Like, it was awkward in a way that worked fucking you had the
3: story that led up to it. Yeah, you have a billionaire showing up unannounced Great. to your place, hanging out with your hot aunt. No shit. And then going into his bedroom and fucking, you know, calling, Call him, out. calling him out on yeah. being a superhero and shit. It was awkward, but it was still funny. I was laughing my ass off.
5: And here he awful. is in his little contained world, and all of a sudden he's on a field with all these fucking superheroes that he's seen on TV do shit with, like, the uh New York event and mm-hmm. stuff. And, of course, he's going to be fucking awkward. That was the way it was intended.
3: You go from, like, this, like, scene where they kind of, like, don't – they don't mention Uncle Ben directly to, like – And you're like, oh, my God, that's really pulling at the heartstrings to then Robert Downey Jr. putting the goggles over his face. He's like, how do you see out of these things? (laughs) And then he's talking about how his abilities have ramped him up to 11, and this helps him focus. And it's like Mm -hmm. everything about that scene was perfect. Mm -hmm. Delivery was perfect. Tom Holland was perfect. Everything was perfect. Your friends are fucking idiots.
5: Yeah, I agree. They're just
3: trying too hard. Total fucking morons. Trying to sound sophisticated. Tell your friends that they're fucking hipsters. Get better friends. Get better friends.
5: You're young, apparently you can, you can find them. You, got you won't time. know
4: those people in your
3: twenties.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
4: exactly.
3: John Perilla says, uh, hey guys, I found pop culture leftovers when I was looking for the Force Awakens reviews. I know you're not gonna like that, Brian, but I'm proud to say, uh, proud to say the cliche. Uh, I've been listening ever since. That Man of Steel review you guys put up was kinda heartbreaking, cause it seemed like Brian and Jason weren't clicking with Jake, like you weren't you weren't not united yet. You guys still argue now, but it's playful and good spirited. Oh, people feeling sorry for Jake back in the only episode. <laughs> wow. Jesus! Oh, poor Jake. I don't like it. It makes no. It makes me uncomfortable. I can't I...
5: think of anything that's been that of like absurdly divisive since like out of the nowhere.
3: Oh come on, come on, come on! It was um, our fucking Terry eighth... Cruz. Terry Cruz.
5: Okay, yeah, I witnessed that shit firsthand. Okay, that was awkward.
4: Yeah, but it was
3: dude. It was like early <laughs> on in the fucking pocket. It was our eighth episode. Yeah, it was our eighth episode,
4: and the chemistry just wasn't there with, without being face to face like it is now right
5: yeah because yeah. you guys were still doing Skype then right yeah, yeah wow Skype. yeah that, that would be
3: different oh everybody feeling bad for Jake I'm the I'm the big fucking villain I'm the fucking heel of this fucking show <laughs> oh my god Brian gets loud Brian gets angry at shit Brian screams at people <laughs> fuck off did he actually offer an opinion on where he stands with Man of Steel no he just felt bad for Jakey <laughs> poor, poor, poor jakey poo
5: i'm sure jake can
1: fucking
3: take it <laughs> everybody uh, sometimes people listen and it's like it's like why do, why, do they, why do you feel awkward when people are getting passionate and arguing and shit yeah you just listen why we're, do still you feel fr- awkward? we're still friends that yeah. was we're episode, still friends
4: that was episode eight my feelings weren't that hurt
3: yeah <laughs> i'm still here exactly jake's still here uh, anyway people getting people yeah i don't know people <laughs> <laughs> that Man of Steel review you guys put up was kind of heartbreaking because it seemed like Brian and Jason weren't clicking with Jake,
1: Aww.
3: like you were not united yet. What the fuck are we, Voltron?
4: We'll never be united in Man right? of Steel.
3: You guys still yeah, argue? Fuck. You guys still argue now, but it's playful and good spirited. Okay, now we're just we're chums. Hey
2: chum. Hey. In fact, then you. he fucking yeah. hated your ass. Fuck you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. But I, I love ya. Ah, oh, yeah. ah, you. Oh, hey. you fucking
3: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys are an awesome trio that I can stay that I can stay and listen for for full uh for whole 4 hours. Just don't disagree. Uh thanks. There you go. Thanks for all your hard work Brian, Jake and Jason. Uh hope I can become a part of the army. Thanks. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know about you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, you love him, Jake. He feels sorry for you. <laughs> Poor Jake.
4: I, I think that's stupid, too. Poor
3: Jake's poo. <laughs>
4: I, don't, I don't want his fucking sympathy.
3: <laughs> that's part of you know what? That's part of the podcast growing pains. Yeah. You guys that were there from the ground floor, or even the people that have gone back and listened to the podcast, I barely knew Jake. We'd known each other for like a month or two. Or, no, no, no. By the time we did the podcast, we'd known each other for like six months, and it only met in person like one time.
4: Yeah, and we disagreed about
3: about it we disagreed about it
4: to this day we still do
3: yeah yeah so, <laughs> so what are we supposed to no, do but, but, but it's, it's how i am it's how I, it's how i'm mean and how how dismissive of your opinions i were i was back then fuck yeah,
5: if should... they need some fucking evidence that jake can fight back look up that terry Crews episode that was the most awkward episode for me watching you two yeah. go at it like fucking animals
3: it's funny it's like it's like mommy and daddy are fighting and then like little little pussy kid looking down from the stairs and not saying shit i
5: was i was I was literally just like like a dude at a Jay does the same thing. Jay does the same thing, dude. Like when
3: me and you are fucking going at it yeah, and shit. Jay's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My, I'm gonna burn myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Khaleesi. Ah. God. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Turned all, all right. of a sudden Game of Thrones up in here, Oh shit.
4: <laughs> guys. That was our sixth email. I was counting. That's it. <laughs> That's not, it. Not surprising me with that. We are done. Wow, we are done. This Holy is episode. Shit. This is the
3: worst episode ever. This is one of the In worst. Some ways right? it's
5: the best. It's like
3: short. How is it the? Oh, because we're really done short. early.
5: Yeah, it's Game of Thrones night,
4: dude. It's only like wow. six twenty. I'm gonna Game be, of
3: Thrones and preacher. You can get them both. Watch. I'm going to be home like by like eight and shit. Dude, I'm going to go cool. eat some
4: panda. Go home and watch Game of Thrones. Yeah,
3: my yeah. favorite yeah. episode. I'm going to go off, home and and I'm going to go home and eat a low carb meal tonight. <laughs> I'm just going to pass out drunk before 9? <laughs> <laughs> no, i got to at least watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to watch Preacher tonight, and then I'll, I'll watch Game of Thrones tomorrow.
4: I'm going to watch the Billboard Music Awards tonight in Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh,
5: fuck. I didn't even know that was on. Fuck that shit. Yeah.
4: Kesha performance. <laughs> nah, I don't care. <laughs>
5: Too much drama in that anyway. Music and video
4: games. Too much drama. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, but that's Which fake is a dra- drama. It's a drama. That's fake drama. <laughs> I can
5: handle drama if it's written. I don't want to know whether or not something's real. Sometimes, yeah,
3: the truth hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what's uh what's real. <laughs> You're still not a leftover. I know that. <laughs> or what is it? He's still not a... Uh, <laughs> Do you remember... remember? Chubate or whatever? A chumve. 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 You know, it never think, will be, man. Remember when it was like, there was like this whole like thing, like this whole movement with the leftover army, <sighs> make Frank a leftover? Oh,
4: yeah. We shut that down. Yeah, we I'm did. I'm glad <laughs> you did
3: because... Fuck, I didn't
4: we, like... We fucking brainwashed Frank into being glad we did. Fuck!
1: <laughs> 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 well, you, you did. Oh,
3: yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Now, he, now uh, he Brian does.
1: just
5: <laughs> wants to see the fucking tear roll down my cheek every time he says it. Like, you're never going to be a leftover. Like, he's waiting for it to, to come dripping down.
4: Yeah, well, you, like, you, even on our final episode, it's not
3: happening. I know. They, I never On my that. death. Yeah. Like, oh, Frank, you're finally a leftover. No,
1: fuck. It's going to be on my fucking tombstone.
3: Like, forever a left out.
5: <laughs> it is let's do something sweet for Frank <laughs> yeah. Frank
4: we are finally making you a leftover no. it's our final episode I, w-
5: I would decline <laughs> that because- for five no, no, seconds. no 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 because like the, the whole thing is that like, it would require like a knowledge of uh, like, now now now
3: information it. now he's pushing it away oh I don't want this it this is the
4: brainwashing
5: yeah. you don't make fucking Jimmy Olsen a member of the Justice League that's the whole same fucking thing <laughs> he's just fucking Jimmy Olsen he's just kind of there that's me <laughs>
4: You're no Jimmy
1: Olsen. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck you! God damn it! I can even Jimmy Olsen. Fuck <laughs> you! Uh,
3: maybe, maybe Jimmy Olsen from the Batman v Superman.
1: Fuck! <laughs> God damn it.
2: Get shot in the face. <laughs> Here we go, here we go, I'm from a fucking place, here we go. Maybe that did not little I, I stand corrected.
1: Oh shit,
2: fuck,
5: <laughs> I don't give a fuck, I got more fucking episodes under my belt than any other left out, so that's
1: fuck true. them all. That's true,
3: that's
5: true. You're the greatest left out of all time.
1: I know, right, I'm
5: number one motherfucker.
3: And just like all good, <laughs> <laughs> like good leftovers say in the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. Bye. We'll Bye. see you next week. Don't
5: eat me, buddy.
3: What? <laughs> like a doggy bag, you don't eat me. Never mind,
5: fuck it.
3: What is wrong with this guy?
1: I drank two
3: bottles of wine, goddammit. Let me end the show on a don't eat me.
1: <laughs> don't eat me. I, I have myself. no idea
2: One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womb rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat, we're the leftovers picking up the scrap. It, it's a trap. Good, to toss it, good taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over culture push over top culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said? Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing That is pop culture Leftovers it and toss it, good and taste it, Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Hey, erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say is already been said. Leftover. Be yeah. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop. it gonna taste it do we love it hey let's face it can't erase it let's embrace it tupperware party subculture over like a vulture carryover counterculture push over pop culture leftovers and with the uncool kids what's to say has already been said leftovers sure. and the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers